Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. God damn it, it's good to be home in the studio, huh, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've been on the road for weeks. Like a week and a half, at like, least. Like at least two Sundays. That's what it feels like. Well, the first day was kind of just like a day, right? But the second day we were gone was more like four days. Right. And then the third day we were gone was at least a day. Was it at least a day. Yeah. Uh, but the fourth day, the fourth day was like a week and a half. So How many days is that? Yeah. It's about two weeks, yeah. I think, yeah. is what had happened. I think the fifth day was like a day because you were at your parents. I also want to say... That's a really damn good intro we have. Did you hear that? That rocks. It's a good montage, too. You know? Yeah, everyone needs one. Somebody, everybody does need a montage. Yeah. I got new equipment in this goddamn studio again. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> so if you guys can't hear yourselves, it's too it's bad. Little, it's a little low. It's just the way it's going to go. And well, all of my stuff's still in transit from Cincinnati. We bring, whenever we do these things, uh, we bring our entire, it's almost our whole studio we bring out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be our first anniversary party. I don't know if you remember, Doc. I literally brought the, I brought everything but the desk. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I mean, it was our, our whole studio. In the smallest place ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, now I bring like half of our equipment to do these things and uh, put it on a, 
on a pallet to be shipped back from Cincinnati, and I guess it's still being shipped back. It's still on its way. Taking a little detour across the country, I guess. Hey, you know what? Uh, if it wasn't for little times like this, it would be hard for you to maintain. You need practice at maintaining. Right? It's true. you gotta, uh, you got to keep up on things. Bevo's back in the chat room with us this week. Hi. Hi, Beavis. Hi. Let me tell you something. People missed you at the National Homebrewers Conference. I mean, you were probably the most popular one there, and you weren't even there. Really? Yeah. Where's Bevo? Nice. Can you imagine if Bevo was at that thing, at that place? Oh, she'd be signing tes- t-shirts. Testosterone village. You'd have been eaten alive. Oh, dude. <laughs> a lot of the questions were like, is she really that hot? <laughs> does she no, really have... No, it's not true. Does she really have great cans? <laughs> Things like that. Do I have a chance at all? Yeah. Is Sam really that much of a douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big question. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> and of course, we are like, oh yeah, oh, he yeah, yeah. is oh. a douche. <laughs> it surprises us all, the chick that he's landed. Well, well, I'm surprised Gives you guys... more luck, because clearly I like douchebags. <laughs> it's true. Hang out with you guys Hang out with us. You married one. Good for us. And what got me is you guys left the Schumans here alone without a sitter. Yeah, I was worried about that. And I left my dog with them, too, and that was frightening for me. What? You, you know what? Uh, you know. I was sitting on the porch earlier today and talking to Doc. I was like, man, Biscuit looks old. She looks tired. Stop it. She's fine. No, I mean, probably because the Schumans partied with her too much. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm that saying. Like, you know, we all look pretty haggard right now, too, and yeah. so does the dog. Yeah, they, they party, man. I don't know. I, all I know is that the day I got home, I, st- I start cleaning up a little bit. I'm putting some of the recycling out, and there's a couple of photies in the recycle bin. <laughs> of, some photies of, of Mickey's and Budweiser. and I don't even, It's like, they won't drink bad beer when we're around because they're embarrassed. They know that we'll just give them hell for yeah. it. But <laughs> the second we left, they must have hit the corner store because there's like four 40 ounces sitting in the recycle bin for the, the show. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, so. Like when they like, they like the free good beer, but the... Uh Right. When they pay, they get the cheap stuff. Exactly. I think that's what it is. If it's free, because they do like the craft beer, but I think you've really hit the nail on the head, Tasty. It's the free stuff that they like. (laughs) Well, we've had a whirlwind couple of weeks, and we got a lot to cover so that we can get you up to speed. Um, Anniversary party was unbelievable (laughs) this year, and we're going to cover it at the end of the show, because... I think we'll remember it better when we've had a few drinks in us, because that's kind of how the party went. Guess we can't remember now. So yeah, can only get better. Can only, only get better. Going back to the scene of the crime kind of thing. So we'll cover that at the end of the program. We are going to cover the National Homebrewers Conference, though, here at the beginning, and not just that—the Southern California Regional Homebrew Championships, which uh, I got to say, the the BN Army really stepped it up mm-hmm. this year, and. It's kind of weird to me because I I sat in here for five weeks saying, I really want you guys to enter this competition, and you listened. It was awesome. (laughs) I got to say, it's really a strange thing. It's the coolest thing. It was so cool for me. I've got some statistics for you, so we're going to cover that, and hopefully I'm going to have the head judge calling in in a few minutes to talk about the uh, competition, too. So really strong showing for the BN Army, and we got to cover all of that stuff for you. Also on today's show, and this will be our official topic of the day, we are speaking to Jennifer Talley of Squatters, and Squatters is a great brew pub in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've actually been there, uh, lucky, lucky enough to have passed through there. Me and Jamil on our first, my first trip to the Great American Beer Festival, we drove and stopped through at several breweries, and Squatters was one of them, and the beer kicked ass. 
I mean, here's this 3.2 beer, stuff that I, uh, I, you know, I make fun of all the time. I say, why would you bother brewing that? And it was really good. Uh, off the top of my head, I remember the Schwartz beer just being fantastic. Uh, so Jennifer Talley, a, she's really a world-renowned brewer, a lot of awards, and she's going to talk to us today. So get your questions ready. I think what we're really going to cover is how you brew such good beer and, and still keep it like a session beer. You know, which is great because I love brewing session beers. I know that's all I love, brewing. and I'm always saying, I, ah, you know, I, what's the point? Yeah. But it's probably because, you know, most session beers that are they're not full bodied to me. They don't have all that flavor, but hers do. Right. So what a great. So I, I think JP, you could probably take away some good, you For know, sure. brew tips today if you like to make session beers. But you, I mean, you also like to make porters and things like that. So yeah. you know. Um, I think we're going to get some 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 good info out of her. So get your questions ready. Bevo's in the chat room. Just hit the chat now button. Well, it doesn't even have to be. Uh, it doesn't have any have to relate to three point two beer. You know, session beer could be five percent. It can. Sure. Well, that's according to Full Sail. Isn't Full Sail well, the only five percent session, session beer? beer I've ever heard of? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. When you say session beers, it's just you know low gravity beers. Yeah, you know, right. But. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it later. But to me, as All soon right. as you say low gravity, I'm thinking, okay, well, it's kind of thin then, and <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of flavor. And But hers are not thin, and they have a ton of flavor, and I'm excited to find out how she does that. Right. So, also, she's got a lot of different projects happening, too, uh, that we're going to talk about. Some television coming up for this woman, and um, she's into the scene. So, excited about that. 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number. And uh, Bevo is in the chat room. So... Something everyone's been wondering about since the homebrew conference is how the hell is Jamil? Oh, I got Jamil on the line. I think. Oh, you there, Jay Z? Oh, come on, tell me I got him on the line. How about now? You there, Jay Z? Uh, can you hear me? There he is. Hey, buddy. Yeah, Jay Z right. is alive. <laughs> Sound good, man. What's happening? Uh, you know, I came down with uh, pneumonia. I was. Uh, I, I guess I had pneumonia at the. Uh, anniversary party and okay typhoid Mary. i knew i was sick i just didn't want to disappoint anyone so i kept uh i went ahead and you know stuck it out but the trooper. Yeah, it turned out to be a mis- mistake because uh ended up uh, sending me to the hospital later on oh, see now i saw jameel friday before the anniversary and he was okay uh, but i know that you had a rough night that night because when i saw you on saturday you said you know he was apologizing to me. I was sharing a beer with Jamil. He, we were doing tastings. Oh, patient X. And he goes, yeah. yeah, he goes, listen, I'm real sorry, man. Uh, I had a fever last night. I was sharing beers with you before that. You might be in trouble. So here I am. I'm freaking out now, Doc. He tells oh, me this. Yeah. And I can literally feel the germs running through my blood. I'm surprised you were even like using the same glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just when you think, oh, I should really get over that thing I have. Because I'm not going to catch anything for anyone. And here <laughs> Just you go. then. Yeah. Well, so, but you... You were at the anniversary party. What happened that night, Jay-Z? Because I don't even know when you left. Uh, you know, I stuck it out until uh, I got a chance to taste the uh, Firestone Walker beer that uh, Matt had sent up. Okay. Because I had talked to him about that, so I really wanted to try it. And that was, I guess, about 11. And then, uh, so I probably hung out there till about 11.30 or so. Okay, wow. So you really yeah. did stick it out for a while, man. Yeah, as long as I could. The uh, but it was, and it was it was brutal. So by Sunday, you must have been a wreck, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was in real trouble. I uh, and it wasn't just uh, you know like uh, you know chest pains and all that. You know, my head hurt something fierce. It was like the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Might be a tumor. I, 
<laughs> it's not a puma. Yeah, you know, at, at that point, I didn't know what it was. I, I was, you know, uh, delirious with pain. I was pulling on my head, trying to stop the pain, and uh, oh, you know, I, I was trying to stick it out, uh, taking like 800 milligrams of uh, ibuprofen, but it was having <laughs> no effect. So uh, we went to the doctor. Uh, the next day and my doctor said well you know you need to go to the er and uh wow you know they can they can help you there <laughs> i and can't so, help uh, you <laughs> yeah yeah they were just like you know we could start trying to test for stuff but you're gonna end up needing the stuff they can do in the hospital so I they sent me to the hospital and uh i was so sick i you know i couldn't i couldn't be upright and uh you know just the pain was was so intense and i was so weak and uh at one point i was in the er they didn't have a gurney for me so i had to sit in a wheelchair and at one point i, I fell out of the wheelchair on the floor <laughs> and uh, i think that that uh, moved me up in the in the rankings there to <laughs> yeah. go, go see the doctor <laughs> got you some sympathy points so. that'll get you some service right there yeah yeah that gets you service right there so uh, they ran a whole bunch of tests they did chest x-rays they did a ct of my head they did um all, you know, whole blood panel and uh, urine, and then they did a uh, a lumbar puncture, which you know, oh. was a, a spinal tap. Ouch! This is spinal and, tap. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's where you you know grab your ankles. <laughs> you know, wow! And bend over real hard, I and then somebody you know, stabs you from behind, very much like after the Sunday session. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. I was gonna. I, I think you kind of got uh, kind of got served. That's not a spinal tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something else. I think you were having with you there, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, somebody was something uh, small and pointy. Went, right, went in a little high. Yeah, you know. drop and grab them. Wow! All those tests and all they found out was that you're gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, so, but I was still in extreme pain. So they gave me uh, some sort of morphine substitute. Good. That uh, that really helped, and that uh, kind of knocked the pain down to a point where I I felt like I was going to live. Great. You got any but of that I had left? Bad uh, bad case of pneumonia, and then uh, they gave me like Vicodin for the for the headaches uh, once I got home. So I see. Wasn't too bad, but man. Well, here's so here's I what lost, I was thinking. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, what you lost a bunch of weight? Oh yeah, yeah. I lost like 15 pounds in 10 days. Oh, you were getting you were getting kind of fat load. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think about it, and you know, all those people that die from pneumonia, you mm. know, it's because they're those skinny little dudes. You know, so right. if somebody's scrawny. They, you know, they lose 15 pounds. It's a big problem. For me, I still had, like, another 45 I could go and be okay. You know, so, I'm thinking, you know, I still got some reserves on me. So pretty much Chad would be able to survive pneumonia. I was going to say, Chad, we ought to get you. You ought to go make out with Jamil and see if you can cut some weight. It's a good diet. Yeah. Double pneumonia. Go drink his bedpan or something. <laughs> I would. So... Here's what, I mean, I get this email from Jamil Monday or Tuesday or something right before I'm leaving for Cincinnati to go to the homebrew conference, and he says, you know, I'm not going to make it. And I literally, I have to say, Jamil, I, I didn't believe it. Not that I didn't believe that you were sick. I just was like, there's no way that Jamil is going to sit this thing out. I mean, you are such a fan of this conference. It's your favorite event of the year. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to miss the first couple of days. I'll be seeing Jamil on Friday. And then you send out an email that's like, I'm going to the hospital. I won't see you in Cincinnati. And now I'm freaked out. I'm really worried about you. The whole conference, Jamil, is asking about you. Everybody, where's Jamil? How's Jamil? What's happening? And all I can say is, I'm pretty sure we killed him. 
I think at the anniversary party, we killed Jamil. And, of course, my next thought is, that's really good publicity for the BN. If the BN kills someone like Jamil, that's a lot of press, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone would want to be at that party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll but, tell you, the great, the great thing about being at the anniversary party was uh, I, I saw my biggest fan. You did? Yeah, I, I looked in a mirror and, you know, there he was. <laughs> you're, you're like, I love you. I love your work. Yeah, yeah I, you know. Never we were making out you. for about a half an hour before I realized it was a mirror. Wow. <laughs> you, you know Jamil's feeling well when he's writing jokes. <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling better now? I mean, you, you sound okay. Uh, yeah, I'm still still pretty weak. I You know, I can do stuff for about, uh, you know, 15 minutes or so, and then I just need to lay down. I see. But, uh. Have you yeah, been able I, to uh, rub one out since you got sick? <laughs> I got lucky with the wife uh, earlier this morning. Oh, so. good. All right. Jamil's doing fine. He's back. He's back. Yeah. I figured, you know, in case it does kill me, I want to just get one. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get one, one last romp, sweetheart. Did you use your whole 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take that long. <laughs> Still had about uh, 14 minutes to do other stuff. Well, yeah, he yeah, yeah I left me a good 14, 13 minutes. <laughs> I'm glad to hear your voice, Jay-Z, man. We are all worried about you. And and, and I, I don't mean to rub it in. I know you must be just feeling, you know, just bummed that you missed this conference, but it was amazing, and everyone really just asked about you a ton. They, everyone wanted you there, man. Well, I'll tell you, the, the thing that I was most disappointed that I missed was um, doing the Jamil Show live uh there at the conference and i don't know why you know initially i didn't i thought oh yeah it'll be fun but uh you know hearing you guys do the show there i was just ah you know that was that was the thing i really wanted to do that would have would have been just awesome and they were the the, the, i gotta say the listeners were there for you man we had a bunch of listeners standing around and i'm pretty sure that half of them were going what the f is this where's jameel (laughs) there's a good crowd (laughs) Yeah, there was a bunch of people thinking, there. How much did I drink? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think any of those are the right guy. Hey, how about Ray Daniels stepping it up though? Yeah, Doc and uh, you know, uh, Plisse and you, you, you guys all sounded great. It was fantastic. Well, I, I ended up talking to Doc about it. You know, at your suggestion, Doc is your only fill-in. That's been the mm-hmm. history of the Jamil Show. He's the only guy who can sit in your shoes there. Nice the only know. one I trust. Yeah. Thanks, man. And Doc goes, hey man, why don't we get Ray or somebody to, to you know to help out with this style? We got all these people around, and I'm thinking it's a great idea. So I go to Ray, and Ray's down. He was just cool about it. He said, sure, man, I'll make time. I'll be right there. And I, th- I got to say, after the show, I went up to Ray and I said, Ray, I got to give you your own show, man. You did a great job. He's very well spoken. He's got a good personality. Uh, he doesn't want his own show though. He says I got no time, but I'll keep working on him. Don't worry. He was good. He needs Chad for a producer, then it's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you don't have to do anything. Jamil just shows up. He doesn't do yeah, anything. Exactly. You exactly. Sit, you know, you just you sit down for an hour, you go home. That's it. Drink some beer, yakety yakety. It's all done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little yakety yakety. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. it. Uh, we sold a few of your Bruce Strong shirts, my friend. How cool. And uh, it's a big secret. But uh, everybody, stay tuned to the Brewing Network. You're going to see some surprises here in the next couple of months. I got a, I got a few of them in store for you. It's going to be exciting stuff. And uh, a lot of people were wearing uh, your Bruce Strong shirts there at the NHC. Uh, we sold out of BN Army shirts. Oh, I mean, even the chick shirts, even the chick shirts, everything. I got to say, and this was this you would have been impressed by this, Jamil. 
We owned that conference, man. I mean, from day one, I had no idea. From day one, we walk in there, and there is BN Army gear everywhere. Like, every fifth person walking down the hall has either got a hat or a shirt or something. So many listeners, it was overwhelming. So I think I think the only thing that was a real setback was uh, uh, JP and Chad on the goat. <laughs> Did you really see probably that was see a, that picture? Goat was yeah. awesome. That was a mighty stride forward, sir. <laughs> Is that in the forum? That picture? I think uh, there's yeah. a link to probably. it. Probably. Yeah. yeah, it's on the forum. That to me was the highlight of the conference, Jamil. I mean, you got uh, JP that, that straddling you do lunch meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why I don't? Yeah. And at that time of night, it's better than a mechanical bull. Because people were trying to get on that thing, falling off. I mean, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a big... The guy who played Beer Jeopardy with us. I haven't put up Club Night yet, but I have a recording of our Club Night show. John Little. John Little. <laughs> cool dude, man. This guy's a cool guy. Played Beer Jeopardy with us. Yeah. Later on that night, he's hammered. He gets up on that goat. He can't even sit upright. He's like laying down on the goat. He's got one arm around its neck, a beer in the other hand. He's just doing everything he can just to stay on the damn thing. That was a second try. First try, face plant. <laughs> he fell on his Boom. face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he needed help the second time around. Oh, man. Well, Jay-Z, I, I think there's one saving grace you having missed this year's conference, and that that's that next year's going to be even better, I assume. I mean, it's our home oh, turf, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it's going to be just a killer conference. and. Uh, you know, we're going to have it here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, uh, you know, mark your calendars out for that weekend in June. You're going to have the uh, the BN anniversary and the, the conference. All in one week. You, yep. And then, uh, you know, it's a destination where you can bring the uh, spouse, bring the family, and uh, they can go off and do a lot of fun things in the uh, in the area. Yep. And, uh, you know, not be... Uh, you know, disgusted with you for taking him to some some uh, nasty place, but uh, actually a nice a nice uh, part of the country, where like Sharonville, <laughs> yeah, where all the guys gawk over your wife. And stuff. Yeah, we were doing. That. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, we're not we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just coming to Oakland, so that's still, still be a sausage fest. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not reinventing, but we'll steal the hell out of it. Yes. <laughs> Bevo, you're going to have to take some days off work next year because we're going to do... I don't know yet. We'll be talking about the anniversary party later in the show, so I'll tell you my thought process later. But the anniversary party will be during the same week of the National Homebrewers Conference. And just in case you haven't heard yet, it is in downtown Oakland um, next year. So we are going to party down. It's going to be one heck of a conference. Sam, you're not invited, but Bevo can totally... Well, you got to... I mean, Bevo's taking some days off work. you got to go do something with yourself. Like, Make make a make a buck or two, you know. Already off it. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. Well, Jamil, anything else? We missed yeah, you. One last thing here. So, did you lose the uh, the sober off at the anniversary party? Is that what I'm hearing? I conceded the sober off at about five a.m. Yes, indeed. And here's you what happened. Tired. Well. No, no, no. I, if if I felt that I could have won, I certainly wouldn't have gone to sleep. Here's what happened, and I'll tell you this. Uh, the people around, nobody else declared victory but me. But I'm standing there next to Brew Tattoo, and I'm drunk. I mean, let's face it. But that wasn't the deal. It was wh- who's sober. And I'm talking to Brew Tattoo, and I'm looking him in his face, and he is as sober as if he had been drinking water for the whole night. And I realize that I'm looking at him, I'm talking to him, and I'm going, all right, look, I'm not falling over myself, but you appear to me to be stone cold sober. 
I can if I have another couple beers, I will be falling all over myself. I had to declare him victorious. Uh, well, it was a, it wasn't easy for me, Jamil. It was tough, and I de- I actually demanded a rematch, which he agreed to. Uh, well, see, you know what what needed to happen was somebody needed to hand you a microphone. <laughs> then I would have been right back on top of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you think know, you're right. And, and if I had been there, if I hadn't been sick, I would have been would have been there. Your wingman would have would have kept you with uh, thinking you were on the air the whole time, and uh, yeah. You know what? I think you're right. I was kind of, I felt left all alone. It was just me against this big man with tattoos. And uh, I'm telling you, Jamil, though, this guy was stone sober. Like, I don't know what he looked like inside, but he was stone sober. And uh, I I was feeling it, man. I had had, I had been drinking at that point for, I don't know, 15 hours or some stupid thing. Uh, Yeah, he, I, I gave it to him. I had to. Yeah, you did. I had to give it to him. All right. Well, then I'll uh, I'll pony up the hundred bucks when I uh, see you for the next uh, Jamel show. I'm sorry I let you down, brother. That's all right. That's all right. I gave it the old college try. I, you know, I've got no excuses to make, uh, but I do want a rematch. I'm not. I don't think he's unbeatable. I just uh, I, I just lost I this say, round. I'm impressed if he uh, if he got you to that state and was still still seemed to sober himself. Yeah, he it was it was five a.m. and I'm looking him right in the face, going, "Man, did you have anything to drink? Look at you." He was stone sober. So he either cheated, which I'm I, I don't think he did, or he's a hell of a drinker, man. It's a big dude. Huh. What do you think, JP? You were there. I think he's a cheat. It was actually more like six. It was closer to 6 than 6 a.m., really. So don't sell yourself short, first off. Second off, um, yeah, you look like ass. Like your <laughs> eyes, like if you see the pictures, yeah. your eyes are just red and awful, yeah. and he's just like, eh, all right. He looks normal. Yeah, so uh, maybe a little Visine would have pepped you up a little bit. but uh, Visine and a microphone. That's next that's year. All that's you need. when we have the rematch. <laughs> you need an emergency kit. <laughs> Give me my kit. Hello, everybody. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like snapping a finger, man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Jamil. I tried. Oh, that's all right. I'd rather have gone to the hospital in the process. Then I would have felt like I, re- you know what I'm that's saying? Yeah, like <laughs> a little, yeah, a little figured, alcohol poisoning. If they're not pumping your stomach, uh, how hard did you try? Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I was chugging beers on stage. Everything. Um. All right. So that's that. We'll see what happens in the rematch. <laughs> I right. thought it was a double or nothing thing too. That's kind of the gist that I got out of the conversation. Really? Yeah. That you everyone's going to save their money for next year. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll have right. to figure that out. We'll have Brew Tattoo call in later. We'll see what's happening. So, all right, Jimmy, uh, Jamil, I'm glad you're alive, and I'm glad you're doing all right, man. Jimmy. Thanks. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Cool. Later. All right, I got to do this uh, Southern California homebrew competition deal, too. And if he's still waiting on the line, I've got the head judge, uh, Christian Sierra. Christian, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Man, pneumonia, that sounds uh, serious. That's no joke. I know. It was no good. I I mean, that's the thing about Jamil. He would not miss the National Homebrewers Conference if it weren't something seriously wrong with his family or seriously wrong with himself. And, yeah, pneumonia, no joke. He fell out of his wheelchair. <laughs> I wish we had yeah. a camera on him for that. Wow. Well, 
Yeah, poor guy. That would have been great. Yeah. He loves that conference, man. I do feel, uh, genuinely, I feel yeah. bad for Jamil. Of all people to miss it, he's, he, I don't know, he just really digs it, and he likes the judging, and he, all of his friends are there, you know, uh, old Bruin buddies, the whole bit, man. I do feel bad for the guy. But, like well, I said, we'll make up for it next day, year. You know? He will, that's right. And next year, that's the important part. we're going to make up for it, man, right here in Oakland. Christian, you got, you're coming next year, I assume. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. You're yeah, ready. Do it. Actually, you know, th- now that it's in California, that sounds fantastic. That's what I'm saying. You I've could got make some it. Degenerate friends on there uh, in Berkeley that I can stay at. It'll be great. Perfect. You don't even have to wear deodorant in Berkeley. It's awesome. Here's what we're exactly. gonna do. Or shave your armpits. <laughs> Anniversary party and the conference, so you could make it to both, dude. That'll okay, that sounds, that sounds great. All right, so Christian was one of the organizers and the head judge at the. Uh, 21st annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship, the one that we've been talking about for a few weeks here, and the one that shorten that name, huh? It's a pretty long name, dude. It's tough to do a spot. Brew Champ. There you go. Yeah, the SoCal Brew Champ. And uh, we've been supporting this conference for a couple of years now. This competition, rather, for a couple of years now. And you guys had a hell of a turnout this year, huh? 417 entries. That is so badass. That's a big comp. So last year was 211, and then the year before when I organized it was like 209. Okay. And then the year before that, I think it was like 60. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, we took a drop. that Previously, it had been up to 300, but 417, we'd never seen anything like that before. That's great. Yeah. Love it. All Me right. And, and, you know, 33 of our 124 entrants were BN listeners, so that's like 26% of the people that entered beer. Yeah. Nice. You hear that? 26%, fellas. The Army shows up. And then, of that, uh, of the of those thirty three people, we entered one hundred and thirty three beers. That's right, multiple entries. A third of all the entries. How badass is all right? How wow. badass is the yeah. BN Army right there, man? So cool. And not only did so many enter, and and when I say thanks, I really mean thanks. You guys were listening, and you and I know that you, you know, like I said, you're going to get a lot out of this competition because they're going to be sending you your score sheets back, and you're going to get a lot of good feedback. But you know, you really did it to support us too, and you put in your brewing network as your club and all that. And I just appreciate it, man. Um, they they brought it. I mean, these guys were amazing, and you know, I think I kind of always assumed that. Um, because nationals and and our comp are kind of like in conflict. Yeah. So the people that were entering were were uh, mostly new brewers, and we had a lot of new brewers too. But we had like like a huge wit category. Like who enters wits? Right. Besides Doc, there. I don't know. So we had a lot of people <laughs> that were experienced brewers that were entering beers. You know, and and of the BNRs, um, what BNRs had 30, 30 of the ninety two. For a second and third. Yes. So they showed up with that one, uh, too. Huh? So I'm no mathematician, but is that a third of all the first and second yeah. places were yeah, went to the BN? Ten first, eight seconds, and twelve thirds. Yeah. Nice. How sweet is that? So, Doc, not only are, are our people entering, but they're brewing some good Chicken beer, some man. Butter. They're they're, they're, they're brewing some nice beers. Now, you were a judge. How, I mean, how were these beers? Was it, was it good stuff? I haven't had a bad beer yet. Really? You know, um, the the people that don't pick up their beers at the end of the second day. Yeah. I try to take home as many of them as I can. Good for and you. I've had some fantastic beers, and uh, you know the um, I judged the uh, the best of show, and any one of those could have won. Really? I mean, they were just so good. It was so solid, including your guys's Dort. 
that that got honorable mention. Doc, we got honorable mention, man. It was an awesome beer. Yeah, I love that Dortmunder. See, I mean, I I would have liked to win Best of Show, I have to say. Well, you took first for the category for that, so that's not too shabby. We did. We got a first. How many first places did you guys get? Uh, Me and Doc got two first places and a third place for Cream Ale. Um, but we got first in light lagers. We got first in our Scottish, and then we got third. We got bronze. Doc, I don't. I've never, I've never won a medal before. <laughs> we come home with three and a best of show mention. I don't know. There's a, a wrestling medal from junior high right up on the board. Yeah, that so was, I beg to differ with you. <laughs> that was different. I had to blow the judge for that. It was totally different. Look at uh, and also let's uh, let's not leave out our boys Tasty and Sleepy here too. Yeah. Hello. Uh, American Pale second place Mike McDole for his AP- APA. How about that? Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a great thing. That was a competitive category. And then uh, Sleepy, how come your award's not on here? Which one did you get? Oh, it was uh, the Light Euro, second place. The second analogger. place. So that's two competitions you've entered. Well, you entered the NHC, too, didn't you? Okay. Three competitions you've entered, two silver medals, man. Not bad, huh? No, that's pretty good. Why aren't they first, though, Chad? Well, I did have a first. You suck. You had a first? Sure. Where? Brown Ale. Oh, yeah. When you had a cup of beer. That's right. JP, did you send beers down to this competition to the SoCal? Yeah, I think they got left behind. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think. Uh, I think they got left in the walk-in. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I did inter inter beers and uh, and uh, like the rest of the things that I do in life, it, they, they sucked. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you probably got fourth place. Christian, yeah. is is JP going to get a certificate like I got last year? You know, I don't know if they're doing certificates this year. But oh, yeah, but I know the score sheets and all the ribbons went out yesterday. I have enough so. of the try harder certificates. I don't <laughs> you don't need another yeah. one. So I appreciate it. JP's going to hang himself tonight. Yeah. I, d- I didn't want to ask. I didn't know. I was hoping you'd say, no, I forgot. Although then I would have yelled at you for not entering. Yeah, so either way, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, I had yeah, I had bottles. and You know, I figured, yeah, let's try it. Why not? I don't really enter competitions. This is the, I only enter NHC and the local World Cups. This is the first one out of my region, I guess, in a sense that I've entered. So it was cool. He doesn't stray far from home. No, not really. Mainly because I suck. Well, and speaking from uh, about from out of your region, I need to start brewing with Doc. You do, it's do. You think I'd ever win a medal if I didn't brew at Doc's house? Yeah, maybe Bebo and I'll start brewing. Look at I'm a mash ton lackey, yeah, and I uh, get a medal for it. Uh, I have a list here. Christian has sent me. BNers entered uh, from Missouri, New Jersey, Colorado, Arizona, Kentucky, New Mexico, Massachusetts, Texas, Washington, Minnesota. New York, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, Nevada, Kansas, Utah, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Louisiana, and Maryland. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, how about that? That's uh, representing there, man. I mean, just from all... Now, Christian, you guys, it, typically, uh, before we were promoting it here, you didn't get a lot of out-of-state entries, did you? Not this many. Not, no, I don't think we got nearly this many <laughs> out-of-state entries. And, you know... The thing that's kind of amazing is, uh, you know, if I was living on the opposite coast and I was shipping my beer across country, I don't know if I'd be too confident that it would do well. Yeah. But a lot of the out of, you know, there were like 88 entries from out of state and 20 of those placed. Wow. So. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Evidently, you can ship and still win. That's right. And, uh, you know, UPS or, or FedEx handles the, the entries pretty well. 
right? Someone's doing a good yeah. job getting those beers to you. Well, plus, yeah. I think, you know, it's also a sign of a, of a well-made beer, right? Because we've talked about how... Oh, yeah, it has to be good. Yeah, if you... I mean, beer can it's go... It's not going to get better on the trip. Exactly. Beer can go bad real quick. So yeah. just, you know, well-made beers coming at you, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd enter, I'm going to enter again next year because the results were so quick to come back. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, uh, everybody was screaming about it. Yeah. They were clamoring for them. Yeah, but I, I think it's just you know everyone does it now. It's kind of expected. You know, oh, the next day, oh, where are my results? Where are my results? But they were. I was actually really, really surprised. They were. They were up in like what three days, four days, something like yeah. that. Good job there. Huh? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you, you don't see that with uh, with entries that much, you know. And Christian, you said you mailed out the score sheets uh, yesterday, or yeah, they they went the score sheets and the ribbons went out yesterday. That's great. That's really prompt as well. Thanks. So. You guys should be getting them, I guess, by the end of this next week. Yeah. Sweet. Did that, Justin? Hella, yeah. Hella sick. We're going to have to, uh, we'll have to have, like, we'll have to share custody of the medals, Doc. You know, I'll get them for six months of the year. You'll get them for six months of the year. You know, holidays. Yeah. Make sure that they're happy. Yeah, we'll have to divide up the holidays. I'd like them for Christmas, if that's okay. I get kind of lonely around Christmas, so if you wouldn't mind. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian, I want to thank you, man. You guys do a great competition over there. Hey, thank you, guys. You know, we wouldn't have gotten these numbers without you, and you guys have been a tremendous help. And uh, Glad to help. You know, everybody really stepped up. Thanks again. Well, yeah, if it man. wasn't, I, I I do have to say this. Uh, I'm I'm a real. It's probably going to sound weird to a lot of you. I'm a real stickler about where we put our name. I don't want any slouches out there. It's everything that we put our name on is representative of us. And I know you guys were on a tight ship and a good competition. So I was happy to say, you know, Brewing Network doing this thing for you guys. So uh, thanks for for keeping up your end of the bargain and doing a kick ass job. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, cool. So we'll be seeing you next year, I assume. Yes, most definitely, and uh, for the anniversary party, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Whose good. house am I sleeping at? <laughs> Christian, am I crashing? you did such a great job, you can sleep in Shat's room. We'll make him sleep out on the porch. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'll see you next year then. Play the crazy bitch card. Yeah, you can. You, if you're lucky, you'll get crazy bitch crawling in the window. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I don't it's know how I'm going to feel about that, but all right. <laughs> all right, brother, thanks again. All right, guys. Later. Later. Okay. Uh, while we're talking about awards, um, NHC, how about Doc's uh, silver medal? First time getting a silver in yeah. the national competition, Doc? My man. Yeah, He's thanks. on the board. You know what I was bummed about, Doc? Is uh, I mean, uh, you know, the BN broadcast the whole award ceremony, but I was running around doing that. I wanted to be sitting right there with you when you got the medal. I was in the other room, man. I thought you were next to me. I came back after you got it. Okay. JP was making fun of me because I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> oh, it was surprise, great. surprise! So you won't remember any of that five minutes after they announced yeah. your name. Doc, blank. Doc's sitting there, and the screen's kind of behind him, so I can see the screen, and uh, you know, and see him kind of at the same time. And you know, bronze comes up, and Doc's like, "Ah, dude, it, it was awful. I'm not going to win." And he's kind of sitting there playing with his bottle cap. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> and you see Scott Lothmer whiz by, and he's like, and everyone at the table goes, "Ah." <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was really, really great. It was a great like, what, what, what? And they're shoving me towards the stage. Yeah. Now, you had Pretty yourself much. a hell of a night after that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. 
so Tasty left me everything. Yeah, I was going to say. So <laughs> Doc and Tasty have this early morning flight Sunday. What time was your flight, Tasty? Nine. Nine, nine, nine o'clock. Nine. Yeah. But it was at the Cincy Airport. So it was right. a good half hour away. Yeah. Well, yeah, more. So Tasty, you know, they, Doc has a rental car. Tasty and Doc are going together. Tasty starts ringing Doc at what time? Seven? Uh, six was he. Uh, supposed to wake him up. Call him and wake him up. Yeah. And how did that go? Uh, I didn't get anything until like 7.20 when I'm on some shuttle bus. Uh, you just said forget it, right? Yeah, I said forget it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I got a, uh, I got a voicemail. Uh, I, I assume you're not going to make it. I took a shuttle, yeah. uh, and I was vertical, just instantly. Ding. Really, I'm gathering stuff. Just I threw stuff together. I went down the front desk. So, draw me a map to the airport. Because you're in deep shit if you don't get that flight. Oh yeah, exactly. At it's home, like one a week out of there or something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And I just put the pedal to the metal. Left a few things in the room. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Um, I left my uh, all my shaving kit, everything like that. I think I left some clothes in the closet. Oh man! Um, I, I just I just grabbed things and threw it in there. I I drove pretty fast to get to the airport. I think I skidded in sideways at the at the rental place. Threw the keys at it, and uh, I got hung up at the at the security. And they had to search me and search that and search everything. And it turned out it was because of my metal. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's cool. That's the bad yin-yang there. <laughs> that was like an extra kind of a, a pat on the back. Yeah, You're well, like, oh, sorry, I can't go through. I've got this silver medal here. <laughs> it was in my backpack, and uh, they, they, re- they re-x-rayed the bag about three times, and the guy starts going, goes, can I go through this? Hey, and knocks it out. <laughs> so he comes in, he pulls up the medal, and he's reading it, and he goes, oh, this is what it was. And he goes, hey, congratulations. <laughs> uh, put it back in there. <laughs> Nice. nice. Well, glad you made your flight, dude. You might not be here this week if you missed that flight. Oh, yeah. You, you'd have been in trouble with the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tasty. You just left them. You don't well, even go no bang on his door. It was just a triage thing. What am I going to do? What's the you know? What's the upside here? Uh, nobody knew. I forgot nobody knew yeah, my room knew number. Your, well, I could no. have yeah. yeah, I guess you could have. Yeah, <laughs> banging on my door. <laughs> that would have woke me up. I got to try them all. But at that point, then, you know, Tasty was like, look, I, I could wake him, but then I'm going to miss the yeah, flight, so, too. Yeah, well, I'm a, one of us while I was awake. It took me five minutes to get out of that room. Really? Literally five Oh, you minutes. must have stunk, too. Just like beer. Oh, and, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I did, actually, I think I did brush my teeth. That's about it. Yeah, that's good. That. Yeah, you're a dentist. Yeah. Leave it to the dentist. <laughs> I need to be out. I need to be in the airport in an hour and a half, but I'm going to brush my teeth first. He's flossing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now go. Yeah. So everything goes into slow motion. He gets out the water pick. <laughs> oh, temperature's not right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm sitting on the plane. I look up. And with the, like they're about to close the door, I'm sure. Everybody else is almost seated. Yeah. And, and there's ducks. There, there he goes. goes. <laughs> like, wow, how did you do that? Right over to you and arm bars you. <laughs> the first Super thing that came to my mind is that ride to the airport must have been crazy. There oh, was yeah. no, no traffic that time of day. There's so no traffic. I saw at least want. three people pulled over and getting tickets. And I was zipped oh. past them during about 85. Really? <laughs> they're occupied. Oh, man. Well, good effort, Doc. I, 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 can, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge at that point. Yeah. Doc, don't back down for no challenge. No. Can't do it. All right. How about Tasty's bronze medal for that IPA, man? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Category 14 right there. I think he's pretty stoked it wasn't a fruit beer. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's always nice to get a medal, believe me. It's a lot better than getting none. Tasty, what's your streak now? You've gotten... Uh, yeah. It's a fifth year in a row I won at least one medal. 
No shit. Wow. That I got it. That's impressive. That's really great. I think right? you need to wear all five of them next year around your neck. I mean, like you know, Mark Spitz. Yes, exactly. You got to wear your bling well, no. next year, dude. Oh yeah, you do that. Except there's always going to be somebody who won five that year and make you lean on. Like, what are you doing? You're crazy. No, every. Well, that's, but that's what I was going to say. You know, we give a lot of props to Jamil and and guys like this who win a bunch of awards in a year, and he's won consecutively too. Don't get me. I mean, Jamil's obviously this exception oh, yeah. in the competition oh, scene, yeah. but to win at least a medal every year for five years, tasty. That is pretty badass, man. I don't, there's no, I don't yeah. care how you look at it. That's pretty damn good. That's odds, man. Yeah, I think Tasty should wear them to every public event, <laughs> like every public be in. Everyone should wear their medals. I'll never get through airport security. Like Some Manly Dock and Tasty. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jamil, of course, took home a bronze for Standard Cider and Perry. Now, everyone came up to me afterward, <laughs> you know. A lot of listeners, hey, what happened with Jamil? He must be pissed about not getting Nkasi, that kind of stuff. And I said that, I, you know what? I know that Jamil is a friend of uh, Gordon Strong, and I bet that uh, he was just stoked to see that man win Nkasi. Yeah. And uh, that's the, how Jamil is. And I'm sure that there is a part, I'm not speaking for him, I haven't. Con- I have not talked to Jamil about this. I assume that there's a part of Jamil, you're always disappointed, he, he showed real well in the first round, he had a lot of beers there. But I know Jamil as a people person, he just loves people, and he especially loves his friends. I guarantee you that he was sitting at home, listening to that broadcast, and just cheering for Gordon for winning. In that Nkasi. Was he still in the hospital? Uh, he might not have been in the hospital. I think he was home. He was actually yeah. give it, telling yeah. me that the stream was going okay, and it okay. sounded good. Yeah. He was still working, goddammit. That guy let me know things were going all right. Uh, so I'm sure he's a little... I was probably more disappointed than Jamil was that he didn't have a stronger show, and I had put my money on Jay-Z, that this was going to be, you know consecutive Ninkasis, but uh, you know, it's the way the judging goes. You, I did never notice, know. There, it was uh, A lot of winners were from the Midwest and the East, where they didn't have to travel their beer so far. Things uh, like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and the t- judges' tastes are different over there, too. Yeah, and if anyone who, if anybody uh, in the homebrewing community is going to uh, be okay with, with the results from a competition, it's Jamil, because yeah. he knows that it's subjective, and, and if anything, that supports what he's been saying, because I know a lot of people go, oh, well, Jamil's just saying all those positive things because he wins all the time. Not all the time. That's Not how it goes. Time. I mean, that's the nature of competition, and especially blind tasting like this. You never know. Yep. And so if anybody's okay with it, I'm uh, a Jamil is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so next year he's going to stomp us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kind of. Every- crush every one of you. This time it's personal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went right up to Gordon afterward, too. Uh, and, Kicked uh, him in the knee. <laughs> God damn you. Well, no, and actually, and, and Jamil doesn't even know this, so I'm telling him for the first time, too. On behalf of Jamil, I shook Gordon's hand. And I said, you know, congratulations. I know that he would have been the first one to give you a big fat hug when you were walking off that stage to see you win the Ninkasi. I mean, here's my man Jamil with the most entries in the second round. And uh, sometimes it's just the way it goes. I I will say this. There must have been some damn good beers entered into that second round. So congratulations to everybody, every single person who, who won an award in the second round. Not the least of which was BN Army member... Best of show winner and home brewer of the year. How about yeah, that? That was uh, that was some BN action right there. There you go. That's good. Shout. Who's the? Give me the name on that guy. I got a. I got an email from him too when I do our feedback segment. David Anderson. That's He's it. known as Donde Two Two Two. There we Four. go. 
And here's the other cool thing about that. I mean, David stoked. I'll read you his email later. But he was at home listening to the awards on, on the BN. And I told Gary this a long time ago. You really should be carrying this award ceremony on the Internet because people want to hear their name. You know, they do. Yeah. And their right. friends' names, too. And their friends' you know? names, absolutely. Well, here's the guy who wins best of show <laughs> out of all those beers. So i got to say, best of show. Yeah. I don't know if of, I'd of rather 6, win... 6,000 beers. Right. Yeah. What... I'm thinking Ninkasi, best of show. I don't know, man. I'd almost rather come home with best of show. Oh, me too. I think that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Impressive beer that you've made. Yeah. 5,000 beers and yours is the best. And it's it was in cream ale. So he's at home listening, and he's got his wife and his kids right there. They're all listening. <laughs> they do a little celebration dance around the room. That shit makes me smile. You know, we broadcast it. He got to hear it. He gets to celebrate with his family. Um, and he ends up writing to Jamil and uh, also to the Brewing Network in general, just saying, hey, guys, I listen to the shows all the time it was jameel's cream ale recipe yeah. that he won best to show with um so he gave us uh, mad props as they say in the hood jp they do say that they uh, do <laughs> my, so my homeboy i would like to give i'd like to give him another just giant yeah. round of applause yeah, because that is impressive man best to show good for you and for a cream ale you yeah. know usually it's it's some oaked mess of a beer or something like that but it's a real nice light Hard to make beer, man. Exactly. Yellow. I have a question from the chat. All right. I don't know if it's a serious question. (laughs) Okay. You want to know if there was a record number of entries in cider? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Uh, I don't think we broke the record for entries in cider. It's a joke. Yes. You guys suck. (laughs) Say it again, Bebo, and just think about it as you're saying it. Say it fast. I'm not I'm not effing with you. I'm trying yeah. to help you out here. Say it again and think of it as you say it. Were there a record number of entries in sight? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. You suck, Madtown. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, that's why we got Viva. Welcome back to the session, boys and girls. I am happy to be I hate home. You. We're, we're going to take I'm a leaving. quick break. When we come back, Jennifer Talley from Squatters. We're going to be talking about Utah beer and the good stuff. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew sand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Pile on the hangover, just give it to me at once. Let it fall down like a curtain on my brain with a one-two punch. I know it was an ass and I drank too much. My life's a damn disgrace. Can't even stand to get up in the morning and look at my peaking face. Toilet bowl is my best friend. I got handles on the sides. Sees my face more than my rear end. That fact I cannot hide. Circle came. 
drank so much I thought I was God It barely touched my teeth I pissed so much my sword was hardly ever in its sheath Look at girls and they look at me and then they turn away Order up another shot then you'll hear me say Pile on the hangover just give it to me at once Let it fall down like a curtain on my brain with a one you punch I know I was an ass and I drank too much My life's a damn disgrace Can't even stand to get up in one And look at my peaking face Betty Ford won't talk to me She says my life's a waste In the morning I'd agree with her But my mouth is full of paste I turned to God, he laughed at me Said hell's too good for you Since I've got a special place Guess I have another brew Pile on the hangover Just give it to me at once Let it fall down like a curtain on my brain with a one-two punch I know I was an ass and I drank too much My life's a damn disgrace Can't even stand to get up in the morning and look at my peaking face Can't even stand to get up in the morning and look at my peaking face This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Suck it, Chad. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that's not how the song. That's goes. not how the song goes. Hey, 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 oh. here, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome back to the program, everybody. It is the session back at home in beautiful Pacheco. I missed you, Pacheco. Oh yes. Uh, can't wait for the next flight out, can you? I don't think I'm ever leaving Pacheco. I think I'm a lifer. I'm a Pacheco lifer, man. You can't dock. Looks I know like a lot you- of your neighbors are too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know you've got your fancy Moraga, but I'll tell you, I'll take Pacheco any day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little smoky outside here in California, <laughs> yeah. but uh, what a good place to be. I'm just happy to be back in our studio. And with us, I hope, if all works well, you never know with these things, Jennifer Talley from Squatters should be on the line with us. Jennifer, are you there? I'm sure I am. How are you doing? Ah, wonderful. I'm doing great, and I am really happy you're doing the show with us. Thanks a lot for making the time. Well, absolutely. I, I've, I've never heard of the show, but I started looking at it, and it sounds pretty exciting. Oh, you should have lied to me. You should have said you've been a listener for years, and you're so honored <laughs> yeah. to be on the program. For at least ten years. I, I don't lie. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm going to have to do a hostile interview. I hate it when I have to do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, it, I don't want to... I, I tend to shorten people's names. Is Jenny okay if I end up doing that? Oh, Jen. Usually, but yeah, that's fine. Any version of. I'm not real particular. Okay, great. Now, Squatters Brew Pub, it's in Salt Lake City, Utah. Is it just the one location right there, Jenny? No, well, we started downtown in um, 89, and that's the place I've stayed. Um, and then we have a, uh, we, where I'm at right now, which is at the Roadhouse Grill Squatters location, which is in Park City. 
Okay. Uh, we don't have any brewing equipment, but we, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a pub outlet of all our beers and my specialty beers. And then um, we have a location at the airport. I think it's in Delta Concourse, C, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then, of course, we have Utah Brewers Cooperative, which is our regional brewery. And then I work with those guys over there. So okay. that's kind of the extent of it all. Gotcha. I want to ask you about that cooperative a little bit later because I have heard of it, and I know a little bit about it, but I want you to explain how that works. I think it's a cool uh, cooperative you guys have going. Um, now, the only place I've been, I've been to the downtown Squatters Brew Pub. I've been in Park City. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way... Wait. Jennifer, just so you know, uh, we have a whole cast of characters here that are going to be interviewing you. So uh, I'm Justin, and and that was Doc, who said he's been at the Park City, and we've got Doc. Doc, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's actually no Doc D O C. You had it right. D O C. Got it. Yeah, he's actual doctor, which kind of creeps us out sometimes. (laughs) Podiatrist. (laughs) He's a dentist. Love. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was jp um he doesn't contribute a whole lot but what he does okay. we we like thank you <laughs> and then tasty in here tasty's an award-winning brewer himself uh hanging out with us and you know our producer shat he's been uh he booked you and all of that I stuff so dad randy no. no. <laughs> I mean, he okay. gets Randy sometimes. No. I've seen it's him get a But uh, no. It's, uh, although, I, I got to say, uh, anybody who was at our anniversary party, how big of a of a fan is Shat's dad? What a oh, cool... Yeah. He is such a supporter of this program, yep. man. What a cool guy. He's not that big a guy. I ask him, hey, how'd you get such a big kid? My <laughs> <laughs> <A> mom's side. <laughs> oh. oh, you just called your mom fat, Shat. That was very nice. At least we didn't do it, though. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, leave it to JP yeah. or me. I, I'd high-five you, Chad, but that's weird. Yeah. All right, so, Jennifer, I have a lot to talk to you about, and I want to make sure our listeners feel free to uh, call in, too. It's 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number. You can use that if you want to ask Jennifer questions yourself, or you can join Bevo in the chat room just by hitting the Chat Now button. Uh, how long have you been with Squatters? Oh, God. 1991 in April. So what is it? 2008. So 17 years. Okay. Wow. That now yeah. is in the craft beer world. If you don't own the place, that's a long time to be in one, uh, one brewery, it is. isn't it? It is. And, you know, obviously, I mean, not obviously, but I went through a period where I was like, God, do I start my own place? Or, but then I've been there, so, I've been there a while, and um, I built a brand with them. So you start your own place, you kind of start your own brand, and you... I kind of have a nice life. You know, I live up here in Park City, and uh, it's still something to be said about not owning a place. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I'm you know, sure. I decided to not do the ownership thing and um, have that, you know, real freedom on the weekends to not have to think about the place as much. You're not alone in that, too. Uh, Matt Brindleton, who's with Firestone, like he's this. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah, so he's this guy who everyone goes, "Look, man, how come you don't have your own thing?" And he says the same thing you just said, Jenny. Yeah. He goes, "You know what?" Matt and I went to Belgium together in '04, and he's a. I met him in 2005 when we went to Seattle together. He's pretty good. Pretty good friend of mine. So, He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yours. we kind of carry the same creed. Yeah, he really and he he surprised me. I mean, I was one of the guys who go, "Look, man, you're the one of the most you know you're one of the best brewers in the country, very popular." And he just said the same thing you did. He's like, you know, I got a really good gig. They let me do whatever you whatever I want. And yep. and literally, like word for word, he said, "There's something to be said for not owning your own place, just like you did." Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, a, I, have a, I have a little 21-month-old. We just go to concerts and, you know, I just don't like to think about it. And um, I make good money and I do other things and uh, Great. I have other ventures. And if I really wanted to own a place, I could, you know, sell everything I own and um, I could do it. At any day, I could do it right. um, and risk it all and do that. But I don't want that stress. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I blame you. I want it. It's, you know, it's, not, it's quality of life, too. I mean, everyone goes... Absolutely. Right? Like, what is the point of having your own thing and doing your own thing if all you do is spend all your time doing that? So, uh, well, good choice, and good for you. I'm glad you got a good position there. Now, all right, I don't... I, I kind of... I usually beat around the bush about this question, but I'm not going to do it with you, Jen. Uh, you are a female in the brewing industry, and you know as well as I know... Last time I checked, I was, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, at least you're still... I don't know. Look, I'm in, I'm in San Francisco, Jen. Things change all the time. You're, you're consistent, if anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm just checking. I'm making sure we're all still... Uh, I mean, JP wants to be the next female in the brewing industry. No, 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 no. Oh. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we missed that parade yesterday, so <laughs> we did. Uh, so my my question for you is uh, because I think it's I think it's wonderful. I think it's fantastic, and I I just wonder. I think it's a good question how you got into brewing because it, it does seem to be a rare thing. So I, I wonder what got you into the whole thing. Um, I was. I, to keep it short, I was um, I was born in Chicago and raised in L.A. And my dad's a, my dad um, is no one with us, but he was a sports writer for the Chicago Tribune. And I was just raised in a pretty eccentric family where you know I never had um, this is what girls do, this is what boys do, or I never had real you know uh, I guess gender roles or that would say you know oh you're a girl you wear a dress or you go to Sunday school you do this and you're going to grow up and do this and and I was always given the inspiration from both my mom, both my parents and my dad. Uh, that life was at my foot. I mean, it was, whatever I wanted, I could have. I was that smart and that, into, and I'm not. But you know, they, they always <laughs> they told you. Amazing, yeah. It's amazing inspiration to do whatever I wanted. So I never ever thought about it being a male industry. Of course, I didn't think much. I was 21, drinking pieces of bush. So uh-huh. I was going to college, didn't have a direction. Drank a lot of you know beer and and I was a deadhead. I saw about a hundred shows in my life before I became a brewer. Me too. And I traveled all around the nation. I started when I was fifteen and hitchhiked and you know slept under viaducts and ivy and just kept going to shows. And you one of my hippie. first amazing experiences with beer was when I was probably about seventeen and I came out of a show and. There were these, uh, you know, ice chests, and they just had like Sandy Smith oatmeal stout and Sierra Nevada. Sure, yeah, I'm having you a know, flashback right now. Yeah, really? Like, oh my God! Yeah, oh, is still just, you know, it's just it, it has a place in my heart. If I ever change that label, I would just die. So, you know, I, I, you know, you just eat their, these beers just bathed in ice, and you come out of a hot, sweaty show, and you know, you kind of cook you a little bit, and and I just kept drinking these amazing beers and seeing shows and drinking amazing beers, and me and my friends would get together, and we would just talk about these just great things to do in life, and um, then I realized we weren't doing any of them. We were just kind of talking about it a lot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Smoking weed. Don't do anything. I uh, eventually decided at 21, I was in college at the U, and... um, I, I, I was living in L.A. and finished high school and wanted to go to some mountain town because, you know, hippies usually go to mountain towns. And I couldn't get into UC uh, Colorado at Boulder because I didn't have great grades at the time. So I got into University of Utah. 
I came out here with the intention of transferring, but then made a bunch of friends and like Utah's cool and stayed. Um, but I'm not from here, and neither is any of my family. Um, so I'm a super transplant, um, and I just I, I got the job because I didn't have direction, and I thought college became a kind of a stupid thing at that point because it didn't have any direction. So I got the job at four dollars and seventy five cents an hour, scrubbing the floors at squatters, wow. and then just kind of went from there. And then five years later, I kind of called it more of a job than a just a hobby, and you know, I went from there. But that's kind of the beginning. So it was, it's really one of these love at first taste kind of things. You got your first Absolutely. good beer and that was, was it. There was one point where I went to someone's party and in the meantime I was, you know, seeing music all the time and I went to a party in Salt Lake and someone gave me a beer and someone said he made it and I was like, that's pretty much the coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I see. And I was 20, 19 or 20 uh-huh. and so I started homebrewing when I was 19 and in my kitchen and I was like, that is just, the fact that you can make the thing that I love so much. And I didn't love glue <laughs> yeah. beer, but, I, you, know, I, I start, you know, I couldn't afford it. So on the weekends after, you know, classes, I was just like, you know, 12 packs of bush. Which right. crazy, but that's what I did. And then I started to make it, and by the time I interviewed for squatters, I'd only made seven batches, and one of them was Toad Spit Stout, kind of a classic. I think it's out of that homebrew book Charlie wrote. Um... And I got the job miraculously, ah. and uh, never never looked back. I love about this industry that uh, oftentimes your resume is is bringing a beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I brought beers. I brought I brought a horrible beer. It was a horrible beer at the time. I brought. I wasn't even grain. I was all extract. I faked really good, and I brought a beer with all this nutmeg. It was so horrible. <laughs> now that I think back of it, any time I smell nutmeg, I can kill it from three bars away. Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, sweet. Thank you so much, Christian. I had beer delivery. Oh, good. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are you drinking? So, um, what did you get? Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that, yeah, I, I didn't bring great beers. The last guy we hired brought great beers, um, uh, okay. and uh, and my assistant brought some good beers. But I was not—I did not bring great. I I hope to make good beers now, but not so much when I was that age. Well, that's why they didn't start you at the head brewer, I guess. Sure, <laughs> yeah. that's why you were a head floor sweeper. Right. Yeah. So no nutmeg beers coming out anytime soon, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not in the top. In the car, I rode my bike down. Lived in a lived in a lived in a basement where a garage band band played. You know, place flooded all the time, and it was. It was pretty comical. Okay. It's kind of like here. Now, uh, what are you drinking now, Jennifer? This is important interview right stuff. Right now, I'm drinking a beer. It's a new beer of mine. I had an assistant, or a, what's it called, an intern from, uh, what's that beer school called? American Brewers Brewers Guild. Guild. Brewing Guild yeah. in Vermont. Yeah. Okay, so Steve runs it over there, and he's a, a friend of mine, and he called me and said that he had an intern in Idaho that wanted to come and get a uh, uh, internship. So I, I was a little hesitant and I called around. People were like, you know, it's actually a good experience. So I, I got him in and um, he was great. He was young and enthusiastic and he would bring these classic styles, which I hadn't really done tastings with in a long time. And he's like, oh, can we do a tasting every Friday? I'm like, absolutely. You know, bring it on. So he would get these beers from Idaho and bring them in and we did this classic pale ale tasting. And, um, we went through all these pale ale, Snake River pale ale. We went through Polico, Gold pale ale, I think mm-hmm. it's called. And yeah. then Sierra was on the table. And some other ones. And we went through them all. And then my assistant goes, you know, I'm just going to get full suspension and bring it and put it down. And, and we tasted it. I'm like, well, I looked up. I said, looks like I never made a classic pale ale before. You know, because it's not. I made that beer in 1995. It's our flagship beer from UBC. One of them. Well, not so much. Devastator's kind of telling it right now. But we... we 
we made that beer is really popular, and it's one of our leading brands. Mm. And I made it in 1995 before I ever thought about what what styles were. I, you know, like, so many people are so into styles now. It's a style this, and oh this, yeah, the style this should be the style, and and it's cool. I, I, there's there's something to be said for it. There's something to be said against it. You know, and um, I don't stand on either line. It's just basically I made this beer before I really geeked out on styles. And um, so I realized at that point, which was a, like six months ago, that I never made a classic American pale ale. This is kind of funny, funny aha moment. So <laughs> what I'm drinking right now is a new beer of mine that I made, which is a classic American pale ale called Hop Rising. Okay. And, of course, in the in the midst of the hop crisis. Of course. Brewers, the anarchists would be like, you know, well, I need to make a beer with lots of hops in it. <laughs> we'll end up asking you about that, I'm sure, and, and the difficulty. Yeah. From hippie to punk rock brewer. Yeah, look at you. Uh, Jennifer, this is uh, tasty. On the on your beer you're describing here, the Hop Rising is, or what are you doing? You're making a, a lighter body beer so you can let the hops come through, or...? What's your approach? Well, uh, it's it's on draft, so it's four percent, four percent ABV. Four. Um, but yeah, four percent ABV alcohol by volume uh-huh. is our state law in in in, oh, it's four. in the state of Utah. Okay. If it's on draft, it has to be four percent. Okay. If it's in the bottle, do whatever you want. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, like our, you know, our IPA uh, from Utah Brewers Cooperative, our Devastator, our Doppelbach, we have a triple right now. So I mean, if it's in the bottle. Hands off. And can you... Sky's the limit. Can you sell those bottles anywhere? Are they in your average liquor store? I mean, is there any restrictions on that? To the state liquor store. Okay. And the state liquor... Because you can't, like... like You can't have, like, Joe's Liquor Store in the state of Utah. Okay. The liquor stores are owned by the state. I see. Which is the Mormon government. Right. So the LDS Church owns all our liquor stores. Okay. And then the restaurants and the bars buy from the liquor stores. Oh. So in any oh. bar you go to, a restaurant you go to, then so basically we make like our high alcohol beers at Utah Brewers Cooperative. We sell them to the state. Then our brew pubs go down to the state liquor store and buy the beer back and <laughs> wow. sell it to the customer. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That is unique. <laughs> I mean, as, as annoying as that sounds... I'm actually happy to hear that you, that I can get a bottle of yeah. of quote normal uh, beer. I got I got more. To, I get, this, the laws are changing in in a, in a serious way in the state of Utah right now. In a good way. It's, oh, in such a good way. They, really? They, they're going to be passing a law. Uh, wineries have always been able to sell their wine bottles to their customer at their store without selling it to the state. And it's been a, uh, a, a fly-in-the-face discrepancy between distillers and brewers in the state. We've got a new distiller in the state, the Park City, called uh, High Desert Distillery. Okay. Whiskey Dade, he was distilling in the brewery at UBC for a while before he opened up his distillery. And so we petitioned the state but brewers and distillers should be able to sell directly to the customer if their beer, product, whatnot, is made on site. And that is going through. So that means now I can make, and Kevin down at Red Rock and everybody in the state of Utah who makes beer, can if they make it and bottle it on site, they can sell it right to their customers. As long as it's put in the bottle, they're really, they're really up on this bottle thing, which is whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I used but, to be really negative and say, you know, oh, I, I can't do that kind of beer, that style of beer, because I'm in Utah. And now I've kind of gotten over that okay. for 18 years. And now all I see that's in my way or my challenge is my package. So now I'm in the brewery, and now I'm in the, now I'm in the bottle. And I just did my first high alcohol beer and bottled it. Um, what day is today? Sunday? Friday. Oh, well, I'm really excited about it, yeah. My package has been in my way for years, Jennifer, so yeah, you, you're just getting into this trouble. You're fine. You're going to do all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
What an what an annoying thing though. I don't blame you for being uh, kind of aggravated about it. Like that you can do all these beers you want, but it has to go in a bottle. It's sort. It just seems arbitrary to me. But it wasn't serving me. The anger wasn't serving me at all. It wasn't serving my customers or my community. Yeah, I so guess you're right. I said, you know what? I'm over it. And also, it was really funny. I was actually at Matt's place in Pasco Bay, and I was. Uh, Complaining, I was like, oh, I can't enter American Pale Ale because I got this restriction, blah, 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 blah. And Matt didn't even turn around, just pointed up to the chalkboard and showed me his Pale Ale, and it's a 4.2 ABV. Uh-huh. And from that day, in the back of my head said, I have to make an American Pale Ale to at least challenge that man. Not that I would ever make a better beer than that. He's fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we're, really, we're, we're loving people, but we're incredibly competitive. Okay. And uh, so Good. one of my other reasonings behind Hop Rising was, you know, because he does make a great pale ale. And it's, you know, one of his pale ales is only 4-2. And I'm like, well, then Dan and I can do something close to it. So that was right. another challenge of Hop Rising. Okay. Well, yeah. We're going to have to take a break here in a couple of minutes, but that is definitely one thing I want to cover with you today. We were talking about it at the beginning of the show, and it's how you're able to make these wonderful, full-bodied, full-flavor beers, but keep them at a low alcohol. So get ready for that, because that's what our home no brewer problem. listeners really want to know um, uh, about how, how we can brew that, too. And so I'm looking at Draft Magazine here. You you were in uh, you had a little spread going on there last picture. month. God, I hate photos. I don't think so. I think Jennifer's kind of hot in this picture, guys. Uh, you know they brought in this freaking stylist, and I don't wear makeup. You know. Ah, uh, <laughs> so they styled you. Me up, I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, but yeah, I thought I thought what they had to say was lovely. I thought the write up was great. It was a really fun feature, you know. Well, you are. I mean, I think you probably know this, although you know maybe you're modest about it. You are, uh, you know, one of the most popular female brewers in the country. It's certainly one of the most well known. In fact, I think that's why you have. Uh, do you have a television show coming out? What is it? Uh, Tallyontap dot com. Right now, you can get a little preview of it. But you're about to be a a, a television personality as well, I right? Hope. I mean, someone ducked up. <laughs> how did you get that? Well, let me set it up real quick. You can go to tallyontap.com. And by the way, just check out the the beers, uh, too. You can go to uh, squatters.com and, and look up all the beers we're going to be talking about today. But you can also go to tallyontap.com and look at a trailer of what seems to be a show that's going to be released next year. And uh, how did you get that gig? Tell us a little bit about that. Do you remember when the whole chief beer officer thing happened? Yeah, with uh, okay. Kurt. Do you remember how I was like one of the top four people? I see. Yep, I remember that. Okay. All right. So, and that was just, it was super fun. And I was like, oh, you know, all of a sudden I get, I'm like, you know, whatever. And I have no idea what I'm going for. I have no idea what this CEO thing is. But they asked us to make a video. So we made a video. And it's on YouTube. Um, one of the friends of mine that made the video put it on there. And I was, you know, he spent a lot of time on it. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever. So this producer out in Sacramento about a year ago got this idea that making a beer show authentic, genuine, cool, not like a geeky, stupid beer show, but like right. a real one. You know, like your show that you're talking to me about, just, you know, for beer lovers. Yeah. Uh, he got this idea, and he thought it'd be good thing it was a female host. He started looking around in, 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 the, in the nation, if there were if the, if this woman existed. And he got on YouTube and just tapping in things and, and found my video and said, wow, you know, she's, she's super passionate and, you know, this and that. And so he called me. And, I, and he was really nice and an old deadhead. And ah, so we good. totally clicked. And I said, well, come on out. So he came out, and we did, you know, a little filming, you know, and we ended up at some sushi bar drinking beers and just hitting it off. This guy's super nice, you know. And um, 
you know, yada, 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 and then we end up filming, and he wants to do, like, a, a sales piece, so um, we keep talking, and he likes me, I like him, I like what he's going for, and um, we go out and visit Vinny out in Russian River, and, and do, um, and, and, and the other folks out there, Sean, yeah. and, um... Sully's our best friend. Yeah, just, you know, with all these days, right, and, you know, I've never met Sean or Dave, and they just were so fun, and we ended up shooting with sales piece, and so then he hired, um... This fellow out of L.A. who did the Rick Steves Backdoor to Europe, I think is the name of the show on PBS. Okay. He really wants to sell it on PBS because then we retain ownership. Yeah, that's that what I want to know years. is where this is going to end up, too, you know. Well, he wants it to be on PBS. That's his goal. Okay. Um, there's uh, Fine Living wants to air, wants to do it, but when this, it, or, and uh, there's some other people that want to do it. But if you go on, like, a cable network like that, they give you money, and then you shoot the show. And when people give you money, then they have a say. They have a creative say, and then they have ownership, and then you don't get it. That's annoying. So if you go on PDF, you have to raise your own money, and then you get to own it. And he likes that a lot Okay, good. You know, it's yeah. uh, radio works the same way, actually, right now. It's a whole change in business model. No longer are people looking to sell to the networks and the big radio stations. They're doing it all themselves because they get to keep the dough. They get their own sponsors right. and keep the cash. Although and this guy's been in it for like ten years, so he was thinking the same thing. Okay. So right now it's trying to be sold. So you know, I made I went down to conference and made a lot of fun contacts, and it was really important for me to reach out to the craft brewing world to at least give folks opportunities to be included. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, before they went to anyone larger, you know, that have a lot of money. So right. um, I he's out there trying to sell it, and um, I'm just kind of on hold to see if uh, he does that. And that's been over the last month, so I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping it goes. And if it doesn't, no matter what, it's been so fun and spending time with Vinny up at Russian River and tasting those beers and just learning from him. Yeah, um, was excuse me, was amazing. And I suggest any of your viewers that are going to go online the the five minute you know little real thing is really cool. It is. But if you really want to see some cool stuff. Go on the extras, and one of them is spontaneous fermentation, and really open your, up your ears and really listen. Okay. Um, and Vinny goes through his first spontaneously fermented beer ah, online. I didn't you know, even see that. Not many people know this. It yeah. probably died. I'm telling people. But, you know, it's called uh, beatification. And um, we taste it and everything, but he talks about it. And um, he talks when, on a lot of these vignette things that we have on our extras about what he's doing. He's very, very open. It's a, just a really beautiful thing. Great. Um, and there's a lot of tips you can pick up. So tallyontap.com is where we're talking yep. about. You can go check it out. And uh, yep. all I watched was the trailer, which is wonderful. It's very well done. You have a great personality on there. Um, and then, of course, what uh, Jen was just telling us is to check out the extras so you can go and, and look for that other information. And they had all of our good buddies on there. She already mentioned Vinny. Uh, Dave from Magnolia is on there. I love seeing Dave do stuff. He's one of the nicest guys in brewing. And then, of Very course, Sean Sully O'Sullivan, our, our, our good friend. Um, they're at the 2-1-A. They show his brewery. So all kinds of good stuff from the people that you've heard on this program are all there on the show. Well, I hope it gets picked up, Jen. I think that... Yeah, uh, and if it does, the cool thing was, um, Peter, who's doing the show, said, you know, the, we'll do main shows and we'll go back to San Francisco and and go back to Sully's place and Dave's place and Vinny's place because they helped us out. I mean, they did this on their own time. And, right. You know, he's a good guy. So. Very good. Okay, I have to take a quick break. 
uh, and, and take care of some sponsors here. What I would like to do when we come back is start talking about your beer specifically. And maybe you can help us learn to brew these great full-bodied beers. I remember uh, that the one that, I, that really stands out for me, it was a couple years ago that I was at Squatters, but your Schwartz beer was unbelievable. What a wonderful Schwartz beer I had on tap at your place. Um, so I want to talk about a lot of your beers, and, and maybe you can help us figure out how to get all of that body and still have, uh, I don't know, quote-unquote session beer, really, if it's 4%. So right. can we do that? Absolutely. All right, very good. So a quick break here. We're talking to Jennifer Talley from Squatters out of Utah. If you got questions about low-alcohol beer or Utah laws or what it's like to be a female in the brewing industry that's uh, predominantly male or anything beer, Jen's ready to take your questions. 888-401-BEER or join Bevo in the chat room. She's taking your questions over there. we got to get Bevo a beer or something. She's drinking tea. she got to wake it up, liven up a little bit. So uh, she's drinking coffee even. All right. We're listening hey, Hang in there. We'll be right back. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. White Labs is a leader in pure yeast and fermentation services, serving the beer, wine, and distilling industries from worldwide producers for more than a decade. White Labs has three all-new vials for you to pitch this year, home brewers, so fire up your kettles, fill up your fermenters, and get ready for Cry Havoc, the signature yeast strain from Charlie Papazian. This yeast can ferment both ales and lagers and is great for bottle conditioning, too. Second, a cream ale blend of ale and lager yeast strains. This blend creates a clean crisp, light American lager-style ale. Last, a Belgian-style Saison ale yeast blend. This blend melds Belgian-style ale yeast and Saison strains to create complex, fruity aromas and flavors. Get complete fermentation quickly with this blend's spicy, earthy, and clove-like flavors. White Labs, your brewing partner for great yeast. These new strains are available now for home brewers, breweries, and homebrew shops everywhere. White Labs, it's all in the vial. Better in Kentucky She kind of looked like you I never knew her last name I just called her Sue I didn't know she was your sister Swear to you it's true You thought I was something special But I showed you You thought I was something special You thought I was the one so honey, could you please get in your car and come down to the police station? The charges are not true. You thought I was something special, but I showed you. I took your car insurance money and went down to my favorite bar. I didn't see the bus coming. The bus didn't see your brand new car I wish I would have paid the premium Before I drank that brew You thought I was something special But I showed you You thought I was something special You thought I'd change your life But that was before you found out I have another wife Honey, I thought she was dead It's a big shock to me too You thought I was something special But I showed you 
You thought I was something special But I showed you Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We have a lot of listeners trying to get in, as always, and uh, the stream appears to be full up. Uh, so if you're not a Mac user and you ha- and you use some direct link, you didn't just click the listen button, then log out and just click the listen button for me so we can get our Mac users in. Everybody wants to hear Jennifer Talley from Squatters talking to us about good beer. So uh, do that for me. Jennifer, are you still with us? Sure. All right, great. And uh, are you still drinking your pale ale? I am. Good. Yeah, it's tasting really good. Pretty happy about it. <laughs> good, good. Not changing a thing. Very nice. I was actually surprised to find uh, your beer is available in our area. We can get it at the beverages and more out here. Couple different really? brands. Yeah. California? Yeah, in California. I've seen it uh, a couple of times. I think you have two different uh, types of bottles. Don't ask me what they are, but I, I know. Kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you have. Maybe Porter or Schwartz. I don't know. Maybe full suspension. Uh, that, I know one, one of them. Is, I know one is your IPA. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a good that's a, that's a there. So, California listeners, if you got a Bevmo nearby, you can get yourself some squatters out here. And um, I, now, do you guys distribute to a lot of other places? Do you know offhand? Gosh, you know, I asked the other day Nevada, Idaho. I know Lee's Liquor, Nevada, Idaho. I, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I'm pretty sure he said South Dakota. Okay. And I don't know how that happened. I know. It's always, so, it's always, always random. And I went around to California. What, what was the one before California, you said? Sorry. Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's always funny when I ask that question because it is very random. I think it's that some states are just easier to get a distributor in or something. The truck's going that Probably. way. Probably. <laughs> yeah. There just happens to be a bunch of trucks going to Wyoming. I don't know what it is, man, but it's always just a random hodgepodge. Okay, well, I want to start talking about your beers specifically. And I don't know if you want to pick an example. Maybe even your pale ale that you're drinking would be fine. Um, because to us, and, and you should know about my listenership, uh, we're all homebrewers. And we're also, we're just super beer geeks, Jen. So you can be as technical as you want with us. And that, okay. that will be fine. Uh, or as basic, because that will help me, because I'm kind of the dummy. Uh, but we want to know about how you get these, because I have had your beers, and they are... They're full-bodied. They're full of flavor. I, I, I never would have guessed that they're these kind of lower alcohol beers. Um, and and you, you're doing that in Utah. They're making you do it, and yet you're you're not suffering for it. I mean, you've won several awards. Uh, you even won at the World Beer Cup this year, didn't you, with your alt? Yep. Yeah, that was a, that was a challenge of mine. I, I won, uh, I think, the bronze in 2006 with that beer, and for some reason I just, really sometimes you just gravitate towards a certain beer and i really wanted that one to do well and i have a love for that style so i was i was incredibly happy especially since utah brewers cooperative and all my friends over there got silver so it was really fun to come up you know behind them and say i told you (laughs) right that that was just it was fun for all of us It it was a good time i like the name it is a good name. Uh, uh, yeah, there's my hippie. There's yeah, my hippie. It's my a Jerry reference. Dave said he was mad when he heard I had that name. He's like, damn it. <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, gold medal for your alt and in the way. Uh, so my tip, my, just my, 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 my beer geek tip or just my beer, beer person tip on that would be, I learned a, a tip in um, a judging session once. And um, it was uh, passed down through, I guess, some Dusseldorf brewers. And what I do on that is a uh, second milling of, uh, so I, I mash my grains in. I just have a single step infusion. It is just not a complicated system. It was built by JV Northwest in 1988, so it's very basic brew system. Um, I mash all my grains in and I rest them and then I bring in my, um, a little bit of roasted barley on top and I just, sprinkle it on the top of the grains um, and then sparge over top but I don't dive my paddle into those roasted grains into the mash you know so all they do by just kind of laying on top is just gently pull some color but without getting a lot of roast flavor because alt should not be roasty but they should have that just beautiful depth of red yeah. but it's hard to get with caramel malt you know and if you put too much black you're going to get the astringency so um, it's, I, just, I do some second millings once in a while and for beers like that like on an Irish Shred, it's a good thing to do, um, and all it just seems to work really nicely. So, when you say second millings, that's the the process of sprinkling some of that on the top. Yeah, that's a, it, it, that's it, a second it, milling yeah. or top mash. Uh, yeah, basically, you okay. mill, you mash. For me, I mill and it sits in my grist. I pull my slide, I mash my grains in, yeah. let them rest, and then right before I sparge, I ran back up, ran back up to my malt room. No, a little bit of roast. Okay. Sprinkle it on, and so it drops on top of my grist. Kind of kick it around with my paddle, and then sparge on the top. So the roast is not in the mix at all, and I guarantee that the roast is laid on top of the grain and right. is not dug into the mash. Okay. And by just having it on the top of the grain, it seems to, in theory, pull the color and not the flavor. Okay. So, Jen, are you at mash out temperature when you put that on top, or are you still at a, a, a sack rest? Yeah. 
Sackgrass. Sackgrass. No, it's before I get there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it, it, it seemed to do the job, and it, you know, I've had luck with it. So that's how I, you know, get a little bit of a depth of color. And then I make a hobby alt. I don't make a gentle one. Okay. It's, uh, it's 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 a good amount because I I traveled over to Dusseldorf. I went with just a total A team of fun folks. We went down, we went to we went to Belgium, we went to Dusseldorf, and entered Amsterdam, and and um, went to Zurich. <laughs> And drink alt, and they have a very hoppy alt, and so mine is, you know, if I'm going to pattern it after anybody's alt over there, it would be Eurigs. Okay. So it's about 35 IBU. Oh, all right. Yeah, that is yeah. that is pretty hoppy too. And I, you know, it's got you know, it's it's zesty hops, you know, foods in there. Are you using and, are um, they noble hops for you? I'm sorry, what? Noble hops. What do you? What are the hops that you're using? Jesus, I knew you were going to ask me something like that. <laughs> oh, we're going to ask. Like, oh, yeah. We want to know. I have a record home. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I've got herbs, and, um, which is a uh, hollow Okay. Um, and it's, it's kind of a uh, hard time metaphor. It's, it's a, it, but it's kind of a citrusy one if anybody's ever used it. Um, and so, and I, and I have, oh, come on, Jen. Oh, Tets? Tetmanger. Oh, okay. Uh, the finish? Yeah, pets and hoods. Takes towards the finish. It's a little bit of a hood nose and a hood flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit too much the last time I made it, so I kind of backed off. And I backed off from my flavor hops. Had a lot to do with hop rising, too. I've learned a lot about where to get flavor in my hoppings. And I've switched. I used to be a very classic, classic brewer with my hops. Which is, which is what? What's 50 it? minutes, 35, 5. Okay. I mean, you know, 50 minute bread with hops, 35 minutes, and then 5, you know, for your whatever flavor or aroma. And then dry hop it if you want some aroma. All right. And now I'm starting to learn a lot more about the 20 minute end of boil hop. You put hops in 20 minutes before the end of your boil, you really drive some amazing flavors. Really? Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that. And then if you don't get over a certain ID threshold, no matter how much flavor hop you've tried to drive, it's not going to come up. So it's almost like they play against each other, the IBUs and the flavor hop. Okay. So I've been kind of geeking out super on that stuff. Yeah. And that's what I did with hopperizing. And I have a hop back, so I use whole flowers. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, not all whole flowers, but some whole flowers. And I'm just starting to think about recirculating my finished beer. So, you know, fermentation complete, maybe cool it to maybe 60. And, of course, it's an ale if I say that. And then recirculate it through whole flower hops to increase Ah. the hop flavor and aroma. I haven't done it yet, but that's my next step. Tasty, what do you think about that? You're the hop back guy. What about a finished beer hop back? That sounds great. (laughs) That sounds like it. I recirculated through it, though, you say. Not one batch, but... uh, it's not oh, yeah, but you no know, splashing, no harshness, just through like a racking arm, and that's going to the cone. And that would be a uh, and make sure it's a CO2 environment, and, okay. you know. And that would be at fermentation temperature. You would do that. I, I'm thinking maybe kick it down to like 60. A little cooler. You know, you know, fermentation at 64. Uh-huh. I use 1187, kind of a classic air and then and then kick it down to 60, and then after that, you know, um, taste it, see if you need any dry hop at that point. But yeah. recirculate it as long as possible, and make sure it's CO2 environment, so you're not you know oxidizing a bu- oxidizing a bunch, and make sure those hops are nice and fresh. Yeah. So, I like that. I haven't idea. tried it, so I can't tell you if it's good or not. But that, I'm definitely going to try it next week. Hey, that's the fun part about it. So now, now Jen, you mentioned yeah. uh, you, uh, you really uh, 
recognize the importance of late hop additions. Uh, can you give us like a yes, yeah? And you've done some uh, research or thinking about this. Can you give us like a recommendation of what percent of the IBU should come from like the last half of the boil versus the first half? Well, that's interesting because it's really changed on a lot of beers of mine. I never, I always, I always, I, I never did more than like ten percent in the last, or fifteen percent, because yeah. I always in four percent beer, you really everything is right there. If you mess up, if you've got diacetyl, if you, you know, right. whatever, you guys probably know this. But anyway, if you mess up and you really you don't make a good beer, it's very obvious um, yeah. because you have no alcohol to fall back on. Yeah, there's no place for it. So, to hide. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I always thought that those late, if I drove, I, if I drove, tried to drive flavor and aroma later in the boil, I would, I would pick up this latent bitterness, and it seemed to be the case, and I kind of stuck to that theory for a while until I started challenging my ideas by just listening to other brewers and networking and talking to people and seeing what they did, and, um, and I would say now I'm getting a lot more aggressive, and I would say I'm putting upwards of 40% of my IBUs from 20 minutes to EOB and on. Okay, wow. okay great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's and we've talked about that with homebrewers, too. Even Jamil has talked yeah. about doing that. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Is going from 15 to 40. It's a big jump for you. And I'm having, I'm having really good luck with it. You know, it was 4% beers. Um, right. And I don't know, you know, why I developed those theories earlier on and why I'm changing my mind now, but, you know, okay. it, it seems to be working. And especially my, you know, my, my hoppy beers, you know, beers like the Schwartz beer you mentioned you were interested in, um, you know, that's not a concern. I'm at, like, 26 IDU, and yeah. I'm, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for any of the stuff we're talking about. Okay. All right. Let if we can, I'd like to go back to mashing and malt uh, with you because that's uh, I have some listener questions in front of me. Um, they're really curious, and so am I because mm-hmm. I, I don't understand uh, mash temperature as well as I probably should, having done this show now for three years. Uh, <laughs> but what I do understand is that it has a big effect on mouth feel and the body of the beer. And I I have the impression because your beers are so good and are of such a low gravity that mash temperatures maybe more important to you to manipulate than even the average brewer. So people are asking me specifically what you like to use as a base malt and what your specific mash temperatures are, which is cool for us, too, that you said it's a single infusion, so I think we'll be able to relate directly to you. Oh, it's super easy. Um, I, I mash in high. I mash in 156. Um, theory Fahrenheit um, is creating a lot more unfermentable sugars than fermentables, getting my color and my flavor, but not driving a lot of fermentable sugars um, because my gravity is going to be set at a lower amount. Okay. So uh, my mash temperatures are high, um, you know, 156, 157. Um, and then uh, I think there was another question you had in there. The base mash malt. What do you like to use for your base malt? That was the other oh, one. Small. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty diverse as I am in character and it uh, depends on the brew. So for my um lagers, so Schwartz and Alt and Vienna, um and a Pilsner when I when I when I do one once in a while, but the other ones are pretty normal. Um I'm using a raw Pilsner malt. Okay. Pilsner Pils. Right. Yep, raw malt. And then um when I do um some of my basic uh let's see so for my full suspension pale ale, it's a mixture between Marisado pale ale and two well. If you use hundred percent Marisado pale ale, I find that I can't I can't get enough fermentability out of it. So I like to mix it with some really strong uh uh premium two well from RAR. Okay. And then for my immigration amber ale, it's like things like my uh, a red ale, I make a hophead red, I make a um immigration amber 
stouts, um, any kind of hearty ales. I like to do I like to do a base malt of Gambrinus ESB. It's a, just a lovely malt. Um, so it depends on the type of beer I'm making. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I love Minnesota. It's a great malt, uh, but you just can't use a hundred percent of your base malt. I or I have not found out how to do it in a single step infusion nice. and get the ending gravity. And I'll tell you, as far as making four percent beers go, that's the key. You have to get your ending gravities. You can't brew and leave tons of residual sweetness. It just doesn't work. You've got to start your gravity low. I mean, I don't. There's not a beer I start over eleven four. Oh, okay. Degree Plato. Everything starts below that because your ending gravity has got to be, you know, if it's above four, I'm not psyched. You know, it's three five, three three, three six, three two, two oh for my happy life, and I started at ten and ended at two. Really? So, yeah, you have to end appropriate. Okay. You can't end sweet because sweetness is just that sweetness. It is, and but it- you will still create great body. By starting your gravities lower and then building your body and your malt charge with some nice Munich malts or Vienna malts. Um, I don't use a lot of Dexter malts, uh, Caratels specifically. Um, I, I, I do it in one beer and uh, we used to use a lot more of them, but I get some soapy characteristics out of them, so I, I toss them to the side. Okay. Uh, Doc, maybe you can help me out here a little bit too, because I, I want to go back to temperature real quick and just help me understand. So she mentioned uh, one fifty six, one fifty seven. That's mashing in high. It's right. a higher temp for her. And, and now, tell me what the difference is, because uh, a lot of times I'm mashing in at like one fifty two, and I'm looking at recipes to do that. So, what's the difference in my beer if I'm mashing in at one fifty two and Jen is mashing in at one fifty six? Oh, you're trying to cut the middle down the middle and get a little of both worlds. She's trying to get more mouthfeel, even more uh, unfermentable sugars mm-hmm. out of it. So you mash higher, you're going to get a more mouthfeel. And as long as you can get the, you'll get a sweeter beer unless you can get the uh, final gravity down, which is what she's been talking about. Okay. So when I do it at 152, I'm getting more fermentables. Am I also, am I getting, am that's, I getting that's less the, mouthfeel? That's right down the middle of the road. Yeah, I get see. some of each. If you, if you mash in at 145, you're going to get a, a very dry beer. Okay. Okay. Although, although also, go ahead. Yeah, the key also is, you know, making sure your IDUs are in line. You know, my IDUs, the highest IDU beer I have is 40. Okay. Because 4% ABV beers, you can't you can't go upwards of 40s. You can't get into the 45 and the 47 when you only have 4% alcohol. Yeah. So if you have to balance everything. It's like you're recreating a really good beer on a lower level. Right. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah, it, so, yeah, right. It does. Because the alcohol is sweet. And you, the whole thing you're trying to do is balance the hops with sweetness. Right. And if you get alcohol and there's going to be sweet, you need to balance it a little higher. She's saying she doesn't have that to back it up. Yeah. Exactly. And that does make sense. Actually, it kind of leads me to a question for you, Jen, because you said that you grew up, you know, you're from Chicago, you grew up in L.A., you ended up in Utah. Uh, did you have to relearn how to brew? Uh, because, you know, n- now here you are with these lower alcohols, you have a whole new balance to deal with, or or was it just part of the process for you there? I was 11 when I moved to, well, no, I was, I was 18 when I moved to Utah, and ah, I didn't okay. until I was 19. Okay, gotcha. So you started so, with but, that. But when I was a home brewer, I didn't care about that, and I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't much of a brewer before I got my, my professional brewing job. Like okay. I said, I'd done like seven batches. So no, I learned how to brew in Utah. I see. Um, 
And so I learned how to be a brewer by being a flippercell brewer. Yeah. And the coolest thing, yeah, the coolest thing is now that I'm, I'm, I just opened the brewer to brewing. I made my first alcohol beer. I bought it on Friday, and it's it's the coolest thing I ever did in my brewing career. Friday was my best day I've ever had in 18 years. No kidding. Uh, All right. It was. It was. I almost cried. It was so, it was so amazing. <laughs> wow. I, it was. It was. It was. It was really. It was just the most amazing thing in my life, and I um, I. I came back home from GADF last year, and I um, was really inspired to do some beers in some oak barrels. Lots of people have been doing them. I went over to Belgium. I drank these beers. I went over to Dreyfontaine. I went over and drank all the booze and, and all these great sour beers and just really fell in love with it. And I came back here, and, and I got rid of my angst of um, four percent and said it's just the package so get over it, Jenny. So I got four Firestone Walker barrels from my son, Matty, yeah. and I had them brought to my place and I got the I think it was White Labs yeast um, uh, it was a Saison yeast it's the most difficult yeast I've ever worked with in my life and I made a 4% farmhouse ale then I, and we propagated yeast over at UBC and then I went ahead and made a 15.5-degree um, Play-Doh Saison and um, it didn't finish pooped out but you know the yeast is hard it really is a very difficult yeast and really? so then I, I finished it with lager yeast because we have just amazing lager yeast and we do a lot of that we do a lot of don't be scared as homebrewers um your beer doesn't finish, freaking pitch it again and pitch a nice hearty lager yeast. You get a great beer out of it. Even if it's an ale, you mean? We can throw some lager yeast in there? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> Trust me, best thing you'll ever do. You got an ale that poops out in you, pitch lager yeast. Okay. The, the, uh, yeah, they do well at the warmer temperatures. I would never even thought of that. Yeah. Well, well, it's, a, it's a great technique. Okay. Tell me, tell me what I told you. So anyway, so I put it with lager yeast. It's, it's, it's the end of Sable. And, um, of course, it finished it, it's, you know, finished it right up. Then I took it down to the barrels. In one of the barrels, through the barrels, I did nothing. I just let natural microbes take their course if they still may be in my basement. And the fourth barrel, I pitched a growler of La Terrar from... Uh, uh, New Belgium, and my friend Lauren sent it to me. And so, I, so in that in that growler, in that half gallon, came Bucanomyces wild yeast, came Lactobacillus, came Pinocactus, hmm. and acetic acid. And then I laid it down for seven months. And um, we moved it into a Grundy uh, serving tank on Friday, um, pitched our champagne yeast and our um, sugar calculations and then um, mixed it and I bought a, a six head wine gravity filler from uh, Rob Mullen up at Grand Teton and um, and, and we filled uh, 1100 bottles in four hours wow Cork and caged, and I had so much fun. It was unbelievable. That's you, great. All, everyone who loves beer needs to do this in their life. Yeah. And if you have a brew pub that's doing this kind of beer, volunteer to be on the bottling line because it's so much fun. So right now, it's you know hopefully being happy in its bottles and bottle conditioning. And so first bottle conditioned beer done in Utah and first bottle conditioned beer I've ever done, anyone in our company's ever done. Wow. And um, it's a 6.75 ABV, and it's got a, just a, it's not really a safe zone anymore. It was for a while, but it's really its own thing. It's um, it's sour, and it's it's got a little lactic softness. It's got just a little bit of funky bread. Um, it's got a little bit of that Belgian saison yeast. Um, hopefully, it'll have wow. like 3.5 volumes of CO2 in it. So it's really um, kind of just a wood barrel aged sour beer. 
Well, I got to try that. Anyone else thirsty? Yeah, I know. That, that sounds, sounds great. great. <laughs> I remember that it's a fifth element. And when I started to make the beer, I was talking to Dan Buick, mentor, and uh, you know, really just a father to me, uh, brewmaster at uh, Utah Brewers Cooperative, just one of my best friends. And um, we would have these conversations, and I would say, you know, we talk about malt and hops, and we talk about this and that and time. And then I'm like, you have to this, you know. Then I got to think about how the bread holds into the wood, or how this does this, and and I'm like, God, it's just it's really this other element, Dan, because we were having these conversations that we had never had before. Yeah. And I said, it's really the fifth element. And I'm like, oh, dude, fifth element. So there I you go. It, <laughs> it, it, it relates to the, uh, the oak barrel, which Good is the name. fifth element. I, I have to say that uh, you know you have not only a good job, but that you're in the right job. If after 18 years of doing it, you then have your best day on the job, right? I mean, how best great! Day, really. Like best I, day, best day ever. Hands <laughs> down, you I never, I never question it. Yeah, you haven't peaked yet. Uh, yeah, I mean that is so cool. You're in, you're in the right spot. So, Jen, in relation to this beer you're talking about, what is Cherry Love? Ah, Cherry Love. That was, you know. If you ever read Farmhouse Sales by, oh, what's his name? I, I, I have know, it. Is it, was that Stan? Like I have no memory. Is like, it Stan Hieronymus <laughs> who did Farmhouse Sales? Yeah, like, what was that book? And what's that no, he did the Belgian one. Like, Brew like a monk. <laughs> who did Farmhouse Sales? from Southampton. He's from Southampton. Oh, uh, um, it's on that shelf he's right there. He's a fabulous brewer. And he wrote a great book called Farmhouse Sales, which okay. was my inspiration for Fifth Element. Um, and, of course, Just you know, going over there and tasting these beers. No, that's wild brews. But before that, after I got back from Belgium, I had this amazing beer. You might know it's called Alexander. Phil. They don't make it anymore. We were over at Rodenbach, we toured the brewer, we talked to the brewer, and they um, they said, well, we heard you're from America, we heard you like this beer, we heard your brewers, we don't have any more, but I had a six-pack, this is the marketing director, I had a six-pack bouncing around in my, 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 um, uh, what's that called in the back of your car, it's like, um... Trunk? Uh, yes, exactly, trunk. I had a six-pack bouncing around in the trunk, and we thought you might like it, and we're like, okay, and it was a six-pack Alexander. Oh. And so we took it back, and we were staying in Watu, and we drank it. And it's silly if you've ever had a chance to have this beer. It's one of the best beers I've ever experienced in my entire life. And it's basically like a Roadblock Grand Cru with this just beautiful cherry flavor. Yeah. Um, and so I made this beer called Cherry Love, and it was totally... It, 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 it was my first experience, and I tried to fake it. Anytime you try to fake anything, oh, I can't it, do that. Suck, yeah. right? Totally sucks. I mean, it's it okay, but it, it just was. You know, I put the tannomyces and I put some cherry puree, and 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 I made this nice brown base. Um, I aged it, and it, it was okay, you know. And oh, I faked the sourness with acidulated malt. If you ever want to fake oh. lactic sourness, it's not going to look real well for you, but you'll. You could take out your friends. Vyramin, <laughs> Vyramin, you might, some of them, not all of them, Vyramin acidulated malt. It's fabulous. It's basically lactic acid sprayed on malt. And you can, you taste it. You taste the sourness. So I used acidulated malt. So there was no real microbiology because I was too scared. And, you know, I talked to Vinny and he goes, don't be scared of bread, Jenny. It's a wild yeast. It, it dies at 185 degrees Fahrenheit water. Don't be scared of that. <laughs> so there's no microbiology in this. There's no bacteria. You know, all that. And it was all stainless. I did age a little bit in the wood container and um, 
wood vessel, and, and it, it got really acidic. And Peter Burke, from New Belgium, came through because him and his wife were shopping at, um, oh, God, what's the name of that place? Ikea. And they don't have one in Fort Collins. Oh. And so um, they were shopping there, and they came to the pub. And, and uh, I had it on tap, the one from the barrel. And he said, I, A, I was crazy by only having one oak barrel in my brewery. I'm like, okay. And he's like, no blending, that's stupid. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then he tells me, he's like, too much acetic. You know? And he, he was the one who first started teaching me about the softness of lactic acid versus the harshness of acetic and how to develop more lactic and blend it with the acetic. And then I started, you know, you just learn these things bits and pieces. So, you know, it, uh, the best piece of information I got was from Lauren, the person that um, takes care of the barrels over at New Belgium, mm -hmm. and she told me the best piece of information I learned was don't get in your barrels. Don't open them. Don't touch them. Ah. Every time you touch them, you're getting oxygen in them. Acetic loves oxygen. Lactic loves CO2. Lactic is soft. Acetic is harsh. Okay. So, there you go. That's so a good tip. Every time I pull off a barrel, even when you pull off a sample cock or pull that nail off your barrel, you need to replace that with CO2. Because if you don't, oxygen is going to come through the wood. Right. So, that's kind of one of the really good learning experiences I had. Okay. And, uh, by the way, uh, Phil Markowski... Southampton Public House. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Phil yeah, Sullivan. No. Yeah, we checked it out. We wanted thank to make you. sure. Great brewer, great brewer of Saisons. And that book is available in the Brewing Network store. It's also uh, available at our wonderful sponsor, Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And I'm pretty Wild sure... Wild Brews is also a great book in this domain. Yeah, that's the one that I have. I have Wild Brews, and I thought... I went book. looking for that thinking that it was the same one, and it's not. It's a different one that was a different author. But, but it's uh, in that three-book series. Yeah, the, and I have uh, two of the three. I Hieronymus Sparrow. What, Brewing Like a Monk? Is that the other one? Yeah. I have Brew Like a Monk. That's, that's the Stan, Stan Hieronymus. Right. Yeah. And Stan's another... He's a wonderful man, too, at a, at a good author. I have that one. I have Brew Like a Monk. Um, at, at, Wild Brews by Jeff Sparrow. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't yeah, have the Markowski we, I mean, book. The, the brewers out there making beer, you know, beer on, on the shelves, we're reading the same thing. Yeah, see? You know, I picked up that book yeah. by, Phil, uh, by Phil and read the same thing before they made Phil. It's excellent. And, and Vinny's giving them credit, too. And, and by yeah. the way, how just you homebrewers out there, just take note for a second. How great is that, and how great is the information that we share nowadays in homebrewing, that the same materials you're reading, uh, Jennifer Talley is reading, and Vinny is reading, and all of these, I mean, we're all, we have access to the same information. It's just what we do with it. So I'm pretty, I don't know, that's a, uh, I'm proud of that as a homebrewer, that we're all getting world-class yeah. information, you know. Uh, so what a cool thing. I have to take another break, Jen. Can you hang out with us a little while longer? Yeah, no problem. Okay, very good. I want to talk a little bit more uh, about your beer. I want to find out about the Utah Brewers Cooperative. I'm interested in that um, sure. and, and a couple of things. And I have some listener questions in front of me. So if you can hang in there, we'll uh, take a quick break and come right back with you. Okay. All right, so Jennifer Talley hanging out with us uh, from Squatters in Utah. And if you thought that you weren't going to get any good beer in Utah, you thought wrong. I was at this pub, and it was unbelievable beer. So if you have mash questions, I've got some yeast questions in front of me already from some of you. 888-401-BEER, or just join the beeve in the chat room and get your questions over to me that way. And uh, lots more to do. Doc, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> You need a beer? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. What? We'll be right back. Hang in. The doc doesn't want a beer? I'm. This is creepy. I need a shower now. <laughs> something's, something's not right. Something's not right. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic, free-range, oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi, away off your wee hop shortage, Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you cannot brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, your great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. (laughs) (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Out of Brewcast. 
Okay, welcome back to the program. We are speaking to Jennifer Talley of Squatters Pub in Utah. You can go to squatters.com. You can also go to tallyontap.com and uh, see trailers and extras from what could be an upcoming television show. You could also have uh, gotten yourself last month's issue of Draft a Magazine and saw Jen in there. With Tate Donovan on the cover. With <laughs> Uh, Jennifer, you might be our biggest star in a, in a while. We we like we pride ourselves on our guest list. We have a pretty good guest list, but uh, you're you're a big star right now. Bevo wants a Tate Donovan picture. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on the program here talking about this beer. Well, you know, brewers hate talking about beer. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, you know, you're a beer geek when you look at a, at a picture in a magazine of a guy drinking beer and you go, "Oh, that glass is dirty." <laughs> all, the, all the bubbles are sticking to the side and the Tate yes. Donovan spread it's all just a swirl of dirt in the end like oh man you do know you're a beer yeah. dead. <laughs> that beer's not to temperature I don't see any condensation on the <laughs> yeah, side of the right glass now, right? <laughs> what kind of head is that yeah absolutely 888-401-BEER that's our phone number and you can join the chat room where Bevo is but Go sorry ahead. but yeah. you're considerably less gay because you're not looking at Tate Donovan <laughs> That's Which is true. He's glass I'm, I'm proud tape. of you, JP. Glass is half full with you. I love you. <laughs> that's that's why we keep you around, Bevo. You yeah. make us feel masculine We're again. Not yeah. I try. Yeah. I try. <laughs> Which is difficult to do. Let's be yeah. honest. Making us feel masculine. So why is Sam so gay? <laughs> oh, not that he got moved down a notch when he got married. <laughs> Doc, Doc, what's wrong with you? How come you don't feel like drinking? Just don't feel it. What do you mean you don't, I don't feel know. it? Don't feel like drinking. You never don't feel like having a beer. I know. Are Even you when right? I'm hungover as hell. Yeah. You're not dying, are you? No, no. You, you know what this is I, like? I, I wasn't talking to Jamil that long either. <laughs> you, don't have a, you don't have a tumor? That's not a tumor. That's not a tumor. You're not on your way to the doctor tonight? No. Nah. You're fine? I'm good. You sure? I'm good. It's kind of like, uh, you know, some people say their animals go crazy before an earthquake. Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> right. Things There's just change before something weird happens. Jennifer, batten down the hatches. This is a signal. Something, something's going down. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. You're, JP, I think you're onto something. Yeah, right. Tasty, you're not buying this, so I just don't feel like having a beer bit, are you? Well, something's going down for sure. That's I mean, uh, maybe it's the fires. I don't know. There yeah, could be an earthquake he, tonight. Could be all this I mean, He might. He might be feeling like a little bit too like pot belly or something. Maybe he have like a big steak and doesn't feel like having a beer on top of it or something. That's true. Maybe that's. I hit that a lot of times. Big old meal, and oh, I want to go home and have a beer and. You can't fit it in there. <laughs> That's why you got those. Need to work out later or something. That's what I was thinking, Doc. Do you feel like you look fat in that shirt? Oh, do I? Is that uh, is that what you're worried about? <laughs> Does this shirt make me look fat? <laughs> yeah. Your fat makes you look fat. <laughs> yeah, it's not the shirt; it's your fat. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just yeah. checking. I'm worried about you, little guy. All right. Get off my back. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But when I bust out uh, some of the goodies that we have later, I think you're oh. going to feel like having a beer. I've got... Um, you holding? Uh, well, I've got a bottle of Destroysa in our fridge oh. that was given to me by a listener at our anniversary party that I was thinking we should do after the show. But uh, if you don't feel like drinking, Doc, I mean, that's cool. You save it for me for next time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he ain't saving it. <laughs> going down. All right, Jennifer, I did want to cover a couple more things with you before we let you go. And uh, one of them is, I wonder if you could explain to me the Utah Brewers Cooperative. I think it's a cool thing you guys have going there. It's um, it's a relationship between the owners of Salt, the owners of Salt Lake Brewing Company, which are two two owners, uh, Jeff Policonis and Peter Cole, and they got together with the owner of uh, 
Schiff Brewing Company, which uh, is otherwise known as Wasatch, and that's Greg Schiff. And they said, you know, we both have microbreweries in the state of Utah. And this was, I don't know, it's like 2008. It was a while ago, eight years ago, probably 10 years ago. Like probably 10 years ago. Um, and they said, you know, we both have two micros kind of, you know, going along, and we could save a lot of money if we reduced our overhead and just became one. And Greg was like, that sounds cool. And he's a really nice guy, and he got along with our owners. So we asked you went to as well, and they're like, no, nah, fuck you guys. It's we're really? doing our own thing, which is fine. Yeah, it's cool. They do their own thing. They don't want to be part of the group. Okay. And I get it, you know. That's cool. Sure. There's nothing against them. Just, okay. So so we, we did ask them, and they wanted to call the co-op, and um, we said, okay. So we we went down to Shure's place, and moved all our equipment over, and we got a 50-barrel brew house. We do it about 26,000 barrels a year for a regional brewery, um, and that's pretty much 99.8% in the state of Utah. Okay. Um, and so we were just trying to put more fermenters in all the time to keep up with our own demands. So uh, we're doing great, and uh, we're growing and having a lot of fun, and uh, just a great team of brewers over there. So. Yeah. Uh, professional brewers take note. I mean, here is uh, three breweries in Utah, all with the same problem. How are we going to afford to produce and package enough beer? Yeah. And they got together, and it's a non-competitive deal, and they're doing it together. So just saying, yeah. I like to, see that stuff. I'm a hippie, too, Jen. It makes me all warm yeah. and fuzzy when I hear that you guys yeah, are getting so together and doing that. <laughs> Yeah, we make all squatters beers and Wasatch beers. Okay. In the package, in the keg, and in the bottle, out of Utah Brewers Cooperative. Okay. And then you know our pubs are independently owned by our owners, but we all work together as one big happy family. Right. I just really like that. And I mean, I'm not saying that the whole industry isn't like that. I mean, this industry, more than any other I've seen, it really works together anyway. But this, you guys have a unique thing going on there where you're all really getting together. We're kind of solidified, too, because a lot of people are like, uh, Utah, I don't know how to make beer. Utah, can I even get a drink? And we get a lot of bad mouth. You know, people for some reason seem to kind of like to not like us, which is kind of okay. A, nobody else comes here and shuts up shop, which is fantastic for our pocketbooks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, not our real estate. Our real estate is like the strongest in the country, and really? it's great. You know, and which is good, as we all know. You know, and um, and also, um, you know, it's just a beautiful state, and not everybody's moving here and crowding us. That and Kevin, Kevin over Red Rock, is he's just one of my favorite people, and uh, we just I can walk grain buckets over to him. I'm a I'm a block away from him. Oh, right. Um, my father's, and so you know he's doing Belgian beer down there, and I'm, he's going to use my filler, and we're both learning how to do this bottle conditioning thing together. And we have such a kind of like um, a kinship, not only in the brewing, but because because people kind of like to not not think we do any good beer out here. Yeah. And so so now like at Real Beer Cup, we all sat together, and it was one of the coolest things ever. All of the all of the brewers from Utah all sat at the first three tables, you know. And it was so fun, you know. I got a picture of us all at that world. I have a blog on, um, and this is not a this is not a uh, what you would call it a spot. Like I'm not like oh, you can you, blog, you can plug. Go ahead. Yeah. But it is on the, my blog on um, squatters. dot com. I have a blog in it. I read. And it. I have a cool picture of us all there at World Beer Cup, and it, that meant a lot to me, you know. Yeah. And that's why I posted it, you know. So we do. We have a super kinship out here, and more so than any other place I know. Good. 
I will plug your website because you guys have a great website, and I did read your it's blog. All right. And you update uh, pretty regularly, which is something I can't say for ourselves uh, over here, and a lot of other beer blogs. So I like to see that. So if you go to squatters dot com, you're going to get a good uh, online beer experience, if if such a thing exists. Uh, you can check it out squatters dot com and uh, go through there. Um, Hey, I wanted to ask you this, since we were just mentioning Utah beer laws, too, um, this is probably more like liquor laws, but what's this, do you have to, like, be a member or something to go into a bar and get a real drink? Isn't, is that a Well, for, just for, I mean, just to let you know that that we do have a membership law, we have a a couple different licenses, we have a restaurant license, you go in, you, you, uh, you you're a restaurant, you go in, there's no, no, nobody at the door, you sit down, you have dinner, you can get a drink, um, you can get a beer, you can get a high alcohol beer in a bottle, or you can get a cocktail. Okay. Your cocktail can contain no more than 2.5 ounces of liquor. It's okay, it's not bad. Okay, um, good too. And now, uh, if you want to go <laughs> into a bar and get drinks, and get cocktails and high alcohol beer... And uh, which is over four percent ABV, um, it's considered a heavy beer. Um, and you don't want to eat, and you, um, then you have to go into a private club. And they do ask you for a membership. And if you don't have a membership, you have to pay them five dollars, and then you're a member for for two weeks. I so if see. you're coming to visit, um, I would suggest, and, you're, and you love beer, and you're coming for concerts or something, yeah. just buy the damn two week five dollar membership at the Bayou. It's right. a great multi tap pub on State Street. And they got great beers, um, and they're just you know. And then you can come to Squatters, and we have a tavern license and a restaurant license. And at the tavern, they drink all our beers, and there's no membership, and it's all four percent ABV, and you don't have to eat at a tavern license. If you yes. go into the restaurant section, um, then you you know you get some chips and salsa, and you can drink cocktails, and you can have a high alcohol beer or a four percent beer, and just have some damn chips and salsa in front of you. Okay. Now that law called the private club law is probably going to be gone with in about. I would say six months to 12 months, because our governor is asking the BABC to do away with it, and they're reviewing it right as we speak. There's like one other public session, public hearing, and it's pretty much going to be a way, it's going to be a thing of uh, the past, and... Good. And I wouldn't be saying that if I didn't really believe that was the case. But we pretty much keep our finger on what, what's going on at the DVC meetings. And um, things are rapidly changing. So that would be kind of nice because that, it, it's kind of an aversion. A lot of people think, oh, you got to be a member to get a drink. And, it, and, and people really don't know how easy it is to get a drink. Yeah. And so why even have this stupid rule? Because the rule is not keeping anyone from getting a drink in the first place. No, it's, it's really not. And that's what I'm thinking as you're describing all these <laughs> laws we talked about today. Yeah. I'm thinking that I really wanted to be in the room with the group of people that sat around thinking of these things going, well... Uh, they've never had a drink, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they've never had a drink, and, and they're also... They've obviously never read a book or anything either, because they're not that smart. Uh, I mean, they just really went, um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to allow alcohol, but it's going to be under this, and then... But we're only going to allow it if you if you have dinner, and then we're only going to allow it then if it's in a bottle. I mean, all of these things, it just... None of it made sense, and I would have just loved to see all of them sitting around going, yeah, that's a great... You're, you know what? What? You're on to something. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'd vote for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're good. You all in favor? I went to a liquor store at 10 in the morning, and you'll see who's buying liquor. <laughs> you know, I went there to get beers for a tasting, um, and, you know, the tasting was 11, so I had to go to the liquor store at 10 yeah. to ice them down. And, you know, and the people that are drinking, and then if they think you're having a problem, are buying, I think it was Sunnybrook. It was 401 for a pint of whiskey. 
Okay. You know, four dollars and one cent, and, and, and it was unfortunate and sad. But I'm just saying, it. What are, I don't know what they're trying to do. Right. You could sit there in the restaurant license and and do tequila shots and drink IPAs with chips and salsa in front of you and have your kid with you. But in the tavern, you have to be over 21. You can only have four percent ABV beer. It makes <laughs> no sense. It doesn't. There's no logic there. None. Oh, well. All right. Well, I'm glad for you, and I'm glad for the people of Utah but that these things are changing. They make up for it in multiple yeah. wives. So <laughs> it's yeah. a give and take. I see. Thing. Uh, less alcohol, more wives. I get yeah. it. Yeah. It just kind of problems yeah. all around. But yeah. Sounds counterproductive. I think yeah, the person that picks up my scent gray, this is kind of funny anecdote, is uh, Kingston in Pedal Say say that once more. I'm sorry. We... He was a polygamist. He was a polygamist. Oh, is that right? <laughs> polygamist? Great. Was he on that rant? No, wait. That's the other guy. <laughs> Different guy. Okay, I did have another beer question for you. It's probably the part of the process we didn't cover. Uh, from our listeners, they want to know about yeast strains and what uh, you had mentioned. White Labs saison uh, yeast for that uh, special beer that you just uh-huh. brewed. But what about in general? Uh, what kind of what different yeast strains do you like, and and what do you do with them? You know, things like that. Well, I have the, the beautiful beautiful thing is I um, we've been using the same ale yeast strain that we've been doing for God for a long time. I'm going to say about 15, 16 years. Okay. And it's 1187. I think that's a Y yeast strain number. It okay. It's kind of an ale yeast. Um, just a hearty California ale, very similar to 1056. Um, and I we use a 2124 lager yeast. It's a nice hearty lager yeast that we do finish some of our ales with uh, if, if need be or let's say we're making a high alcohol beer and our ale yeast doesn't do the job we just go ahead and kick her on in and uh, it just cleans it up so nicely um, and you you don't get you know you still get those lovely ale flavors still it doesn't like kill that um, and then we use an alt beer yeast strain that we've had we take all our beers with that in 1988. I think originally it came from Whitmere. Um, oh, it's a Vine Stefan Alt strain. Oh, great. And that is the Alt strain that I use for my Alt beer. Okay. Um, and the beautiful thing is I have the Utah Brewers Cooperative who has QAQC and great yeast management program. And so when I need yeast, I drive my car over <laughs> to UBC and great. I put my bucket down and I say, I need 10 pounds of yeast, boys. So <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> a yeast bank there. Yeah. Mani- yeah, I got great yeast management. And if I could give any tip to your home brewers on making beer better, I would say drop your yeast. Get it out. Get the beer off the yeast. ASAP. Keep it off the yeast. Keep the beer off the yeast. Trying to get a little beer information in there. Drop your yeast. Not too soon, though, right? I mean, you want it to finish. Oh, well, sure. But actually, you know, a lot of people drop their yeast, a degree plated before finishing and dry hop, so there's a little bit of activity going on in the fermenter still. Yeah. Get that convection kind of swirling around still. Um, but no, I mean, I swear to God, as soon as that beer's finished, drop the yeast. Really? Drop okay. it. Drop it again. Seven days later, drop it again. Seven days later. My first beer, I reach about 35 days. I drop it every seven. Every but seven? Every seven. Okay. And then you would do that for both ales and lagers? I do. I do okay. really good. But you know what? I'm so lucky because I had Utah Brewers Cooperative. Ah. I'm so lucky to have them. You know, other beer clubs, you oh, know, yeah. it's harder for them because they have to, well, what am I going to pitch from? Well, I need that yeast for this beer. <laughs> yeah. And so they have to massage it a little differently. But because I have that luxury of driving down the street and getting this great yeast all the time, yeah. I can do that kind of yeast management. Wow. That is a benefit. Yeah. 
Uh, we had a huge bit of it. So you did mention a couple of the strains. So let me ask you about temperatures. That uh, that Cal Ale type of ale yeast that you use, what temperature do you like to ferment at for them? Okay, 63 to 65. Okay. About 64 is perfect. Low. Uh, I mean, according to what yeah. would be mm-hmm. what you'd find on the vial that says sixty-eight. That's uh, usually what I ferment it too. I ferment y- real low. You do. Yeah. Sixty-three yep. is real low, though, isn't it? I would. It's, I would call sixty-five low. I do sixty-four, sixty-five. Okay. Sixty-five is perfect. Sixty-five is great. Sixty-six. I'm like, why well, did you set the controller where you did? Sixty-three uh, is. You know. I mean, it's a. I've got these really old school controllers, so it's kind of hard to dial it in on one temperature. So if it's in between sixty-three, sixty-four, and sixty-five, I'm happy. Doc, what about when you use Cal Ale? Are you the same? Depends on the beer. It does. Uh, it'll ferment pretty low. Okay. Uh, it'll slower in the 50s, high 50s, but uh, okay. I'll be 61, 62 a lot of times. All right. Depends on what I'm brewing. I'll say my lager, uh, my, my tip of my lager strain is up plus I'd ferment it, you know, 49, 50. Okay. And then I would say about 2 degree Play-Doh before it finishes, I let it free rise up to 58, and that scrubs any diacetyl that might be present. If you ever get diacetyl, which is kind of a buttery, yeah. uh, you guys are probably familiar with it anyway, if you ever get diacetyl flavor in your beer, um, uh, from your lagers, um, a lot of that can be left because you you don't you don't let it free-rise. It's called a free-rise. So just like degree Play-Doh to one to three, really, degree Play-Dohs above finishing. Just, you know, I, you don't have a controller. I'm sorry, just move it to the living room from the basement and let it, let it warm up. Okay. Even 60. Just at the very end, at the very end, what? and you will, it, it just kind of scrubs it, and um, it, we really had a problem with diacetyl so, in our lager beers, and it was not bacteria forming, it was because of the yeast, it would not pick it back up, so when we let it free rise at the end, it completely fixed it. I'm looking at our conversion chart, which was donated by the great Push Eject, who, uh, Jenna, I'll clarify for you, you're giving us everything in Play-Doh, which is just fine, because now we have a conversion chart for us home oh, brewers. And, uh, I'm there. So, I'm not doing math right now. That's looking at, like, you know, if you're looking to finish at 07 or 08, then it sounds like right around 1 or point nine, like yeah. right around 09 is when uh, Jen is talking about ramping up that temperature just a little bit to get rid of diacetyl, if you're doing a lager. You're saying it's that's, I'd say that's at least not, yeah. Wrap it up, you know. If, if, if you have to choose between a, a room that's ten degrees colder than the other, that's fine. Take it to the ten degree warmer room. Okay. And if you have to catch it at three degree or four degree Play-Doh, that's fine. At the very end of that fermentation, not in high cloison. This is coming off of high cloison. Take it to the warmer room and okay. let it finish. And let it do that. Now, Shat, you've been doing that a little bit, haven't you? You've been ramping up your temps, absolutely. And your loggers have been doing very, very well in competition. Yes. Yeah, and and just around here. And then age you clear, Correct correlation. I say that again, Jen. Sorry. Age you cold and long. Then after you do that ramping, then do it back cold and yes. age it cold and long. Okay. And keep the yeast off of it. Okay. And get it off the yeast. Yeah. Okay. Good yep. tips. All right. Yep. And now, how about your alt beer? What temp were you doing your alt beer? Is that a regular lager? No, it's not. No, it's not a lager beer. Alt beer is kind of a funny little yeast strain called alt strain, and it's kind of a cross between ale and lager. And okay. that was kind of around sixty one, sixty two okay. degrees Fahrenheit. And then I aged it like a lager because alt old age yeah, wants long, to be. Okay. about thirty five days. Okay. 
Are you able to age your lagers because of the cooperative again? I've seen your brewery at the brew pub. Um, it's yeah. about the size of my studio, Jen. It's you got a small well, place. It's, it's a it's a seven barrel brew house at seventy barrels of fermentation, yeah. and I produce about twelve hundred and twenty five barrels a year. Wow! Uh, but I sell about fifteen hundred barrels a year, so okay. I buy a lot of my beer from UDC. So yeah, when it comes to my specialty beers, I I kind of flip my finger up and say this one needs to take. Seven weeks. <laughs> and they have fermentation space for you to age and, and do some lagering there at yep, UBC. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, well, Jen, I have to say, you gave us a ton of information in a short amount of time. I appreciate that. And just uh, for spending the time with us, uh, you're a no rising problem. star, and I'm glad to have you on the program. I think that was fun. Oh, thanks. It was, it was really fun. It's really fun to actually be able to talk about really what we do instead of a lot of fluff. I mean, I know you started out trying to ask me about being a woman in the industry. Sure. Most people do talk about that, but it was really nice just to talk about beer. And I guess just an ending note on that is I just, you know, I've never, uh, I've always been treated to so so kindly and you know, such a great community. I just think of my brewer, myself as a brewer, really. Yeah. Well, and as do I, and and that's why. But I also felt that you. You kind of know the drill, so I didn't feel weird about asking you about being a female. No, I, I know the drill. But it's certainly not why we had you on the program. I will say to you right now, we got you on the program because of your list of awards and because I had your beer and it was awesome. So uh, awesome. Uh, that you, you did exactly what we were hoping you were going to do, and that's teach us a little bit about brewing. So I appreciate that. Well, right on. Well, cool. It was fun talking to you guys. And uh, if you ever run into me at any event, please come up, shake my hand, and introduce yourself. Okay, we will. We'll probably be seeing you at GABF. And I did want to mention you this. Um, Give us a heads up about your television program, because if there is a certain network or any certain person that needs a bunch of emails requesting your program (laughs) go live, let me tell you that the Brewing Network listenership is, is, is strong, and they mobilize in force. They're multi-state. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> oh yeah, I t- it's kind of like they're amazing. You, you, you say one thing, and if they're into it, uh, uh, they will mobilize in force. So please keep us up to date about the program. We'd love to see more beer entertainment out there. Definitely, especially Absolutely. for a few bottles of that saison. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it for the yeah. small price yeah, of a few bottles yeah. of that uh, best mean, beer day on yeah. earth. For I'm not you. trying to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're all beer whores, really, you know? <laughs> Pretty much. Yes, yeah, yes, you go. Are, right. yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jennifer. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right. Cheers, you guys. Take care. Jennifer Talley, uh, Squatters Pub. You can go to squatters.com. You can also go to tallyontap.com and see the trailer and also some extras of what's happening. Shat, good job, man. Yeah, what a great gal. Yeah, she's great. She is very cool. I almost, uh, when Jamil and I did our trip across the country to GABF and we stopped in there, um, I was, I actually did speak to, to Jen on the phone and the, she wouldn't meet us at the pub. I was real disappointed about that. And it was because she was having a baby. Uh, <laughs> like, still, that's no excuse. But she was on the phone with me, not while she's having the baby, but right beforehand going, listen, I wish I could do it. I can't. I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> but my brewmaster will be there. It was just this weird time. Uh, just, uh, my point is another very dedicated brewer who is all about us. She made sure that the brewer knew we were coming. He gave us a full tour of the place. It was very cool. So just a cool person in the industry. Sweet. Fun to find out about uh, the low alcohol brewing for me. I Definitely, have to, I have to say, uh, even though I'm, you know, I like my beers. I was to have a say, little, it doesn't matter to you. Well, I like them to have a little kick to them. But actually, 
I say, I say, I um, think twelve or thirteen. Well, as you're getting older, well, you know, I'm thirty now, Doug, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I really like to taste my beer. And uh, I have found well, that a nice. Start drinking a little slower now. <laughs> hanging up the funnel and tubing. Speaking, well, no, I mean no. that's not get crazy. Speaking of tasting my beer, I'm having Tasty's IPA right now. Oh, how uh, is it? Uh, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> Tasty. I like the color of it. It's the color red, is it? almost yeah. the color of the alt that Jen is, was talking about, a deep red color you yeah. got going on yeah, here. Yeah, it's uh, Crystal 120 doing that. What did you guys think about the roasted barley on top of the mash yeah, tip uh, that yeah. she yeah. gave? Yeah, top mashing, I've sure. Done that if, I've heard that. I've done that a few times. Do it with, uh, Some people do it for a second beer. Dark I saw too. you do it with our, uh, was it with the Doppelbach that we did? Yeah. It? You put the dark just on top. You don't mix it in. Mm-hmm. You just... Uh, and you just use your sparge temp water for yeah. that? Yep. So yeah. 170? You put it in just before sparging. Okay. And then you let it sit for a little bit, and then you start sparging on top of it. Very cool. Now, yeah. is there a percentage, or is it just kind of sprinkle the top? It depends on how you uh, uh, prepare. I'll usually grind it in a coffee grinder a lot of times, and then you got to use a lot less. And uh, if you, use, you know, just grind it up normally, it's probably you know, just whatever's in your recipe. You'll be yeah, fine. usually two ounces, five gallons or something would give a nice little color. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Chad, like your, your question gets into the uh, point that a lot of people miss is that uh, when you make a beer, never assume it's the first time you're going to make it. You should make it like twice. Ah. Once to see what you get. Second time to make a get big improvement right. on see it. See what else you can get. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First time without your pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third time because we're running out of beer here in the house. That's true. And, Just, I'm, pro- and I'm not creative enough anymore. I've been there, done that. <laughs> the Schumanns were, the Schumanns, uh, I went out with them yesterday, both shoe and shoe light. Yeah. And they said, you know, we're thinking about getting a new roommate. And I said, what are you talking about? Shat's a great roommate. <laughs> and they're like, well, the kegerator's been kind of empty lately and we're sick of it. <laughs> we, think, we, we think he's not brewing enough, and maybe we ought to get someone who enjoys brewing a little more. Oh. Okay, here, here's the problem. Oh, Imperial pint glasses. Yeah, those 22 ounce <laughs> glasses are If we got rid of them, break those no up. problem. Yeah. You think yeah. so? Should we do that? Should yeah. we get all, rid of them? I, I think we might. All we, tasters all the time. That's what I think. We do have these beautiful moonlight Imperial pint mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah, those guys hang on to those I, things. I like to call that the Schumann pint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. like a baseball bat. You know what the problem with that's going to be, Shet, is that we're about to order pint glasses for the BN. Uh-oh. And I'm not getting... I, uh, everyone's all up in the forum. Please don't order tumblers. Don't get the iced tea glasses. Yeah. And I know... What look, are we, I, amateurs here? What am I? How long have I been doing? Come on. Yeah. Look, I, Dan Gordon has sat in this room with us three Scolded times now. Many four times. times now or something. I know not to get the tumblers. We're going to get... I really love our Imperial... Uh, Pilsner style. It's a it's a tulip at the top, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a Pilsner style glass. You know? Tulips. That's what I. That's the first glass we're going to go for. I know everybody wants Belgian glasses, but uh, you're going to have to wait. I'm going to get this Pilsner style first. That that does tulip at the top, so that you get the full aroma and flavor going towards your palate. And uh, Shad, I hate to say it, I'm pretty sure they're going to be imperial. Newsflash: We have a 1550 imperial brewing system. Oh, that's right. I saw our fifteen fifty. Oh, you saw it? Did it have the goat on it? Uh, it did not. <laughs> I didn't see the Who goat. took the goat? It was goatless. I didn't uh, see a goat. We'll get you one. We'll get you. We've got to have a goat. Yeah. On. If you didn't listen to the anniversary show yet, uh, Chris Graham, the lovely Chris Graham, I should say, <laughs> the who lovely, works for Beer Beer, and the more lovely beer. Chris Graham. I don't know him that well. Owner partner of Beer Beer More Beer has donated to the Brewing Network um, 
a fifteen fifty, not any fifteen fifty. Jamil's first Ninkasi winning fifteen fifty. Also, it was Chris Graham's uh, yard sculpture fifteen fifty. <laughs> after that, and now it is the Brewing Networks. So Shat and I are going to take delivery of that soon. Chris Graham's going to come over and show us how to brew on it. It's all digital temp control yep. doc. I mean, Dial it in. Tippy dump on the top. You just tip the mash tun. Uh, uh, we're not even going to know what to do with it. So as soon as you tippy dump it, put more green in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the well, next one. I'm telling you, uh, I know how... I- I'm excited about this, but I know how excited Shat is oh, about man. this. I predict two brews a week out of Shat for at least a couple of months. He's going to be That's so it? stoked about this thing. <laughs> Isn't that what he's doing already? <laughs> now he's a, now he's once a week or, or three times a month. He occasionally oh, yeah. misses a week. I'd have kicked you out on that, too. I predict twice a week out of Shat. Cold storage is the problem. That's true. We are running out uh, of cold storage. We might have to use some of yours, Doc. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm predicting that the thing's going to get over here. It's going to sit in the middle of the living room with a light on it. Paying homage to it for a few days at least. Yeah, it might. We might strip on it. We'll have shoe light yeah. do a little dance to it. Just, uh, does seem pretty sturdy for that. <laughs> Bevo, I know you like that. Come on, <laughs> enough stripping? Absolutely not. You never Can you get, get too much stripping. No. I was kind of thinking about that after about the you know second hour at the anniversary party. It's four thirty in the morning. I'm going. God, I've really seen a lot of this. You know, the only thing that concerns me is. Do you really think he washes that marble bag? Uh, I don't. That's uh, a wash good, off the that's taste. A good Come question, on. Beavis. Like really? I don't think but, he has washed. No, that I don't either. Bag. Because I think he thinks like, oh, I only wore this for like yeah. two hours tonight. Yeah. It's still good. But he was. Yeah. But it was it's up his in ass. Your ass, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sweating all in the thing. Tell you what, he sure doesn't trim around it. Make sure nothing's oh, sticking out. Yeah, yeah, that's we need for sure. Him. Oh. He's a yeah. bikini wax. He's a bushwhacker. Yeah. Please don't bring those back. I'm I mean, that kid needs to you know step it up a little bit. Well, we are going to talk anniversary party when we come back from the break. And uh, that's a good somebody teaser. somebody <laughs> did make a comment about how I appreciate the pictures that you posted from the anniversary party, <laughs> but did did nine out of ten of them have to be shoe light dancing around in his marble bag? I will wax Schumann. On the air, if you oh, let me. Oh, done. Consider it done. <laughs> I know how to. Like, I know how to do that. I will totally do that. Give him a bikini will? wax. I will totally. Oh man, will. our shoe lights getting a bikini wax. Oh on yeah, the air. you can be sure. I have my own wax, Alvarez. Oh, oh Bevo brand. Dude, he's Stephanie gonna cry. Brand. What are you doing? Oh, that? he will cry. <laughs> that is good radio. Just the audio of him screaming. <sighs> I bet he gets oh, a boner. No, you hear that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we'll have to get a microphone in the junk yeah, area yeah. and a microphone. I'm not gonna lie. With all that hair, he'll probably bleed a little. Oh! That he doesn't listen to this show. Hey, we might as well do. While you're at it, you might as well do the backside, right? No, oh, let's the, do the it all. News the, rump, the rumpus. Yeah, let's do it all. He'll do it. Oh, Shoe light will do it. God, that's a male. That's a male. He's gonna be super drunk before. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll be hammered. Yeah, oh it's man, a Jack Daniels night. <laughs> we, let's, can we call him? Put him on the air. He, well, he's Tell him. The, let's try to get him at the break. Let's try yeah. to get him. All right, let right. me take a quick break. We'll see if we can. He's at a wedding right now. Oh, yeah. Good. He'll, he'll Great. He'll agree to it. Yeah. I'd love for him to whisper to us about it during the ceremony. Yes, I'll get my bikini waxed. <laughs> exactly. All right. Anniversary show wrap up when we come back. We're going to taste a couple of beers, Doc. You're, I don't know if you're in or you're out, but I brought some, some good stuff that I want to try on the air because I really enjoyed it. And uh, some other shit. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. so many things that I want to say and the words they're not coming out right don't cry little darling come and take my hand I want to show you something special tonight I want to share my feelings I want to show my love I want to give you a dirty Sanchez I want to throw you a donkey punch I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever had an angry dragon? A blumpkin have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub And you can play my rusty trombone Well, a stranger with a western grip can take a golden shower And tossing a salad with a purple mushroom could get you pretty flowers A carpet cleaner and a chili dog make everything alright And my favorite thing that's going on, there's a Compton gangbang tonight I want a girl that'll do a hot car roll I want to give you a dirty Sanchez I want to throw you a donkey punch I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever ridden on a glass bottom boat? A blumpkin have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub And you can play my rusty trombone Arabian goggles, brown neckties and corkscrews Teabagging, dirty swirly Flying Amazon, flood the cave Flying camel muff teaser New York style taco Big 
is mine. I want to give you a dirty Sanchez. I want to throw you a donkey punch. I want you to give me a Cleveland steamer. Would you like a jelly donut and a hot lunch? Have you ever had an angry dragon? A blumpkin? Have you ever known? I want my dog in your bathtub. You can play my rusty trombone. Dixie was my beloved wife till the sudden end of her short life. It's a sad tale I'm about to tell you now. Her and the girls were gonna paint the town They were gonna tear it up, burn it down They were all fired up, they were gonna do it all But Dixie must have been fixing her face Cause they said that car was all over the place Right before she slammed into the wall My Dixie wrecked My Dixie wrecked Slammed the car into the wall and my Dixie Rex, my Dixie Rex, kind of hard to swallow, but my Dixie Rex. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. It smells a little less like balls in the studio. Nathan and Nicole just showed up to hang out with us. Oh, that's nice. Cool. Not that you don't have balls, Nathan. I don't mean that. I think it <laughs> means that Nathan actually showered. And we, we didn't. And the rest of us didn't. Yeah. JP, is Rage the only music I play that you approve of? I, that's the only time I see you like rock, and you're like, yeah, all right. The I, was that who it is? No. I don't know. Well, um, it's the only like kind of, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Everything you do is just fine with me. Thanks, JP. You're welcome. What, do you want a promotion or something? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Did you Whatever uh, you think I deserve, I should get. <laughs> I didn't even scold you today. You're, no. you're like right in line. Yeah. Well, wherever in line I should be is where you want me. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. You hear this, Tasty? I think our little pre-show meeting worked. I think it's coming over. He's coming on the team now. You Shut know? up, Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say, Justin. Our mind control is working. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 888-401-BEER. Uh, winding things down. I'm gonna or up. Reluctant to say. Yeah, or up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens. Yeah. I know you don't feel much like drinking, Doc, but I do want you to try right. this beer. I got a um, tasting glass in front of me. Cool. Uh, you guys can help me out with it. Grab one of them and, and just start pouring that. Um, JP had this with me. We did it on the CBS show on Saturday, and JP was as it was equally impressed as I was. So I just wanted to 
They're not a sponsor or anything. I'm, I was actually just really stoked about this beer. But uh, it should be. Uh, Dogfish Head has started to distribute to our area just recently. I don't know if you guys have noticed, Doc. You, you go to Monument Liquors often. Yes. I don't know if you've seen some dogfish in yes, there. Yes, I have. And we're only getting a couple of them. Um, just like Avery, they only give us a few. Just get a few. Although I think Avery sends even more. Um, Every time I look, there's a couple more. So I mean, give them a chance. But the couple that we have, uh, I know the whole country's a big fan of their 90-minute IPA and their 120-minute IPA. And that's all fine. Those are good beers. But they're not my favorite dogfish head beers. My favorite dogfish head beers are the ones that they kind of go crazy on. In my opinion, they're the beers uh, that non-craft beer drinkers, they call them like designer beers and foofy beers because they, they put this in it they put that in it this little that they're like the epitome of that well to me though those are their best beers well this one it's not what they put in the beer it's what they put the beer in and i have the palo santo how long did it take uh, you to come up with that i just did it right now isn't that weird wow i was like i'm i'm on my game tonight doc i'm so happy to be back in our studio i feel like a broadcaster i'm on my game man. you want to hug you want to hug it out palo santo marone <laughs> Is what we have here, and it's aged on uh, Palo Santo uh, wood. They're actual uh, vessels that were made. It's, you said wood and vessels. I did, <laughs> in the same sentence. Oh. It's Paraguayan wood. Okay. Which is different than American wood, Doc. Because it's, it's well, it's Paraguay. <laughs> it's smaller. It's wood. Well, it's bigger, and it's harder. Oh. And yeah, uh, longer. We fresher, know, longer. We just know it, French and Western. It's so. woodier. <laughs> Isn't that part of the rainforest? Good. Did you taste that beer, Doc? Oh, yeah. Tell me what Smooth. you think about that beer. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm confident that this whole room is going to uh, agree with me. OMFG. It's really it. great, yeah. isn't it? LOL. <laughs> F-U. R-O-T-F-L. <laughs> uh, it, you know, my mom sent me an email today, and yeah. she wrote LOL in it. Uh, whenever your mom's laughing out loud in text, she, that's so hip. I'm yeah. like, Ma, how do you know what the fuck LOL is? <laughs> she, I don't even use LOL. She's internet dating. You think she is? Yeah. She's on... My mom's on... Ma- She's on Craigslist. My dad is, though. My my real dad? That, guy, that man's a stud. Did I talk about wait, this? I like, oh, yeah. wait, I like he how... Likes the youngest. Yeah, where does the guy get his studliness from? I like how your mom's not good enough to be on Match.com, but she's on Craigslist, <laughs> as Mike said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's, she's know. on Craigslist because it's Craigslist free. is naughtier. Yeah. She's the house cleaner. <laughs> Actually, she's the house cleaner. My dad, uh, my mom and dad divorced, so I have like a mom and stepdad, and then I have my dad. My dad, uh, he's been a stud my whole life. Like he, when he divorced my mom, he uh, married an eighteen-year-old hot blonde chick. She That's was, a mom. She was a mom. dumb as a bag of hammers. Oh yeah, she was an idiot. But <laughs> man, was she good looking. And then, so that lasted that like problems there. Lasted like six months. Little Oedipus problem. Then, <laughs> yeah. Then he marries uh, a uh, another uh, hot young, like twenty-six-year-old nurse, gorgeous oh chick. Oh, uh, big knockers. Big knockers. She did that <laughs> lasted. That That's lasted a mm, like a year. Then there's like several in between. Then he meets this hot young again. She's maybe 29 at this time. He's 40 or something. Uh, florist, a hot florist chick. Uh, that one lasted a little while, she which I felt flower. Yeah, I, I you, you wanted the next changeover. I did. Well, but also I thought she was real hot, and then all of a sudden she was like a real mother because she's around for like four years. And I felt bad because I was rubbing him out. You know, oh. <laughs> were, you ever, uh, were you batting cleanup at all? Uh, no, <laughs> never, never. Uh, That's not a male. So that ended. And then now, though, he, he, now he's all over Match.com. He calls me the other day. He's like, he goes, Justin, listen, I'm not bragging. Or 
But uh, I only talk to say this to you because you're my son. Yeah, I want to say I'm not. I'm not trying to brag, but. I gotta like write down the places I've gone with the names of the women I've gone to. I'm on a different date every night of the week, and he's like, "I'll, I'll end up going on a second date, and I'll say, hey, remember the time we did this?' And it was another chick. <laughs> yeah, that he, is a problem. He calls me again. I talked to my Father's Day. He goes, "Hey, I go out with this nice Puerto Rican girl the other night. Oh, Uh-oh. butter pecan." And she oh. and she mentions that she's never been to a strip club, so I take her to a strip club. He's telling me this. He's got this hot chick. He's taking her. My dad. Wow. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's pushing sixty. It's getting more action than you are. Way more action than I am. <laughs> Maybe you should be on Match. dot com. I guess so, man. The guy's getting some action. How is this? Wow. How is this? Back uh, in his house. How is this Puerto Rican he's uh, yeah. hanging out with? I don't know. But he's hanging out with a bunch of chicks right now. So That's I don't what they even call know. them back east. Good job. Uh, Butter peaks. I'm from there. I never heard that. No? Even I've heard that. Oh, what butter, is it? I don't know what that means. Butter Pecan Rican. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Tasty. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's nice. Butter Pecan make another week. I see. So your dad's got to get on that cell phone and start taking pictures. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh. You're right. I gotta. I don't. So think easy. He, I don't think he has a camera phone, but I'm gonna have to give him one. Yeah. Tell me you don't yeah. believe. Everybody's got a camera phone. Yeah. Tell me you need proof. He's all up in there, man. My dad. He's a stud. Good. Good. He's like tall, dark. At the, he's like the good-looking one in the family. Him and my brother. I don't know what happened to me. Uh, you should get the Schumans and your dad together and go out on town. You know what? They tear it up. The Schumans <laughs> like, and my dad would tear like it up. Crossing the streams or some shit. <laughs> some bad would happen. They can't be in the same place at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a, yeah. There's not enough Viagra for that. No, <laughs> it's true. It's too much. Double dose. Oh. What do you think of that beer, Tasty? Well, you know, like a lot of twelve percent beers, it's it's fairly sweet. But mm. it comes across really well. It's uh, tasty, definitely chocolatey, malty, uh, very uh, well well balanced beer. I, I like it, like you thought. Has a lot of uh, a, a caramel and vanilla coming out of the wood that's yeah. in there. Yeah, I like the wood is definitely different. The wood's great. It, I agree with you. I you don't. Like the wood. It has a really sweet aftertaste that kind of yeah. lingers around. Right. But it's a really. I mean, it's like oil. It's a thick beer. It's yeah. a thick black beer. Um, had it not black? had it not been aged on this wood. Mm-hmm. It would be too much. It wouldn't be good, I don't think. Yeah, the wood adds a little mm-hmm. bit more bitterness or like uh, yeah. stringency, it's that, stringency to that it. That tannin. You said thick black wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another program. Uh, yeah. Uh, the schlong I'll cast. tell you what, that one's acceptable. That was funny, Doc. That one, because <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay. I did say thick black wood. So, anyway, I'm not, uh, I just wanted to mention it because it's not often... That's not true. I get blown away by beer all the time. But I don't often go out and buy like a commercial beer and then just go, holy crap, that's like a new beer to me. So yeah. I wanted to mention it because it's worth mentioning. Palo Santo Marone from Dogfish Head, just a, a good beer. I don't even think it's new for them. I think they've been doing it for a little while, but it's new to us here in California. So Four packs. Uh, yeah, that I will say. Uh, so I bought a four pack of that, is and that I a, bought a four pack of this one, the Midas Touch. Is that a Utah law? Only a four pack. Yeah, I don't know, but it was fourteen fifty for a four pack of sixteen ounce bottles. Because you're not going to Trader Joe's this week. <laughs> oh. No, I uh, I spent my that was the BN's budget of beer for the month. Ramen, Blew the whole ramen month. So actually, ramen. these are actually stored in ten thousand gallon. Vessels, wooden vessels. Really? And that's the wow. the largest, Yeah. Largest brewing vessels built in America since Prohibition. Wow. Wooden. No kill kidding. the whole rainforest for that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We have It'll grow thing back. Is, it's all very exciting. We have wood. Now you do too. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that they have that on the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got wood. We have wood, now you do too. 
Uh, hey, Sam, you want to shut the fuck up over there? Uh, what Is this a studio, or is this like your little personal conversation area? Just give her some tongue and go back over to the corner. Uh, make out with your wife and get and hit the road. Family time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just touched tongue. I like how they both got creeped out by that. I mean, don't mind us. We're only working here, Sam. But they touch tongues on the outside, and it's gross, but when you stick it down his throat, that's, that's not so bad. That's yeah. not good. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Nick said, drink, big drink of beer after that. So. <laughs> Got to sanitize. I know where that yeah. tongue's been. Sanitation. All right, Doc. <laughs> you know what we didn't get a chance to do? Uh, feedback. Oh, my God. Oh. You've got mail. Kick ass. So I thought we'd do it at the end here. Never too late. It's really a good song. <laughs> it is. We can never change our feedback talk. It's so good. Let's can we let's do this for the uh, anniversary party next year. Yeah. Are you ready, Doc? You're gonna you're gonna finger pick <laughs> this. You hear how fast that is? Yeah. Yeah. Practice up, Doc. Practice up. That whole year. Yeah. Get ready, yeah. Doc. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you got less right, than a year now. A, who's playing the mandolin? Chris Graham. Well, he has a mandolin. Uh, uh, Shoe will learn it. He can do that. Shoe can learn. Yeah. Sam can, can do learn it too. Yeah, Sammy can play anything. Yeah, but out. Sam sucks. But you can just get up there and look. Fun. Well, that's why we like. Oh, Sam. hey, Sammy. Hey. All right, if, uh, I, we really could have done a whole show on feedback. I had to weed some of the stuff out because it's been a couple weed. weeks. <laughs> hey, Doc and Justin. Uh, I don't know why, just us. Uh, huge, oh, I see why. Uh, a huge congrats for kicking ass in SoCal. Oh, yeah. Tasty didn't do too bad either. I entered uh. under the, uh, the Brewing Network, but my beers got lost. In Concord, I think. Yeah, mine too, pal. He sent an email to me. Yeah, I got that email. It's a big, long... Uh, but anyway, he says, you know, congratulations. Anyway, whatever happens, I'll stay tuned uh, to hear the funny details. That's from Steven. Yeah, I think that uh, whoever was taking entries at the drop-off point there at More Beer lost this this guy's beer. You know, that's not well, the first time I've well, heard this. Yeah. And, and not this contest, but another one. When uh, you're dealing with that many beers, it happens, right? Well, yeah, it, it's exactly. it's also really hard because... Uh, Regan our, was driving them. Well, no, they, they got shipped down, but our, our walk-in is so tiny. We have so much crammed in there, yeah. in that little space, that... I mean, we barely have room for keg beer. You know, right. we we have we have no room, and and uh, so sorry about that, but mm. our 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 space is tiny. Well, here's what he had requested in his other email that we find that beer because hopefully it's still mm-hmm. out more beer, mm-hmm. and bring it to the session and do our own uh, evaluation. Yeah. Of it. Right. So if you could check that out for me uh, tomorrow, sure. And see if you can find this guy's beer. Look at all the cubby holes. I'll give you yeah. all his. I'll, I'll give you all his information. All right. I know it's labeled. He just doesn't have the recipe stuff with it, but all the beers are labeled. So if you can. Find find that we'll do it on the air for the guy well if he doesn't have any of the rest uh well okay all right well because he, he can send us that because i wonder how how much of a stickler they they are I and mean, some some places no, you need all that stuff for your dq no but. he had worked all that out with them he oh, okay. emailed his recipes and everything they were waiting for his beer and they never got it uh, so that okay. was all straight but just let's get it in here and then we'll do it all right. if you can find it there you got it uh, here we go justin you're a real douchebag yeah. Uh, thanks to you and your so-called network, I have no idea what's happening in the world. I used to listen to NPR every morning and arrive to work pissed off about the state of our country. Yeah. And I'd listen to it on the way home, too. Square. But it, but it wasn't so bad because uh, because I get a fence post. Oh, that's a 16-ounce Ameriswill in a paper bag for the ride home. He drinks on the like a sixteen ouncer on the ride home. Is that what he's saying? Maybe Tasty, he, you should do that. Maybe he's on well, a train. He's only going ten miles. I hope, he, I hope he's on a train. But now it's Brewing Network every morning and afternoon for the last year or two. Is Bush still president? <laughs> Have Obama and Hillary had a communist kid yet? Is InBev adding hops to Budweiser yet? Who Ooh. knows? 
But I knew, to, but I do know how to make a mean yeast starter, how to first wort hop, why I need to control fermentation temp, and most of all, when I'm hungover as hell and feeling like death, I can always uh, listen to a show and hear how bad you feel on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> and that always makes me feel just a little bit better. That's a good point. That's glad good I could, mail. Glad I could help there. Yeah, Anyways, too bad it's not reciprocal. That's right. He says, anyway, I just sent a little donation because I really, really, really appreciate what you and the crew do. And here's what I realized, dude. If you guys went off the air tomorrow, my life would change. Sounds like a bit much, but I bet every listener could say the same thing. If you went off the air, then a lot of homebrewers would suddenly become very depressed and not know what to do with themselves on their ride to work or on Sunday evening. It'd be anarchy. I know my donation won't make a huge impact, so to show my appreciation, if we ever meet, I'll give you a nice sloppy blowjob. Oh, that's a good thing. That's like JP. Yeah, Yeah, really. He says, no, wait, that's the beer talking. How about I bring my wife along and she'll do it? Oh, she has to fight Chad's mom off first. Can we pay a little extra and not have it sloppy? Doesn't Chad's mom listen? <laughs> oh. No? Yes, yes Bebo. Chad's mom does listen. And then he says, no, that won't work either. For all the times I've ignored her because I'm doing beer stuff or listening to the beer show, she'd probably bite your dick off. Oh. Oh, well, it's the thought that counts, right? Hugs and kisses, and that's from Dean. So, uh, hey, Dean, thanks, man. But I do want you to know this. You say that you're, you think your donation won't do very much. I beg to differ. I say in uh, very loud noises and uh, statements that... Uh, I said a long time ago, if every one of you donated, what uh, a change would happen. Um, a bunch of you have been donating, and mm-hmm. I hope you've seen the change. I mean, I hope you saw the showing at the National Homebrewers Conference. We're about to get uh, glassware and more merchandise in the store. The more that you donate, every little bit, most yeah. of you are donating uh, at the small, at like the two dollars, and. I'm telling you, you are doing, you are making such a difference in our lives around here. And not just that, I hope you see the difference in the show. Uh, uh, people are really stepping it up because you guys are doing that. So don't think that your your donation is measly or, or peasly or any of those. Weasley. 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 Or anything like that. Weasley. It's, it's wonderful. It's making a huge difference. Really huge. Yeah. Makes us buy lunch meat shirts. No, do, I have a, do I have a drunk of the week call? Is that what you're telling me? Is it, yes, it's okay to start screening Drunk of the Week calls, Beavis, yes. Uh, okay, here is from our... Um, was it David who won Best of Show at NHC? Yeah. Yes, Okay. that's right. So here's the email that he sent. He posted this in our forum. If you're not a member oh, yeah. of our forum... I'm glad you're going to read this. Just go check it out. So I'm not reading like private emails here. He posted it himself. But he had, written, he had written to Jamil because he wanted Jamil to know the impact that he's had through the Brewing Network on, yeah. on this man's life. And he said, you know, Jamil, I hear you have pneumonia. I hope you're feeling better. I hope <laughs> the news that I bring will help. I wanted the email and thank you. The cream ale I entered for the NHC took gold in the light hybrid category, not to mention best in show. And he says, uh, a little while later, while listening live on the Brewing Network with my wife and two daughters, it was announced that it also took Best of Show Beer and Home Brewer of the Year Award. He says, can I? Can you believe it? A cream ale as the best of show. That's what everybody seems really kind of uh, stoked yep. yeah. about. Pale yellow yeah. beer and it made it all the yeah, way Yeah, a lot of times the stronger, more flavorful beer seem to stand out in that. that Not show. like a simple kind of balanced uh, lighter <laughs> yeah. beer. Well, right? yeah, they it must have been great. Soon after catching my breath from dancing around with the family, I received a phone call and talked to Bob Kaufman, Jim Homer, Charlie Papazian, Gary Glass, and Curtis Stock, all congratulating me. My phones were ringing off the hook that night. It truly was like a dream. I can't remember what I said to half the people I talked to. I used your recipe 
from your book, Brewing Classic Styles, as a base recipe. And with a couple minor changes, and he gives thanks to Curtis and Kathy Stock uh, from their recipe, which influenced a couple of those changes. Uh, I've been a listener of The Jameel Show and The Sunday Session from the beginning, and the information you and the BN give is invaluable. I have already and will continue to let friends and fellow homebrewers know how much you've helped me and how you contributed to the winning of this prestigious award. Congratulations on your medal as well, Jameel. Thanks again, David Anderson from Colorado. Uh, what a very nice email. Giving a shout yeah. out and uh, best of show yeah. went to a member of the BN Army. How oh, we've arrived? Fucking a. David B. Anderson's on the phone right now. How about that? Hey, David, congratulations, my brother. Thank you very much. You did uh, apparently brewed an amazing job, and uh, thank you for the props and all. I'm stoked that you got to hear the uh, announcement on the Brewing Network. I'm thrilled to death. Hey, can you kill the the sound in the background there? Yeah. You gotta turn that thing down. There you go. Perfect. Justin doesn't like hearing himself. So yeah, oh, wait. So, creeps me out. Sounds like it's a nine one one call with a beep in the background intermittently. So how stoked are you, Mister Best of Show? I'm I'm so stoked. You really got to turn that audio down. Okay. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah. There you go. You can you can hear it all in the archive. Uh, uh, cream out best of show, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Did you expect Thank it to go that far? I had no idea. I think uh, anyone entering a cream ale would have been a little bit shocked that it, it took the whole thing. Well, it, be, it beat my cream ale. So oh! I'll give, you, I'll give you props for that one. Uh, however, Doc, yours did better uh, at, in the first round, if, I, if I'm if i right. Yeah, I did. It, it got a first in the first round. Yeah, uh, but who cares about the first round? Well, <laughs> Oh. oh no! Your your beer probably knocked me out of third place, and I was at fourth place. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, sir. I was right there. I was right there. <laughs> hey, congratulations, uh, man! Congratulations, Doc, uh, Mike, everybody um, that uh, that did well at the at the competition as well. Hey, cool. Uh, well, you're a humble man giving congratulations to other people because you are now the top uh, dog. You're the home brewer of the year, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole year, man. You're the one to beat. It's the, unbelievable. David, it's I, saw unbelievable. You, I see you uh, posted your recipe on the forum. Thanks for that. Hey, no no problem. No problem. Great. I just, uh, you know, uh, Justin, I, I, you don't get enough credit, but uh, um, thanks for everything that you put together. Ah, no worries, man. It's special. It's for this kind of thing that we do it. I'm telling you, when I heard that you got to listen to the award ceremony and dance around with your family, (laughs) I'm such a sissy about that kind of stuff. I was like tearing up going, wow, here's this guy who won a very prestigious award, and he got to dance around the living room with his wife and daughters. Those are real feelings there. I wish we had had it on video, because I was... Running around the house, and I came back in after all the year, all the years that Carrie, my wife, has put up with my homebrewing <laughs> yeah. and everything else. Yeah, cool. and I come back into the room, and there are tears just streaming down her face. Really, it, it was unbelievable, and yeah. it wouldn't have happened without you guys uh, yeah. uh, t- taking on the awards live. So thank you very much. Thank you. No worries, and uh, well, and thanks to the AHA for letting us do it too. I mean, that was to me. I really thought there are guys oh, yeah. like David who want to hear that they can't Absolutely. make it and they want to hear this stuff. Right and, as it happens. And yeah. the AHA, they were like, you know what, uh, you're right, so let's do it. And I was just so stoked, not only to find out that you got to hear, but let's face it, I mean, I'm pretty proud that a member of the BN Army got uh, Home Brewer of the Year. I think that's just badass. So, yeah. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you. 
Well, I, I appreciate that. Hey, do you have any of that beer left? I uh, I actually only had two beers left. Uh-huh. And I found out that my beer was moving on to the the second stage. Yeah. So I ran downstairs and uh, found that there was a little bit left in the the. Uh, Cornelius egg, yeah, and bottled that. So I had like six bottles left, and had to dial in the the carbonation. So I was just grateful there was enough left, but there is none left. All right. Well, no uh, worries. I, I thought maybe we'd get a little season, sample, so. Doc, but that's all right. That's the, that's what happened to my uh, dark strong Belgian. I I, had, I didn't have, even have three to send in. I could only send in two. Oh, for I a see. minute there, I yeah. thought I had one, and I was panicking. Yeah, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I found it. I would have given you one of mine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, David, I know you're. I, I know you're hooked. You're uh, you're coming to Oakland next year. Coming to Oakland, I'll be there. I yeah. was bummed not to be there this year, but uh, again, thanks for thanks for uh, doing the live thing there. Hey, no worries. I'm glad we could do it for you. And again, congrats. Uh, thank you for the props and for letting it be known that you listen to the BN. That helps us a ton. So I appreciate it, man. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let people know uh, what an impact you guys have made. There's been a lot of people that have helped me out, but um, I'm definitely letting people know what an impact you guys have had in 45-minute commute to work with my two girls. I listen to you guys all the time, and I want to thank uh, my dog, Dodger, okay. for introducing himself to Barley at the park. <laughs> Great. And um, um, without that, I wouldn't have met the, the two people, uh, Rich Keen and Faith Fall, who introduced me to home brewing. Excellent. And um, the hot barley and the ailers out here in Boulder. But uh, again, the, the BN and everything you guys have done has really con- contributed to this. So thank you guys very much. Hey, man, no worries. I'm glad that you've done so well. Right on, brother. Okay. All thanks. right, David. Congrats, brother. We'll catch you later. Okay, bye. Yeah. Got a little Kanye West on that ass there at the end, man. Oh, is that who that was? I'd like to thank my mama. I'd like to thank my baby mama for putting up with all my brewing for all these years. George Papazian hates black people. <laughs> what? Didn't Kanye West say George Bush hates black people at some award ceremony? I think he probably I was kind of doing the whole thing. <clears throat> I, I think a, a foul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, foul tip. Yeah, I got your foul tip swinging. All right. oh. Strike one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and all seriousness, I'm really stoked about well, that yeah, for David. Yeah. That's very cool. Great show. Sure. Yeah. Best of show, man. How I don't know. Well, I will certainly never experience that. But I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> well, Doc like, might, and you can share. Doc might. And, uh, yeah, I'll maybe. put your name on. Doc. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> here, I'll still just feel like a lackey. Here's the, here's the tip: if you have a, a beer in the second round, and you're at the uh, at the conference. Make sure you think about what you're going to say if you do win Best of Show, because yes, you could. Yes, yeah. It's not like the Ninkasi where you got to have like a, a ton of beers in there. No. One. One beer. Like David had, is all it takes. So prepare yep. your speech. Yeah. So you know, it should start with the Brewing Network and I probably mine end ready. with the Brewing <laughs> the Network. network right? And have a lunch meeting. Your home brew shop and your mentors and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Chad sucks somewhere in there, too. I oh. I got more feedback to do here. More feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Let's get the music going again. Just do it. Uh, Okay. Can't do it without the music. 
Justin, Jamil, JP, Chad, oh. Doc, and Bevo. Oh! I just wanted to write and give you all a quick shout-out. I started listening to the Session and Jamil show on my way to work in February. I've learned a ton and stepped up my brewing technique several notches. Since listening to the show, I've become an AHA member. Good for you. Proud of you. Bought Jamil's book, even better, and entered two beers in my first competition. With the show's recommendation, I entered the SoCal Homebrew Championships, listing BN as my club, and finished second with my wit beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very nice. He was saying that the, he had a ton of wit beers, too. Yeah. Thanks for all the great brewing tips and entertainment on my commute to work. Hope to meet you all at GABF. That's uh, Foos and Brews from Colorado. Uh, here's another one. Just want to let you know, I competed in the SoCal Homebrew Championships. Entered my beers with the Brewing Network as my club. I placed with the following. First place, Weisenbach. First place, English IPA. And third place, Maybach. Oh, that's a mile. Kicked ass. Showing that's up there. Mile. And that's from Sunken Beer in the Forum. A corporal in the BN Army says cheers to us. Uh, let's see. Oh, Justin, you know talent... Ah, uh, fuck it. Justin, you rock. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Let's see what's the world coming to. Who's editing that? It's the apocalypse. Like. Next thing you know, Doc won't drink beer. Oh, wait. It's amazing. Shad, are you telling me he's on the line, or we're just talking about it? Okay, that's good. Uh, Justin, you rock. I've been listening to the show for a year and a half now, and you guys still crack me up. I'm grateful that you put this show together every week. I met you, Doc, Shat, JP, Tasty, and John at the conference in Cincinnati. And all of you were really friendly. Even Doc, who sat twisting his empty glass in his hand and eyeing the bar as my friend thanked him for his help with brewing a wit beer. And then kept talking and talking and talking. That sounds about right. ADD Doc. Finally, someone took pity on the poor little guy and got him a beer. I'm going to get a beer. Here, take my glass. Yeah. For some reason, I figured Shat was a shrimpy guy. I don't know why, but dear Lord, he's huge. That's a mile. That's a big mile. Thank goodness he smiles a lot, otherwise he'd be scary. <laughs> Makes me wonder why you and JP bust his ass so much. If he ever snapped, he looks like he would rip you limb from limb. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Yeah. JP and I have mentioned that to each other. Yeah. <laughs> if he does ever snap, we're in the a lot of trouble. incredible bulk. What is his limit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, find it. Tasty is such a cool guy. He looks so tired on Thursday after getting in on the red eye. I hope he got a little rest. I was afraid JP would be as abusive in person as he is in the forums. So I didn't tell him I was from Texas. Oh, good. But he, he would have gotten quite a licking. <laughs> but Wait. he was very cordial. Maybe it was because Chris Graham was nearby. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, your boss. That's work. Be nice to the customer. That was work, JP. Thank goodness he's funny, otherwise I'd hate him. <laughs> More. Sounds like my... Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just reading it as it... Yeah, I don't okay. believe you. It just flows. Uh, I met John as he was running an errand and couldn't talk, so I can't tell you how nice he was. <laughs> he's always like that. Jamil got sick, so I couldn't meet him. Tell Bevo that I'm disappointed she didn't save more vacation days so she could go to NHC. I would have liked to meet her so I could tell her that I enjoy her contribution to the show, but in a totally non-creepy way. <laughs> How did you do that? Isn't that view? She's a great asset to the show. Pause to let Doc say you said acid. he said. <laughs> oh. And if she doesn't And if she doesn't get a BNA for the Dan Gordon show, I know that the awards are rigged. Anyway, had a blast in Cincy. Hope to see you all in Oakland. That's Dirk McLarge Huge, aka Jeff. That's so, a great email, Dirk. That is a good email. That is a good. Very nice. Hello, fellow homebrewers and craft 
uh, beer drinkers slash drunks. I've been a listener of the show for a couple of months now. I actually found out about this show after hearing on, uh, hearing on Davis on Draft, which is another uh, beer podcast, one that I have actually plugged. I like that podcast. Um, hearing on Davis on Draft that the Brewing Network was the 900-pound gorilla of brewcasting. <laughs> I found your show fucking hilarious. People walk past my office at work and wonder what I'm laughing my ass off at. When someone comes in, I need to turn it off because they just wouldn't understand. I need to turn my desk drawer into a cooler so I can enjoy a cold one and listen into the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've never listened to a live show. There's a lot of good beers in Wisconsin, but we're smack dab in the middle of Miller Country, Milwaukee. I feel alone on an island when I talk about good craft beer and homebrewed beer. People think I'm crazy. Your show gives me an out during the day. Finally, someone that understands me. They outed him. And then he says, fucking feelings. Keep up the good work and brew hard. I wish I uh, could have been at the anniversary show. Sounds like a blast. And that's Wisconsin David. I like the brew. I like the new hard things from the... Did you see the movie Walk Hard yet, JP? Are you avoiding it because you think it's stupid? Um, Nothing new to JP. I kind of saw the trailer. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny and then uh, I just didn't really care enough about I it. Avoided it it's like I avoided it because I thought too it was much. stupid. It's I, not. It's good. No? Yeah. It's great. It's hilarious. And all this like brew hard and walk hard and I always walk hard. Dock hard. All these things. <laughs> it works. It just works. Uh, I fail hard. <laughs> I got drunk of the week calls coming in too. I got to get through more of this uh, feedback. Well, that means you only got one call coming in then. Hey all, just want to let you know that the Brewing Network has picked up yet another award. My Tegan's Best Bitter picked up a silver medal at the Celtic Brew-Off in Arlington, Texas. Or Celtic? 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 What would it be? I don't know. Celtic. Celtic Brew-Off in Arlington, Texas. Good work. Your show is what got me interested in entering my beer into contests. And this is my first award in just two tries. Thank you uh, for all your quality, uh, quote, beer information. Beer information. He's really rubbing that in, isn't he? It's been a key part improvement in my beer. That's uh, cheers from Troy Cascale in the forum. Another one. Thanks for all the great shows. Very glad I stumbled across your show while surfing for homebrew information. The BNs improved my knowledge of homebrew greatly, which has changed my beer from uh, sludge to a very drinkable and requested brew. I'm one of those freaks that listens to your show all day at work. My coworkers should know enough uh, to brew their own beer by now. I've been thinking about entering some competitions. It seems like the AHA is better organized than the Canadian chapter, which apparently is where he's from. They have one. Of keep course up it the, is. Keep up the good work. It's America. And he asks, is, is there any chance that we get some of our craft brewers on your show? So, Shat, they want some Canadians on the show. A. Canucks. Canadians, E. E. What's all the foos about? That's the French ones. BN, I have to say that all the members of the BN family that I came across the Nationals were as cool and authentic in person as they came across on the broadcast. Justin, JP, Doc, Johnny P, Tasty, Sleepy, Chris Graham, Icky even. (laughs) All were awesome. I've been a listener of the show since nearly the beginning. I thought it was awesome that everyone was as cool in person when the microphones were not on as they were when they are in. BN for life, Mr. Soul in Indiana. P.S. Nice t-shirts for that other show. Whoever made them really gets it, he says, which I agree. <laughs> oh, they get it, all right. Critical, talking about? Critical Slinky made those shirts. We shows. don't get it. Slinky yeah. fucking gets it. Oh, Slinky gets it more than we get it. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, In fact, Slinky creeps me out. He gets it so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's there, man. He's the zone. He should be our mascot. Yeah. I thought he was. 
But like officially. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing official about that show, though. (laughs) He was a cool guy. I love hanging with him. Doc, didn't a guy come up to you at the NHC and was like, hey, I thought Justin was all like nice and stuff from the air, but he was a real (laughs) asshole when I met him. Didn't you get one of those comments from some dude? You were telling me that. Like at club night, you're like, hey, this guy comes up to me today. You're all focused on setting up the table. And he he said that you were. Yeah, I remember that. And he said you were a real asshole. I felt so bad when you told me that. I got now look at him. I, I actually got into about a ten minute conversation and telling him how damn professional you are. Mm. Hence our meeting right before this. Right, you scared me a little. Sorry, but uh, uh, yeah, I just told him that you know you're you're right on. All you want to have is a great show and make sure all the all the ducks are in a row. And I go talk to him in about ten minutes and see what happens. And I think he did. Nah. Just, yeah. Well, I think he probably caught me when I was setting up for the Jamil show. No, it was a yeah. Was, no, I think it was right at the club night when you were setting up the stuff. Oh, setting up for club night. Setting up for club night. Yeah, I do, and I tend, and I do apologize Maniac. to anybody who I kind of I have that look on my face like I'm a big asshole too when I'm setting up that stuff. I'm just concentrating. I can only think about so many things at once. I'm not the brightest guy on earth, so I got to like set up the table of focus. No, but I think he ended up getting drunk with me later that yeah. night. I think we ended up being like, "I love you, man." Like we were just hammered. But you, get, you always get that look of, uh, "No, I don't want to talk to you. Who do I want to talk?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I only want to talk to people who are going to make this happen right away. Right. Yeah, but it's a short term thing. I mean, as soon as we're ready to go. Yeah. So, but I did feel bad. Oh, yeah. I've I've recruited Schumann actually as our he's going to be our audio tech at remote uh, remote oh, events okay. so that I don't have to be that asshole and I can just kind of hang out and. Okay, I got a one. I felt really bad with this one. Okay, <laughs> I think it was Thursday and uh, we had just done the Jamil show and I, don't know, I was drinking a beer and uh, the listener says. I, what are you doing, Doc? Like, I'm not drinking this crappy brown. Uh, I go, that's not yours. As he goes, well, yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that guy came up to me. Oh, I felt so bad. Uh, this guy comes up to me. He goes, <laughs> it really um, wasn't that crappy. I just said it. He goes, he's like, so I met Doc and uh, and I gave him a beer. And uh, he didn't know I gave him the beer. And I go up to him and, he, and, he, and I say, hey, Doc, what are you doing? And, and just what you said, I'm drinking this shitty brown. <laughs> And then he says that he's like silent for a second, and he's like, "Yeah, that's my brown." And then he goes. Doc then spent the next twenty minutes not apologizing, but talking about the good qualities of beer. Come up. No, actually, I did apologize about ten times. You know what I said to him, Doc? I was like, "Doc should know better." At a at a homebrew conference like yeah, that, yeah. you never know whose beer is in your hand. But you know what? Hey. Our listeners appreciate honesty. I got to say, this guy wasn't offended. He came up to me with all smiles. He was not offended. Oh, I talked to him a lot during the rest of the show. But, you know, at that point, I don't know who's filling my glass with what. (laughs) Right. I'm just... Lesson to everybody. Whatever beer you have in your hand... Think before you speak. (laughs) I'm just... What are you doing, Doc? Drinking this piece of shit brown. (laughs) Who brewed this is a jerk. I hope I don't run into him again. Uh, they'll be sorry, man. Put this uh, in my glass. No, man, it really wasn't that bad. It's just I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a microphone on at that time, man. That's good radio right there. We should mic Doc when he's drunk. I think a Doc should always have a mic on. Yeah. Carry it around. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, whenever you just a little laugh, Mike. It, it turns know. on automatically as soon as he's had like five <laughs> beers. Four or five beers just goes on. Got a right? special switch. Yeah. But yeah, he that kid did come up to me. <laughs> he was laughing though. That was pretty funny stuff. I also Not wanted to the mention time it wasn't <laughs> for him or me. You felt like an ass. Oh, I, no, I just felt bad. It still would have been funny for me though if I was. Yeah, I'd say it to you. Oh, I would have been laughing if I was saying uh, it to you. I did want to mention too uh, our boy Icky. Yeah, 
Icky gave a lecture at the conference. That's great, yeah. And let me say this. Not only did Icky give a great lecture, but he really brought it strong for the BN. He got his name in the official... Roster. Um, program. Yeah, yeah the, the program, like they handed out uh, to everybody who signs in. Yeah. As, I don't even know his real... I know his name, but I would Jeff, forget it. Jeff, Jeff Curran. Curran. Yeah. yeah Jeff other. Curran, a.k.a. Icky. Uh, a.k.a. Able Seaman Icky. Oh, Able Seaman. Able Seaman Icky of the BN Army. He got all that put into the brochure. So we already kind of infiltrated with our inside jokes, our, our Able Seaman Icky. Then he gets up on stage, and uh, he's got uh, Denny Kahn introduces him for his lecture. And Denny goes, uh, I'm introducing you, Jeff Current. He does this and this. And, and also known as, and then, like, Denny, you can tell he's reading it. He's like, also known as... Able Seaman Icky of the BN Army. And the whole room yells out, Icky! <laughs> like he had all BN Army fans in there. He gets up on stage, BN Army for life. He shouts it out. Um, he brought it strong for the BN, man. And everyone knew him. Everyone yells out, Icky. Denny Khan gets back on the mic and goes, I don't even want to know how you got that name, man. <laughs> he apparently hasn't listened to those programs. He got the name because he sounds icky. Yeah, that's just the deal. But he gave a great lecture. Great job. They yeah. were talking about it all weekend. Yeah, people were raving about oh, yeah. it. Definitely. I mean, it was, uh, what was it, residual acidity? It, yeah, the city in uh, uh, Berliner Weiss. Yeah. And Alco Pop. Really, people were Never heard of it. just raving about it, talking about what a great job he did. He brought in a bunch of good samples to taste. He really stepped it up. So good job, Icky, and uh, way to get the word out for the PNT. He wore his hop grenade shirt up there giving his lecture. I'm telling you, man, he was representing. So that was very cool. I think that's it for NHC, right? Are we covered there? we got to talk about the anniversary party a little bit. Drunk of the Week call, Beavis? What's his name? Zymer Hollick on the line. What's happening, brother? Yeah, man, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing, man. You calling in for Drunk of the Week? What's going on? Uh, mostly sober this time. Oh, you're sober of the week then, huh? Yeah, well, I can sing again if you need me to. Yeah, if you got a song. I always like a good song. Well, I was, I was, I was putting it up for a poll on the uh, forum, but, yeah. The chat room didn't really decide on a song, so I don't really have anything to go with. If you weren't drinking, were you smoking weed tonight? You sound really lethargic. No, I'm drinking. I had a few beers in me. Yeah, you sound like it. I got a new... Was, uh, uh, go ahead. They had a uh, brew fest in Hartford but last last Thursday. Connecticut? Yeah. Nice. And uh, I was pouring for uh, Farmington River Hills. So it worked out pretty well because we had blonde on tap, and you know that ladies love the blonde, so... Yeah, they do. I was pouring like all night. All ladies all the time. Yeah. Doc, check this out. I got a new uh, Drunk of the Week song. I know you think you know it, but you don't know it. <laughs> it sounds like I am butterfly, but... It's all modern, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Basie. Who's this shit? Hide all the white women. Nas. It's Nas. I like it. I feel like I got soul or something. You do have something. That, that has nothing to do with Drunk of the Week. <laughs> well, listen, this, this guy getting you right back on track. Boy, you're a critic, aren't yeah. you? I'm still waiting for my medal, all right? Which one? 
Was I drunk on the meat bottle? <laughs> Did you win it previously? Oh, yeah, I got two. <laughs> they're in the mail. Oh. We, they're not. Uh, they're in the mail. Yeah. Didn't anybody tell Zimmerholic that they're not real metals? They're not. Pro, they're not prorated, dog. Oh. Chrome plated. Yeah. We don't have the resources to be mailing stuff anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. Postage is like thirty-seven cents, man. What are you nuts? Forty-two. Blacklisted there oh, at the post office. Uh-huh. Shows how often we mail yeah. things. You be licking the stamp. All right. Well, Zimmerholic, you're not bringing it strong this week, so yeah. I, I, you know, step it up. No yeah. drunk of the week for you, right. sir. Let Boo Boo call in. All right, brother. The only thing hey, you—the only thing you did was make everybody who calls in afterward sound a lot better. Yeah, which is good, I guess. Got to set the bar real low. I feel like we wasted our nas, <laughs> our nas our in Agata de Vida. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. It's Oh, the breakdown. Oh. That's awful, dude. I love it. I like oh. to hear that sound without without the music, just him singing. Oh, that sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody sent me a track of. Um oh shit! Old dirty bastard. Totally. Just they used to do that with Linda McCartney. They used to take out the music and just with her voice. Yeah, it's horrible. She'd be in the background playing keyboards and just singing, and it's just horrible. That's why she's dead. Yeah, somebody sent me a track of David Lee Roth doing Hot for Teacher, but it's just him. There's no band behind it. I I should find it. It's pretty interesting, actually. It's not bad. He's he's got a good voice even then, but it just sounds so out of place. It sounds creepy. Sounds disjointed. Sounds kind of weird. So, anniversary party, uh, you know, I don't know what we have to wrap up for it. I just, uh, what I did want to do was say thanks to everybody who came out to that. We had a stronger showing than we've ever had before. It yeah. was probably twice as many people as we've ever had here on our third year. I'd like to know who TP'd the Hummer. Somebody TP'd Doc's Hummer. <laughs> oh, sorry, Doc. Sorry. I'd like to know too so I can send you something. Yeah, right. I, I stepped out of the door. And I just started laughing. Oh. And laughing. My brother was still in the, in, the, in the room. And he's, what the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> so we TP'd my Hummer. So was it Quilted Northern or was it like Safeway brand? <laughs> it was, it was a, whatever, they, whatever they pulled out of the hotel. Yeah, it was whatever the travel lodge yeah. had on, on tap, right? Oh, man. Uh, when I found that out, Doc, from you, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I thought it was hilarious, too. Yeah. I want to know who did that. I will send you a prize of There's some There's several sort. people asked yeah. me if that was my Hummer. Over at the travel lodge. Ah, so you during the show, so oh, yeah. could have been any of them, right? Yeah. Oh man, they want to make sure that they me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. Well, if it had a little baby step fold down, then it was yours. Well, the the thing is, I had to climb all the way up on the top. There's a couple of rolls stuck on the top. Yeah, <laughs> I had to climb to get... all the way to the top and get them down. Yeah, just just drive real fast. They'll come up. <laughs> I'd probably stream enough for miles. Yeah, I don't want to get pulled over at that point. No, that's no. true. Not stinking like beer the next uh, day. Oh yeah, still in my clothes that I slept in. I think that's funny though. Take a beer in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Boo Boo Kitty fucks on the line trying to call in for drunk of the week. I guess. Hey Boo Boo, what's happening, man? Not much. What do you want? Do you want a song or do you want fireworks? Oh. You've got fireworks, huh? Or a song. I'll sing to you. Yeah, I'd rather a song. That's more radio friendly, I think. Plus, I'd, I'd hate it if you blew off a finger. No, no, no. no. The That's other radio. One, we want him to blow like off. Like an M80 down the marble bag. Oh. Oh. That's a man. Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man, I'm yeah. sperming in my chair now. Blows off a nut. That's Put a an M80 man. down your marble bag. Marble. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Cigarette bag. Marble light. All right, what song have you got lined up for us? Catapult. Oh. All right. I don't know it, but okay. We will now. The, ready? The floor is yours, <laughs> my friend. We're ready. <laughs> All right. I catapult downtown to see the galleries. 
and my favorite fiance in a lavender gown. But I'm hooked up to a machine. It performs my daily functions through a tube in my vein. And today I think the thing it malfunctioned. Like a forest fire, I'm burnt in a hole in me, and I perspired. So there ain't nothing be a wedding. No love affair, no art. Ah, I'm drunk of the week. <laughs> wow. That was, uh... That was, was really different. It was kind of <laughs> Did like... Did you write that? He's like, Leonard, he's like the Leonard Cohen of drunks. It was all spoken word. <laughs> You're no not. Now you're ready to hip hop, right? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Try it again. Freestyle with us. Yeah, maybe he's freestyling. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Check it out. No, no, you, you gotta wait like three seconds here. All right. I'm gonna blow off my face here. Blow off his face. Uh oh, you got fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> heard that, right? Yeah. Primal, yeah. I don't know what it was, wow. but I heard it. A piccolo peak. Oh, it was? I thought it was, it was him. To be. It was him doing a piccolo peak. Oh, I see. I was going to say, I thought it was him yelling. No, he's doing his firework, no, no, firework impressions. That was, I think my foot's on. I think my foot's on, too. All right, yeah. All right, well, Boo Boo Kitty Fox yeah. Drunk of the Week so far. i got to give him that. Yeah. Boo Boo, you're at the top of the list, my friend. Uh, well, top of two, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. the best way to be on top. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, this uh, you could carry it all the way home. It's true. All right. Thanks, Boo Boo. All right, brother. All right. Later. I did, speaking of uh, winning and carrying it all home, I do have to give a shout out uh, to our lovely Daniela uh, and and my apologies. Germany lost the Euro Cup today. Oh, they did lose. Lost to Spain 1-0. I had that on TiVo. I'm sure that... Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry, Tasty. I ruined someone's day yesterday with that. Anytime uh, anybody gives a score, I always you say it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that she would agree if she were on the line with us. Germany played like shit, man. They looked awful. They Spain looked oh, great they, yesterday, they, though. They, they they oh, man. Octoberfest came early. <laughs> Spain was kicking ass. Uh, I mean, they, they were on top of it, but really... Uh, had Germany played to their potential at all, even a little bit, Spain wouldn't have won today. They weren't playing that well either. But Germany just played so bad. But I did want to give a. I wanted to give my condolences. Uh, you got a lot of you were here during the World Cup when Germany lost, and there was lots of tears oh, yeah. and gnashing oh, yeah. of teeth. Uh, <laughs> it was bad news. Those Germans take it seriously. So Daniela and uh, my other friends there in Germany, my condolences. I'm sorry you guys didn't. Uh, that's two in a row now. Two. Massive tournaments that you had the chance to do it, and I'm sorry, I was feeling for you. So get in the bathtub and open up your wrists. I know, I, I do fear some uh, suicide on that end. So, um, well, second's not a bad deal. I mean, you know, come on, <laughs> second yeah. first loser. We're it's all used, we're all used to that here. I disagree. Oh, it's all or nothing, you know. Nos knows. They sing along. Uh, all right, so I was in the process of just thanking everybody for coming out to the anniversary party because yep. it really was a strong showing. You made for one hell of a year. Downtown Joe's loved us because their bar was five deep all night long. They, they closed the door at nine thirty. They couldn't let anybody else in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was really? guys out there monitoring. Yeah, I call him. I was talking to Colin. He was taking a breather in the back. Ah, and uh, he said, "Yeah, they closed the door at nine thirty. That's how much we rocked it this year. I didn't know that. He they, didn't yeah, tell me that they yeah, showed yeah. up. Yeah, I went out for a safety meeting and uh, had to like get. <laughs> 
pass to get back in. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, too. Uh, they didn't expect that we were going to do that. They knew yeah. it would be oh. a big party, but they had no... I told them. I said, listen to me. I am monitoring my forum right now, and I know how my listeners roll, and people are really excited about this party, and we're going to put on a hell of a party. You ought to be ready. And I don't think that they heeded my warnings. I get the feeling that they called in like backup staff at some point in the middle of the night to man that bar. Well, I remember when we were just setting up after the show, kind of getting ready for the band to start going on the... the floor manager was coming out and trying to start straighten up the tables and stuff. So, yeah. So we got room for his customers to sit around and eat. I think there's not going to be any room in here. I know. And that's what... So we're setting up tables at the beginning. We need a merchandise table. We need a broadcast table. And I'm pretty much taking all the tables that are in the front room there. It's a small front room. And he... Yeah, the the, the GM did come up or whoever he was and he comes up and he's like, you know, we, we got to leave us some tables for dinner. <laughs> and I looked at him and I go... All right, I'll tell you what, I will leave you, you do what you want, it's your restaurant, not mine, but I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to sit down here and eat dinner tonight. You're, it is This whole front room, you're going to be better off putting all these tables outside somewhere else. It is going to be standing room only from the front of the stage to the back of the room. Yep. But it's your restaurant, man. I don't want to take away from your dinner business. I want to tell you business. how to do it. And that's what they thought. They thought they were going to lose dinner business and were kind of doing us a favor. <laughs> it turned out they gained a bunch of business. Like they were like, "Well, we never thought of ourselves as a bar before," and we turned them into a, like a serious bar, five deep. Yeah, it was a, a go to place. It was it was a party. I know who TP docs. Oh, cool! Oh, it's coming in. <laughs> you do? I do. Is it from the from the chat, or you just know? Oh, I, it's from the chat, but ah. really, okay. So did they own up to it, or somebody turn them? No, in? they owned up to it. Okay, who did it? It was Bub. <laughs> oh, my oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's why I said, really? Come on. He was a likely oh, suspect for sure. <laughs> good old Bub, man. He came all the way out to the anniversary party. Says he's coming next year, too. I, Bub's a good hang, man. He's fun. That's great. I'm glad it was Bub that TP'd you, Doug. Well, there's people on the railing looking at it when I came out there. Just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can't remember who helped him do it, Bevo was saying. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Great. I also want to thank uh, Cold Hot Crash for rocking the show. Uh, I wanted to thank our band. Sammy, you did a good job. Uh, you were the worst in the band, but you did a good job. <laughs> but he does nah. it with a smile. Yeah, no, you always do a great job. And, uh, we, you know, we were all wearing belt buckles. Uh, Sammy shows up with a hubcap as his belt buckle, like a, like a real hubcap <laughs> as his belt buckle. And it wasn't even shiny. No, it was... <laughs> like, like in fact, it was like probably he, from like his he, car. Like he just stole one. He found it on the way there. Yeah. Did you have to pull roadkill off of that hubcap to uh, attach it to your belt? So, Sammy, do you have your eye on the side of the road the whole time you're driving, looking, looking for, for stuff? Looking for roadkill, yeah. I get a lot of accidents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need to feed my family, Doc, okay? Yeah. That's so, a good Sammy. <laughs> Sammy was great. The Schumans were great. John Plisse did great. Doc did great. Uh, learned all your songs. Yep. Uh, you were rocking it up there. I, sh- I sucked on the guitar. I ended up putting the thing behind me and stopped playing. <laughs> you picked up the slack. Yeah, I, I had a couple of fans in front of me that just loved the banjo. Yeah, I was like cool. Yeah, <laughs> I got groupies. Hey, how I saw, about I the, saw them? Uh, how yeah. about the Cougars that were there at the oh. end of the night? Oh, now 
Listen, I didn't see him or I don't remember. Cougar them. country. This is a reason for for you to be at the anniversary party every year because there's always these things that happen. These yeah. these certain stories that you just these pearls. I, we tell them on the air, but you, it, it's not the same. There's these two cougars uh, toward the end of the night. They were rocking out both to Cold Hot Crash and then when when our final band came on too, uh, just doing some other rock and roll. And, uh, I mean, they were the epitome of cougars. Uh, Shoe Light, who was playing drums, and we had his drums set up at the edge of the stage. Didn't he have his shirt off? He had his shirt off. And one of the cougars had, like, you know, the two fingers over her mouth and sticking out the tongue in between them, like, <laughs> la, 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 la. like doing that to him. Like, trying this is to, how cougar-esque they were. Trying to taste him like a snake. Yeah, I mean, they were like... <laughs> and at some point, somebody overheard them. High, there was two of them. And they... Was it you, Bevo? Give Bevo that microphone. Would you? They high fived each other, and what did they say during their high five? Talking about Schumann and Schulich, the brothers. Sweet, they're brothers. We're gonna get brothers. Yeah, they're like, like we're I'm going... quoting. That's ex- exactly what they said. <laughs> oh, we're we're going brothers to oh, brothers tonight. Um, oh, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. It was it was wrong. So they're all over it now. If you watch the video, and by the way. All video for the anniversary party provided by John Foster of BeerSchool.com. And I do want to thank him. He worked his, he was the hardest working man in the room that night, yeah. uh, making sure all the video went. He had 10 cameras rolling the whole time, not just for the show, but for the whole thing until we finished it, like one. He has a donation portion set up on his website. All of the bandwidth for that video that you're downloading. It's not Brewing Network bandwidth. It's BeerSchool.com bandwidth. He's donating. He just gave it to me. He didn't charge me. He just said, I want to do it. He loves to do it. He's a good guy like that. So he has a donation button. I think it's like a $10 donation. If you guys have watched the video and you got 10 extra bucks, please donate 10 bucks to John Foster because all of that bandwidth and not just that, the time that he spent doing it. Um, he did a wonderful job. BeerSchool.com, great show. Motor and John Foster. And uh, like I said, all the bandwidth of your video. It's a big video. It's four hours of video or some ridiculous thing um it, it costs a lot of money i know yeah, when that he was talking about having a terabyte i got a little scared yeah but even that i'll tell you what with our listenership doc a terabyte goes quick it sounds like a lot it's yeah. not a lot for us so please give the 10 bucks to john foster now what i wanted to say was if you watch the video there's this point where you don't hear uh, shoe light say it to me but on stage he says to me justin you got to help me out here these cougars are all over me like their, I mean, tongues are coming out, the whole thing. And yeah, I think the hair on their back was sticking up. Too. Something. And he's telling me this. And what do I do? Same thing I always do. I turn right to the microphone and I put, <laughs> and I broadcast the issue. And I jump on the microphone and I go, hey, Shoe Light is asking me for help from the Cougars. <laughs> oh, you're such a jerk. That's well, so mean. Yeah, apparently the Cougars knew exactly who they were. Because if you watch the video, you hear me say that. And I'm talking about within two seconds, you see both cougars pick up their shit and leave. They just grab their stuff and they go. But listen, you're the cougar, not me. I'm just call, look at call a spade a spade. You know, I mean, the, uh, they're cougars. I didn't think they were any. No, never. <laughs> Terrace the Black was there. Oh, okay. Uh, I said that. Hey, watch the video. It's the funniest part of the whole video. The, everything we did was not entertaining compared to the fact that I say, watch out for the cougars, and they pick up their and shit and walk. They were posted right in right front there. Oh, yeah, of the camera. They and you just, like they, right don't, there. they don't discuss it. They don't, they just know instinctively to pick up, like the gig is up. <laughs> they pick Head up their the shit moms. and they walk right oh, yeah. past the camera. They, I didn't, well, they lost the prey. They might as well get out of there. I don't feel bad about it at all. Look at it. If you're that obvious of a cougar, come on. I liked when Sam danced with them. 
Oh, Sammy did <laughs> oh, go yeah, dancing. Got down with him, yeah, that's yeah. on video too, isn't that's it? That's on here. I saw it. It's yeah. so disgusting. <laughs> Sam's a mouse. Dude, I don't even dance with Sam. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. He's a dirty dancer. But the cougars do. Oh, they right, like they, they well, like they them some Sam care. too. Sam, you could have taken them outside. Oh, I love those cougars. <laughs> Sam, loves two them. at a time, man. <laughs> I don't think you could handle all that. They weren't the hottest cougars ever. If they were hotter, I maybe wouldn't have called them out. But come on, they were schooled. It was funny. It was good radio to call them out. It's a good video too, which is rare for us. It was just damn entertaining. Yeah, they were, who who knew that that was going to happen? So that was good. I also wanted to say, how good did JP do on Poop in a Jar? Oh yeah. Oh, that was an excellent uh, performance. Brought some soul. You owned that. I watched song. that again. I didn't really. I was like, eh. I, I look big and fat and dumb and no, lumbering. No, now great. I know how Chad feels. I agree. Oh. I agree that you looked big and fat and dumb and lumbering. Oh. But you dressed up that way. No, that's true. And that was. I think it's. A, you had the pipe. And yes, yeah. if you didn't look big and fat and dumb and lumbering, it would not have been as good. Yeah, you like you right. were right where you should have been with that big stupid overalls on <laughs> and that. A retarded pipe in your hand. Hey, that's my personal pipe. He actually uses that pipe. Yeah. And the song, I'm telling you, it was good. I think it was awesome. Well, well, I, I, I had never even heard the song until the week before when we were rehearsing. So I great. Go, I just thought it was great. It's like our lunch meat anthem almost. Well, it's JP's lunch yeah. lunch meat anthem. It was sent to us by a listener. And the second we heard it, JP and I both went, that's your song, Jim. Yeah. Like, that's it. Well, I, kept play, I kept having to play it over and over at home, and the kids were, what are you playing, Dad? I'm playing oh, Poop in a Jar. Poop in a Jar. And their, eye, their eyes bright, <laughs> brighten up, and their mouth drops open. Like, yeah, listen to the real song. Yeah. You rocked it, JP. <laughs> no, thanks. That was a lot of fun. I, I look forward to doing doing more of that. La- uh, doing the East year. Coast tour? Doing the East Coast tour, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it, 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 I don't know. It was uh, it was it was very nerve wracking. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to do without a mirror in front of you, huh? <laughs> well, just like the first the first like <laughs> rehearsal, I, you know, it was the first time I'd sung in front of anybody. Yeah, and uh, I just hell, I thought you'd been known that for a long time. God, I sounded great. awful. Oh yeah, no, 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 but uh, it was good. great. It was very natural to get on the stage. I was like, actually kind of surprised, and I I sat down. And I was like. Fuck, did I just do that? Yeah. No, it's over. <laughs> and I had a beard. For I almost started laughing in the middle of it. Like, <laughs> you have to. I mean, it's funny, but that's the beauty uh, of it. That's a great song. It was, it was a lot of fun. You guys, think, you guys were great behind me. So, Well, I think that what we'll have you do next year is add a song or two. I think Dirty Sanchez could be lined up in your... in your, yeah. I think that's in the great... We're, you're going to need an onstage name. JP's just yeah. not going to work. No, no, I would take an onstage name. We're going to have to give you a stage name and give you a little set, I think. Yeah. Of a creepy song. Do something fast too Johnny Sparkle fast song Johnny Sparkle <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad at all that's, only, that's, that's right up there yeah, yeah you really huh. could be Johnny Sparkle uh, dude my, my brain just instantly went to who's that gay exercise guy Richard Simmons yes <laughs> that's exactly that's what I saw JP's yeah, like, not happy about no. that uh, Johnny uh, Sparkle and the Wesley he, Willis's he needs that's an good. uncle uncle something yeah, he does look like an Uncle something. You're right, Sam. Uncle Toucher? Uncle Sparkle. <laughs> Uncle Sparkle. <laughs> Uncle Toucher, that's pretty good. Uncle Sparkles. We might horrible. have to. We might have to put several of these on the forum for a vote. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we can open it up to the forum. I like Uncle Toucher. That's creepy like you. Uh, you did a great job, JP. It was Thanks. awesome. Man. It was a lot of fun, man. Uh, and I mentioned it during the show, but Shat's dad really fucking... Uh, rocked it. Uh, yeah, he, he did. He rocked it. He sold 
mailed us a bunch of raffle tickets. Um, he got those stickers made up. Those stickers were awesome. Yeah. Hop grenade stickers. Yeah, if you were at NHC or at the anniversary party and you got yourself a free Brewing Network sticker, uh, that was all courtesy of Shant's dad. He hooked us up with those. He just donated them. That's a mile. Not a mile. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he rocked it. He was good, man. And just yeah. working all, and drinking. He's fun. He's a fun dude. Yeah. Working and drinking. Good times. He's got some sour beers. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. He's. A, I'm telling you, he's a big fan. So he was. He was loving it. Can I just add Dick Stroker into the name? <laughs> <laughs> to the name, um, ladies and gentlemen, the song stylings <laughs> of Dick Stroker. <laughs> How about Red Rough and Sore? Singing "Poop in a Jar" one more time. Dick, Dick Stroker and the pearl necklaces. Dick Stroker <laughs> and the pearl necklaces. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> Dick they, Stroker yeah. and a record number of entries in Cider. <laughs> <laughs> With poop in a jar. Top of the charts. Uh, coming at you. The at bullet to ya. the top. I think BN4 is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, so I, I guess I promised at the beginning of the show I'd talk about our ideas. I posted them in the forum, too. But here's what we got going on. So Who reads that? NHC09 is in Oakland. Oh, nine. A lot of work going on for that. And what happens is the actual conference starts on Thursday. Uh, it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But they do pub crawls on Wednesday. It's like pre-conference events. But they're actual conference-sanctioned events. Bus rides or whatever. Well, they're yeah. organized by a local homebrew club. So, I mean, with yeah. the, I guess, there has to be somebody to break the ties. And you can't have too many of those. You can't have too so many. The, the but there is always something, right, right, right. on the Wednesday. Yeah, or a brew like, dinner or something like that. Either in the evening or all day or a combination of the two. You can do go do more than one, I think. Right. Right. And, and I have no intention of stepping on any of the conference no. uh, events. I want the full... Con- I mean, it's going to be a badass conference experience here in Oakland. So I don't want to step on any of that. So I have to... we got to be careful to figure out where we do it. At the same time, I want to accommodate all of you who are coming into town for the conference. I mean, basically every year, a lot of you have had to decide, do I want to go to NHC or do I want to go to the anniversary party? And And... and I've always said you should you should go to NHC. I mean, that's the homebrew. You're going to get a lot more out of that. We're just getting drunk for a night. Uh, but now we have this opportunity that you can do both. So I'm trying to figure out the best way. I, I can guarantee you this. You'll get more notice than you've ever gotten before in, in previous years of when it's going to be. Our thoughts are uh, Tuesday night. We're thinking Tuesday night. We're also thinking if there's going to be like a pub crawl on Wednesday, maybe the pub crawl ends at where we're having the BN anniversary party. So it could be Wednesday night. I can't guarantee that, but it's a thought of ours that we might have. And that doesn't really step on any of the of the NHC events. It actually adds to it. Yeah. You do a whole day pub crawl, you know, you'll be around on a bus all day, and that bus drops you off at the BN anniversary party. That's a possibility. Yeah. The Saturday before is a possibility, and then we're just, you know, kind of separate. You'd have to come in for a week. Uh, you know, you'd have to stay till the following Sunday. That's the part that's a turnoff for me doing it Saturday. I like Saturday because our locals can do Saturday. They've all got to be at work and stuff like that, and they can do a Saturday night. But for travelers, I feel like a lot of you can't afford to come in for the week. But we'll be putting this all in the forum for a vote. It's got to be before. Because we're so spent afterwards. Yeah. We'll have nothing left. I like Tuesday exactly. night because it's not that far of a push to come in one night early. And the pre-conference stuff, um, most people don't really attend to a Wednesday. And that's an yeah. all-day thing. So You could hang um, with us Tuesday then be at the pre-conference stuff Wednesday. Yeah. I will tell you this, as Doc was just saying and JP agreeing, it will not be Sunday. 
It's already no. written off the chart. If you've ever been to an NHC, you know what we're talking about? You don't feel like doing shit on Sunday. Never mind going out and raging like we do. So Sunday's out of the question. It's either the weekend before or the or the weekdays right before right. the conference. So keep it in mind. We will narrow it down and let you know as soon as we can. We want to give as much notice as possible so that you can book your flights and be here. I will say this. It's going to be huge. I don't Dude. even know where to do it, to be honest, that we're going to be able to accommodate the amount of people that are going to want to be at this next anniversary party. Right? Sam Abilo's house, I think. We'll probably do a Sam yeah. Well, they're all going to crash here. Right? We'll be sensitive to the fact that most people are staying in Oakland. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And not, 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 not all of them will be leaving either. Yeah, right. we're going <laughs> We'll be staying there, too, of course. Yeah. We'll be dragging the bay for you by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling we're getting the room that night, too. We're oh, not yeah. going home. So, no, we'll, no, no. We'll no, make no. it easy on everybody. That's our goal. We're really paying attention to every bit of this because it's a good opportunity, we know, for a lot of listeners to be able to finally do both. You know, you can convince the wife, look, I can go to the anniversary party because I also get to go to the conference. I've always wanted to. It's all about me. <laughs> and then she'll say, I agree. <laughs> exactly. If, I'm, I'm if you married the right feelings. woman, yes. Yeah. So that's the deal with anniversary. And again, just, you know, thanks to everybody. Well, I'm going to get how hey. many days? <laughs> Speaking of anniversary parties, Gordon Bierce is having their 20th anniversary this coming week, actually. Um, Dan Gordon. Our buddy. Yeah. Sunday night, he's going to have a little oh. tasting down at the uh, San Francisco Brew Pub. And then uh, Next throughout Sunday? the week, yes, the 6th. Okay. They're going to do so a little... cancel uh, the show and go. 60 bucks a person. Yeah. They're going to do a dinner. He's going to do a toast. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Right. And then throughout the week, they're doing stuff all over their different areas. Great. Um, San Jose, uh, Palo Alto. So... All right. So if you're... Look out for that. Get on their website. If you're a Bay Area dude. All right. Maybe 20 I'll... 20 years. I'll get in contact with the Dan. 20 years is a long time, man. Let me see what's happening with that. I wish we had known in advance we could have got, we could have done our broadcast there. We got uh, Jolly Pumpkin on the show next week, so we can't really push that off. It's a good guest for cool. us. But uh, all right, so check that out. That's next Sunday, and then what was the other day? The twelfth, you said. They're, I'm Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, the whole the week time. they're and, 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 doing something yeah, at different places. July twelfth at the brewery. That's the right. the real anniversary. That's yes. like the main event. Forty dollars a person. Uh, all the garlic fries you can eat, I guess. Oh, good. Ugh. Nobody. Music, garlic fries. Food. Oh Nobody's God. taking oh, yeah. a chick home that night, I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah. So, JP, you can go. And feel, Sweet. Feel totally normal. You feel yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah, I won't cry at night when I'm going home alone again. It was the garlic fries. Yeah, it was just garlic fries. Not your fault. All right, I got this time. Not my face or my personality. <laughs> I got I Steve wrong? Hugh on the line to talk about the anniversary party. Steve, what's happening, brother? No, not much. What do you got for us, man? Herpes. I just wanted to thank you guys for the party. Did you make it out? Did you rock with us? Yeah, my brother lives in Oakland. We went down. Uh, I drove down from Wyoming. Oh, you uh, drove from Wyoming? Oh, better like your brother a lot. Uh, Good on you. Yeah, I drove like 3,300 mile round trip. All right. Um, Al Gore would be proud. In, uh, like within uh, 20 minutes, our, my co- car got towed. Oh, <laughs> oh no shit. Yeah, uh, from in but, San Francisco or what? Yeah, we parked at a... Wrong place. We got towed. Oh. Just like what? Who anyway, is that? You know what? That we, happens to somebody every year. Yeah, <laughs> somebody gets towed. What, you think you get away with it for a little bit? You're our tow guy we this picked, year. Yeah, really. Picked up the car, two hundred forty bucks. Then we went to Magnolias. Then we went to Tornado. Drowning your sorrows. And then we went twenty one A. We were drunk as hell. Good. In a car. Uh, no, we were in. We oh, were okay. in taxi. Cabs. <laughs> wow. yeah. the car. car was wow. in the tow yard. Yeah. 
Hey, well, we went I, to the Trappist. We finished at the Trappist and uh, oh, Nicole, Nicole. There you go. The did, did you? Did you? Oh, I remember Nic- you. You remember him, Nicole? Yeah. Was he fucking hammered by then? No, he seemed cool. He was all right. Yeah. Nicole remembers <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my brother lives in Emeryville, so I stayed with him and. We went there the next night, and uh, yeah, my brother did. got in a push-up contest with a brewer from, uh, <laughs> oh, there's a brewery like a mile from Emeryville. I forgot his name. Trumer? A mile from Emeryville. Trumer Pills? Uh, they do, uh, I think they're just doing a steam beer right now. They're just starting up. Linden Street? Yeah, Linden Street. That's, that's it. it. Oh, that is a brand. Who, they bought uh, Bison's old brew system, right? Is that right, Nathan? Yeah. yeah it's old, but... Come here, come here, Nicole. You can use a microphone. It's all right. Adam's an ex-brewer from uh, Anderson Valley and a couple other breweries. Um, and they bought Bison's place, right? He brewed at Bison for a while, and then he bought their equipment from uh, the Telegraph oh, okay. Avenue location okay. and brought it down to Oakland and is Sweet. bringing back the steam beer. And you got in a push-up contest with that. him? Is that what you're saying? My brother did, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hey, that's a good oh, yeah. brewer right there. You and know you're ex- hammered. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, so Adam kind of went. Oh, is that right? Oh, so did he beat the crap out of your brother then? My brother beat him 30 to 27. Wow. My oh, brother showed up. You served him. He yeah. beat a SEAL. Wow. <laughs> Dude, right. your brother's an animal. I wish I could beat a SEAL. <laughs> I'm going to go. Whatever you want to call seal. it, JP. Whatever go. you want to call it. Don't forget your beer per town. Beat that SEAL. I'm going to beat a SEAL in a few minutes. I'm going to beat that thing. We're almost done with this program. Yeah. Baby SEAL. <laughs> Shat and his baby seal. <laughs> That's what he calls it. Yeah. Uh, well, condoms kind of look like baby seals. I gotta go punch f- in the clown. I gotta go pet the baby seal. <laughs> That's creepy. Shat, you kind of look like a baby seal. <laughs> I think that's the IPA talking. <laughs> Better than a sea lion, I guess. Yeah, Look, that's true. Let me club you. Mama seal. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, now, Steve, let me ask you this. You traveled a long way. Was the anniversary party worth it? No. It was great. I, uh, From what I remember, my brother found out you guys had the after party, and we went and crashed that. We were there till 4 in the morning, and I don't remember any of that. <laughs> so I we've seen each other. You told me. He told me there's a lot of beer in the fridge, but I really can't remember drinking anything. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to take that as a yes. It was totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah, about right. Remember. What do you think? And I'm really excited that the next year is going to be in Oakland, so I'm definitely coming down for that thing. Well, All right. Good. Have you been to Oakland? <laughs> I wouldn't be excited, but it's fine. It'd be We're cool. going to give out flak jackets at the registration table. We're with the yeah. BN Army logo. Yeah. Yeah. Rape, rape whistles and <laughs> BN Army flak jackets. Free escorts to your car. And rape whistles. Oh, we really should. Yeah. And, oh, and Doc, I mentioned this, but you were probably hammered. I really want, at least for staff, I want I want grills for the B and staff. Can yeah. you make us Can you make us gold grills? Grills with a Z. I, I, let me check into it. Look into it. At least for B and Army staff, I want us to walk around and smile and have our gold oh, grills all over the place. It's, but they got to be etched like B and Army or something. You know what I mean? Can you look into that for me? All right. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we check can make, it out. Have you ever made fake ones where you take Just, the, the, yeah, the foil from bubble gum or from uh, chewing gum? Put them oh, on the teeth. Ouch. Yeah. That just sounds pain. They don't have to be real gold, Doc. You can give us the cheap shit. Yeah, I'll probably spray paint. 
Fine, whatever you got to do. Food, non-food grade. You know, take oh, yeah. a mold, whatever you got to do. lead paint. If we can walk around all ghetto, I mean, come on, it's over. Hey, you have, oh. have to come in and get, get a mold made. Yeah. Great. Oh. We got a year. Just yeah. think about it. I'm just asking you to think about it. I think it'd be badass if we're walking around with grills. With a Z. <laughs> grills with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve. Well, I what? appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah, I met the and showing up to the party. Jamil, Jamil gave us good information for like twenty minutes, and if I'd have known he had pneumonia, I probably would have not talked to him. <laughs> not been so close. Yeah. Only give him a hand job. Yeah, <laughs> certainly wouldn't have blown him like I did. <laughs> yeah, the tonsil tag. <laughs> I know nobody knew because he was, uh, you know, he he did look under no, he, the weather, he, but he was still rocking it. I mean, he was hanging out, having beer. Well, we all looked he, under the weather. Yeah, it yeah, really was. Yeah, true. He was uh, holding back. I could tell more than oh, yeah, what he yeah. usually does. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering why. Well, now you know he has AIDS. He was dying. Mm. We're all dying. All right, Steve. Thanks, brother. All right. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. Uh, see ya. All right. Uh, so the last last story I guess I want to tell is uh, in true uh, Brewing Network fashion. We fucked up the place that we stayed at. I got charged additional charges for the. There were additional charges. I thought that place was pretty clean when we left it. So did I. I thought maybe this would be our year to break free from the uh, stank of of our uh, our ruined shit tradition. Well, what you know happened? how it was the year before you vomped in in my car, right? <laughs> yeah, which of course was shat. Shat, did you vomp in this year? No. Nowhere? Oh. You didn't even vomp in on the side of the building? Never. Why not? He broke his streak. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you could have jinxed our whole year now. <laughs> it's tradition. Go throw up right now. <laughs> I, listen, if we go under this year, listeners, I'm telling you who to blame right now. It's Shat, because he didn't puke this year. My cousin did disappear at like 11. Oh, you think maybe he went out and vomped in? I don't know if you guys met my cousin John, but he, he disappeared at like 11. If your cousin vomped it could probably cross over into, like, being you can a family. It's same. family. Yeah, it's family. family. It'd be better if your dad vomped Oh, <laughs> on your cousin. Bevo, give Bevo the microphone real quick, would you? Bevo, did you vomp Just a little bit, but I didn't really feel very good. Like, I think oh, that's why I went to sleep so early. girl. Oh, yeah, okay, we tried to drunk Jenga that's why, you. like, you were able to put a chair yeah. on top of me. I, it, was, it was Sam. It wasn't me. Dude, there's pictures. It was you. Oh. <laughs> and your stupid spice rack. Yeah, I got the spice rack on you. I'm definitely going to claim that. There was, like, spices in the bed the next morning. <laughs> yeah, get the little spice in the bed, I huh? Hate you. Yeah. Good well, job, Sam. Spice it up. So yeah. we rented a house up there because it was cheaper than getting hotel rooms for the whole staff. And plus, I had to put up, like, the bands. Um, that, like, they needed a place to crash. So we rented a house because if everyone chipped in, it was cheaper. So, I don't know why I keep making this mistake where I rent other people's shit for our anniversary party. Like, first it was the limo, and now the house. Well... Because you don't have any good shit, so we can fuck it up. We have no... And I almost have no choice. Well, I thought everything was cool, so here's what happened. The house had a jacuzzi. Well, apparently, like, a whole bunch of fat dudes got in the jacuzzi because it was... fat juice in there. It was, like, half empty... And what water was left in there was like nasty it's water. Kind of milky looking. It was like milky and gray. So they charged me for the four, and I, they sent me this nasty email. My husband spent four hours on Father's Day cleaning out the jacuzzi from your party. Hey, thanks. Could have waited. And I said to the, <laughs> uh, your day. and yeah. I was like, well, you know, the jacuzzi just got normal use. Like I don't think it was abnormal. And she was like, there was a plastic cup and something that resembled puke in the filter. <laughs> so. so 
I guess maybe someone puked in the jacuzzi. Guilty. I don't know. Chat, no. was that you? No, no. no. Could have been a number two. I could have been a two. <laughs> could have been a number. Could have been a number three. If you know what I mean. So there was that, and no. then apparently <laughs> there was a quote unremovable champagne stain next to the fireplace. I don't fireplace. know how they knew it was champagne. Yeah, you well, told it me that obviously going, wasn't champagne. Wait, we don't drink champagne. Come on. I'm told. Rumor has it it was Sam that made that stain. By the way, oh, Sam. Yeah. I was horny. <laughs> I did. Where was it? I mean, because it's, it's it was next to the hardwood fireplace on the wall. Next okay, to the that fireplace. did not happen. It was. It, That's it a long shot for Sam. Yeah, it wasn't that yeah. kind of a stain. <laughs> Definitely not. There was an oh. unremovable champagne stain on the wall near the fireplace, and I guess we broke the screen door handle. Uh, Here you can get like that sh- that stain out by sprinkling a little champagne on it. <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, we did get charged. How much more? I don't know. It was a little bit more. I don't even want to talk about figures. I think him getting chewed out was much worse than the... No, well, it was all via email, so I didn't even give a shit. And they didn't charge us for everything. Mostly, they just charged us labor for the four hours on Father's Day that the dude had to spend for the jacuzzi. So, I ended up saying, fair enough, whatever, dude, that's fine. Hope they don't find anything else. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's funny because, like, if you look at the rental agreement on the house, it says... um, no persons under the age of 25, no college students, like, no, and we weren't any of those things, but I guess we kind of roll like that, so we were exactly what they didn't want, but this is the problem, you know, you go and you make these blanket statements, you, you're missing the, you, you could easily miss what happens, I mean, basically, we were there to party, and that's what we did. I, I didn't want to be the neighbors. Yeah, well, I'm, and they had a live-in that's attached to the yeah. house. So it was bad news. Yeah, is that I, what I, that was. Yeah, that was a living yeah. person. Oh. Yeah, it was five in the morning, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm drinking sour beers with Cuda and Paxton. Yeah, and I put a fire, and uh, we we weren't quiet. No. Yeah, and uh, we were asked to go inside. Oh, they asked you to no, go. No, no, no. Someone came out. Like, oh yeah, that was me. Jay was like, we need to pull everyone because <laughs> at the sun when the sun's coming up, you, we probably shouldn't be outside. At that Although point. you know what, that was probably the point that it was fine to make noise because people are waking up. Like, yeah. how backwards are we? We're like, oh, it's six a.m. We better get everyone to quiet down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the damage is done. Hey, bub, what's happening, brother? All I know is I was praising God when when. Uh, <clears throat> Push came by. He's like, I'm leaving. Well, I was sitting in the jacuzzi. Yeah. With shoe, shoe light. Yeah. Shoe suffix. Oh. Sam and some random gay guy. And, <laughs> Another one. And uh, JP. Uh, oh. Yeah. Nah. And all I know is the shoe brothers were trying their damnedest to get nutsack in each other's mouth. Oh, <laughs> they were. It, it, even for me, they can take a joke. It was a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I have to say that if uh, I don't care how like sort of vulgar and open you are, the Schumans will break you. <laughs> <laughs> they will always they break me, and I've I've known these guys for years. But you're I mean, right, Bub. The the nutsack competition between the two of them <laughs> is unbelievable. The two, all three of them were getting in on it, and one of them had their girlfriend in there. Yeah, I'm like, what's? Wait a minute, seriously? I mean. I can see, you know, trying to teabag somebody who's asleep or something. Ha ha, funny picture. Yeah. But not my brother, ever. I know. Hey, how, li- how hot is Shoe Light's chick, though? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet Jesus. She, I know she I was, was like, sitting next to Bob, too. She's that blonde right in the photos. Me, like, yeah, uh, your, your boyfriend's trying to get his nutsack in his brother's mouth. Yeah. That's what? entertainment. She doesn't care. She's pretty cool. She got those big old fake boobies. Uh, oh, they're little. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's a she's they're a cute. Big old. I mean, they're well, no, big old wouldn't look for good her, her size. She's yeah. like short and skinny. They're big for her. Yeah. They're big wreck. They're they're motorboatable. She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> and she's a cool hey, chick, uh, actually. I, uh, Doc, I'm sorry. I left this those rolls up on your car, but I couldn't get them off either. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little guy too, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. He's short and drunk. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, it, when I, I was gonna. I was going to do a better job, but you got all that shit up there. It's like a, you know, like an antenna farm up on top of your roof. Yeah. <laughs> you do have much of It, like, got caught up in there. I'm like, I went through three rolls, and I got, like, three strands on your fucking car. I, I do have to say, Bub, good work, man. Thank you for TPing that, Homer. That's <laughs> awesome. I wake up. Yeah. I'm somewhat hungover. Um, I walk out my door, and there's a giant mass of metal in front of my door. I'm like, <laughs> it's big and square. It's got to be Doc Summer. Yeah, it was larger than somebody the hotel you were staying there. in. Yeah, somebody else was there, and I, I, one of the guys, I don't know if it was Milo or Rhino or one of the guys staying at the hotel, or, but anyway, they started th- throwing down DP to me, so we... we did a little job on the car there. Very nice. Oh, and then speaking of Rhino, uh, I do have to uh-huh. announce our 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 official. Don't light the tampon. There's. <laughs> oh God, yeah. As you well know, there is always somebody to be drunk jangled. I don't know how we're going to pull it off next year, but I'm sure we will because I think we're all going to be hoteling it or something. Yep. But still, so first we tried we tried several people and they kept waking up. Uh, Bevo, we got a, a good distance on, although I think she was faking asleep for a little while. You were really asleep, Bevo. Okay, uh, so uh, it, it, it was it was kind of like when Sam comes to bed, she just kind of lays there. And right, <laughs> pretty much. Sleeping. That's maybe, what we got. Maybe it'll be over soon. <laughs> good point. Good point. Oh, Bevo says she was asleep until that we got the chair on her and it hit her in the head. So, but that was, it was still only a, in my opinion, it was only a decent game of Drunk Jenga. It was no, it was nothing phenomenal. So, we're feeling kind of low, Doc. We're feeling kind of disappointed. And we hadn't gotten our real Drunk Jenga in. Uh, Shat hadn't puked. I'm feeling like, uh... Something missed. Something missed. We're not done yet. So, I don't know what time it is. It's after 6 a.m. And Sam goes to take a piss. And Sam comes back from the bathroom with a big smile on his face. <laughs> he comes straight to me, and he and he knows me. He goes, oh, Justin, you're going to love this. <laughs> and he brings me down the hall, and he opens the bathroom door. And there is Rhino from the forum, passed out on the shitter, with his face leaning up against the wall. He's dripping in sweat. He, I don't know why, but he's sweating, right, Sam? He's sweating profusely. Like, like Niagara Falls. Yeah, like, <laughs> Niagara Falls. you know the scene in Coming to America when the Soul Glow family gets up from the couch and there's stains on the couch? Ca- there's three big Soul Glow stains on the couch. This is what was on the wall next to Rhino from his sweat. Maybe that was the champagne stain. It could have been. Maybe that was, yeah. He's out. Now, in Rhino's defense, uh, apparently he was looking for a place to crash because he wasn't actually doing the business. His pants were up and the toilet seat was down. So he wasn't... It would have been but funnier if he was... in his pants? I don't know. Well, yeah, he maybe he... forgot to drop them? Good point. He Maybe he just forgot. So we proceed to stack things on top of Rhino, who's on top of the shitter in our rental house. And we're wait, talking wait, about... Wait, wait. There's pictures was, in the forum. What was your statement when you saw him? 
Uh, we s- what were the exact words you said? Because somebody you remember? was there. Yeah, I think I was like, oh, this is gold. This is gold. <laughs> oh, this is gold. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, let's face it. Drunk Jenga is kind of gold in itself, but when you get a guy passed out on the shitter, you can't you can't create this stuff, folks. <laughs> if any of you are going to go into the entertainment business, radio business, television, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> no, it's, it's very opportunistic. <laughs> yeah. So Because sees it. What did we end up putting on the guy? There's pictures in the My bra but... was one of the things. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And, and a bunch of tampons. Tampons, toilet paper, gloves, a plunger. <laughs> a plunger. Yeah. I think there was maybe maybe there was a footstool at one point. I mean, just <laughs> it took him a while to wake up. He didn't wake yeah. up until the last item and several pictures like, later. There was like had stuck to his face, but then there was something else. Oh, like, lotion. Guys, like, put lotion all yeah. the cars oh, on yeah. it. So, it was, I, think, I had to clean that bathroom. I was touching these things. I'm like, what the hell is this? I forgot that we squirted lotion all over him. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you that would... Was sick and wrong. I have to admit, you'd think we would have grown out of this sort of thing, but to me... Oh. But then you think about it, and you realize it's really fucking funny. It's so funny. Yeah. I blew so much steam that night, man. I had a great time, and oh. I don't care. Call me what you will. Uh, adolescent, juvenile, that <laughs> shit's funny. Sophomore. I don't care who you yeah. are. Yeah. If there's a drunk guy sweating on your toilet, and you squirt <laughs> lotion on his face... <laughs> what happens? <laughs> they stay asleep. <laughs> Yeah. It was all fun and games until Shu tried to light him on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, will you I thought please, it was Sam. Will you please refresh my memory about that? Because it's vague to me. A little blank there. What happened? It was either Sam or one of the shoes. One of those. It wasn't me. It wasn't after he's got maxi pads stuck all over him, was trying to light one of the maxi pads. <laughs> I think it was shoe light. Why would we light By the way, somebody Rhino on fire? Is in the chat right now. Good oh. man, Rhino. It was shoe light. And, I, and they, it was shoe light. Somebody, you know, like Bad Rock or somebody is like, uh, this is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's don't, bad. I was sitting there going, like, don't light him on fire, no. dude. He's going to go up so fast. <laughs> I mean, Brewer's <laughs> code, that, you can't light him on fire. Yeah. That lotion's yeah. going to go off. That oh. may not be sweat. That could be alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His skin could catch fire. Yes. That's, what, that's what everyone said. Like, Brewer's code, no, no. Brewer's code, no. Oh, is that? The, okay, good. I'm glad that we did that then. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. believe the shoe's got to know It had to be code. Sam trying to light him on fire. It was shoe light. It was shoe light. Oh, it was shoe light. Well, he's new to the Brewer's code. He didn't know. I'll give him. And a, he's a dumbass. And he's a, and he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I remember at, at one point Schumann was asleep on the couch, and instead of junk, 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 drunk, jangling him, he junk jangled him. Like he pulled his nuts out. That's true. Sh- tried there's put- a there's a picture of him getting a junk jangled. <laughs> yeah, it's like four or five times too. And each time, uh, Schumann woke up a couple times and laughed. But after the third time, he tried to punch him. He tried to balls. punch his brother in the nuts. Yeah, every single I- time. There are also I latex gloves involved. He succeeded at one point. I, th- I, I hope so. I, d- I think he did succeed uh, like uh, on one of the tries. <laughs> yeah. I do like that maybe a new tradition is going to be junk Jenga. <laughs> junk Jenga. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to be the giver or the receiver. I know. Yeah, no, but no. I think, I think yeah. the giver will always be shoe light. You don't have to oh, worry. Yeah. Well, I, you I, wonder why I left a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. You guys missed Pride I Parade. I I was in a place that oh, we I did miss Pride Parade. Beer or else I would be the Jenga guy. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know what? My hotel's a lot more comfortable than a chair up my ass. It's too bad. I was. I got to admit, Bob, well, I was hoping to Jenga you. Yeah. I know you were, and that's why I'm like. I mean, I didn't even drink the last two hours of the show because the problem is, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you know, everybody knows me because I'm a drunk asshole. Yeah. Or just everybody an was buying me drinks. Or just mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't have a beer in my hand 
So, you know, they're, oh, here's another beer. So I chugged one ahead. And boom, about three hours into it, I'm like, I am fucking blotto. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was just water from there out. Well. And I was begging the bartender to just shove the hose in my face. It was bad. Shoe Light likes to shove the hose in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had you stuck around a little There's longer, a you'd have gotten a hose shoved in your face. I'm sure of it. Uh, well, I was glad you made it out this year, Bub. It was good to, to party with you. you now, you're going to come to NHC, so be here for the whole week, I hope, next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The wife already said we're going to be there. Actually, while she was watching the video of me, like, stripping or whatever yeah. during, the sh- <laughs> during the show. Yeah. That's right, people. Download the video. Oh, by the way, <laughs> some, of Bub, some of the unclaimed items the next morning, Oh, uh-huh. Bub's underwear. Oh, oh. Bub left his underwear. Incredibly soaked box, like boxers? man boxer, shortless tight boxers, whatever they're called. The yeah, boxer briefs. Briefs. Oh, boxer Those briefs. Those are totally well, his. Because here's the deal: Bevo is in the hot tub in a swimsuit. Oh, so you got to get <laughs> in. Yeah. I'm surprised you even got undressed. <laughs> get in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. right like, in there. You don't have to ask me twice. There's boobies. Uh, right. no. and there was there you- was several girls at this point. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop trow. I'll just, whatever. So I drop trow, get in there. I'm hanging. Bevo, like 30 seconds later, I must have farted or something. <laughs> Bevo gets out. Bevo's out. The other chick's out. There's like, it's just Shoe Light's girlfriend who absolutely has no taste. I mean, she's got nice tits, but she cannot <laughs> no be taste. a normal human. No. Because she hangs out with him. I know. So it's them, and the next thing I know, I'm seeing nutsack in each other's face, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be the next target. Yeah. Bush is ready to leave. I'm like, I'm not walking around with soaked nuts the whole way so I dropped trowel in the middle of the backyard put my shorts on and left my underwear there well. actually I threw them at Schumann I think oh good for you <laughs> so who has those now I mean are they like we should auction them off next year I think if they exist somewhere, feel free. I, I don't necessarily need. He's got more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've got another pair. One, one. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so you're with us next year. The wife gave you the okay. Yeah, actually, like I said, when I was in the middle of the stripping, she called me up and said, "I'm going whether you are or not." So. <laughs> oh, very nice. She wants to party down. Yeah, there. that's how okay. we roll. I do have to say. So there was talk of us doing the. We're still discussing our options. Possibly having the anniversary party at the hotel that the NHC is at. Mm-hmm. The problem is. The way we roll, man, I don't want to get we, I don't want to get the off. AHA like kicked out of the hotel they're having the conference yeah, before, before they even get there. there before it starts. I mean, we really throw it down. Like we put the you know you, if you, you drop the hammer if, if you don't like to have a good time, don't mm-hmm. come to the anniversary party. I got to tell you right now, it's that's and if you how don't have balls roll. in your face, don't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you get swept up yeah, in it. Actually, it wouldn't be so bad if you left the bands out. If you don't have bands, I mean, the bands, seriously, think about it. Yeah. The bands are the ones that tore it up. Yeah, well... I mean, we were all sitting around drinking, and, you know, there may have been... Just don't invite them back. ...all in the face, but they were, the, they were just partying. I know, but... And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because my opinion, I have thought about that, but I don't want to just be standing around and, like, just have a normal, like, tasting and drinking thing. That's not our thing. No, 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 we're I'm not saying, normal, you know? No, I think it means the after, party, at the after you party. You put them in a different hotel. Oh. I see you put saying. them in the travel lodge, and then then we can all stand around with our pinkies out drinking a frambois. I see. And, uh, be Good like, point. Oh, this, this is an excellent nut brown. Yeah, maybe we oh, can do I that. Oh, I said nut brown. You said wow. nut. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shitty brown. All right, let's get out of here, huh? It's been a long time. Can show. we do that? All right, Bub. Hey, thanks, my brother, and thanks for coming out. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the great party, and uh, anybody who doesn't, he said party. doesn't come next year is a 
fucking douchebag. Yeah, you gotta be. Well, just not only that, you're you're not the brightest uh, uh, bulb in the pack if you don't come out next year because you get the whole NHC and everything. Right. So it's, it's gonna be a good deal. Yeah, it's a twofer. It is a twofer. It's a big twofer. It's a BN twofer, man. You can't beat it. It's a tutor. Yeah, and oh, by the way, sweet, sweet pictures of the uh, Eiffel Tower. Oh, on the uh, on the Bub website. Which well, Eiffel Tower? We got several Eiffel Towers. You got, you got at least two that I saw. Good, and and then one of. Oh, JP and I, we we Eiffel Towered Vanna, JP. Yeah, we did. Good work, buddy. Yeah, Eiffel yeah. Towered Vanna and Bevo, I think. Bevo yeah. got Eiffel Towered. She she loves it, though. Yeah. She always gets Eiffel Towered. Everywhere she goes. And then there was a picture, I'm trying to remember who, somebody licking Shoe Light Girlfriend's armpit. Oh, that was Big Joe Hurt. Oh, oh yeah, God, the, who, disgusting. he that, did the blues at the end. That is kind of disgusting. I thought that well, was I Mexican know, Shoe Light armpit. That's Shoe Light's armpit. No, I thought. Oh, oh that's because, no, 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 no. No, because it was he it, was wearing a girl. He shirt, He was wearing too. a girl shirt. I think. I no, think JP's right. I think I just threw up a little bit. The look in her eye, going, "Oh, oh sweet Jesus, mm. what's happening?" I'd like her I mean, armpit, I've dude. Gone She's pretty hot. Everything that she like can give me, and this is what I'm getting. That's is it, all you really, get. She has issues, doesn't she? Did it? Did it kind of look like the look that Bevo was getting when you were putting your uh, raffle tickets around her neck? He put his raffle tickets around my neck? I don't know. There's a picture in there somewhere. And like you're going, oh, my God, end this. And that was as close no, to a pearl necklace as a, a, a bubble get. That was, that was Sammy's tie. I was oh, tie. Mm. Whatever. No. All right, brother. I got to go. Thanks, man. All right. Bye, bye bub. Later. Okay, let's get out of here, huh? Who Thank won you. Junk of the Week? Uh, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck, right? Okay. Right. I think he was our official Junk of the Week. Uh, Shad, have I missed anything? Are we good? We're good. We're good. All right, thank Golden. you. Golden. Okay, uh, next week we got Ron Jeffries um, from uh, Jolly hey, Pumpkin, who, by the way, yes. was the best showing at uh, Pro Brewers Night at this yep. year's NHC, right? Right. I Easily. Just, I hovered you heard around with that people table. saying, go over to the Jolly Pumpkin. Yeah. I hovered at that table for a long time, just hanging out with listeners and just sitting there drinking Jolly Pumpkin. Kept going for refills. So we got Ron Jeffries on the program next week. So get your sour beer questions ready. Get your complicated beer questions ready. Uh, Belgian style. All sorts of crazy stuff that he's doing. It's going to be a long show, I think. As if this one uh, wasn't it. It could be another long one. Uh, the Beave, are you with us next week? You are. Great. Yes. Uh, so Beave will be <laughs> That's, Thank that's you. a good Bevo in, in And, and yeah, Beaver, are, are you going to go home with Sam tonight? Maybe. And uh, what do you think about Sam? He's a douche. Yeah, I thought so too. But, I, he's but been he a, gives it to me pretty good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, that might, is that why you married him? Oh, no, just for the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He gives it to me pretty good, though. <laughs> he does give it to me good. <laughs> and by give it to me, I And mean. we're done. Oh, hey, oh, oh damn it. <laughs> How'd you get one of those things? Now people aren't going to believe that that was you talking. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you All guys right. are doing such a good job. So, Doc, we're back next week. Like the okay. Sam does. You with us? To me. I'll be there next week, but not for the next two. Oh. You're off the next two weeks. No, I'll be there next week. Yeah, but then after that, for two the weeks, The 20th you're off. and the 27th, I'll be gone. Really? We might have an off weekend I, there, though, anyway. I told you that. Yeah, I think. Oh, that's right. One of them is OBF, so you're yeah. only gone for one week. Yeah. So that's cool. All right, very good. Uh, next week, Ron Jeffries. Please visit our sponsors. Uh, they're the ones who bring you this show. And thank you to all of you who have been donating lately. You've done a wonderful job in really keeping us going. Buy Brew Your Own Magazine through our website. If uh, you refresh the homepage enough, you'll see a big red banner come up. Click on that. Uh, uh. Buy the magazine. It's a great magazine. You can also, uh, if you don't want to spend any money, uh, which I completely understand, you can click on those ads on our page. They rhyme with frugal. 
They're right there, and you just click them. Just click them, and it helps. And just two cents a piece. Every time you do it, yeah, we get a little dough. So that's cool. Uh, you can go to our store and buy merchandise if you want. I'll be restocking this week, and you, there's books there and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, you can also buy AHA memberships there. So please, just, you know, if, if you're spending money on brewing anyway, uh, try to spend it with us because it keeps us around. And um, I think that's it. JP, we good? I think we're great. Um, I love you very much. Thank, thanks, Jay. I don't know what happened to JP, but I like the new JP. We'll see how long. Yeah, there's all that love and he got in the forum. Maybe. I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, apparently you're the funniest man alive, according to the forum, Jipper. Well, whatever you say, I should be. I am. I think there's two people <laughs> posting a lot. Yeah, maybe yeah. under several different names. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you in a week. Cheers. Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American crew.